hard to envision that work. Yeah, I agree with you that we've got a lot of work and a lot of, of time um, and, and things that we have to do before that becomes mainstream. It's one of the reasons I wanted to make sure people knew how committed we are to continuing what I think is, has been a pretty good uh, hardware with S and X and say, like, we are committed to that space. When we think about streaming today, we think like, we think this is about choice for a gamer but there are also a lot of people on the planet who don't have a television because that's mm -hmm. not their lifestyle. Right. They don't even have a PC. Mm -hmm. Their phone is their computing device. And for those people, they're not really making the choice between their 60-inch OLED playing on a Pro or an X or do I play on this phone. Right. It's do I play uh, Forza Horizon or do I not. Yeah. And uh, so I think it, for us it's really about expanding the number of people who can play the kind of games we build. And I've teasingly before said um, there was this time when, I'll, I'll, I don't know, I'll use Match 3 games lived on the phone and immersive right. games lived on my television and my PC. I come from 20 years of working in the immersive game industry, and it's I want those games to be able to reach everybody, not always with the same fidelity. There's no doubt about sure. that. Um, but, I mean, there are some really strong games out there that are limited by the devices that people own, mm -hmm. and I think we should push against that as a games industry. We should, uh, I'll pick Hellblade, because I think it's a really great game, and it, it deals with some interesting issues. It kind of asks some questions, yeah. and why shouldn't the planet be able to play that game? Mm -hmm. And uh, But it is additive to the console experience that people have. I love the, the consoles, I said, that we have in the market, same team focused on building things in the future. I wanted to make sure I said that on stage. And I know there's risk in doing that. You know, the, <laughs> the business people are like, hey, wait a minute. As soon as you say that, everybody's going to stop buying what's, right, what you're sure, selling now. Right. But I'd rather be as transparent as I can be about what our plans are. Yeah, and, I, you know, I don't think, you know, anyone that's really paying close attention to an E3 briefing is not going to be shocked by the idea that, hey, maybe there's going to be another console in a couple of years here. Uh, also, so you know. That, yeah, that's the part. Yeah. Now, this is where you just see Phil kind of get wrapped up around <laughs> himself because everybody knows what's happening. So yeah. it's like it's this kind of unsaid thing of, well, they shipped Xbox One X. They didn't lay off their whole hardware team. Like, what do you think they're right. doing? Yeah. So you know, it's like when people ask me, "Is there another Halo in the works?" Well. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Halo 5 uh, left some open questions, but we don't really see no. the need to answer them. We just told Bonnie and the team to go on yeah. vacation for like, a eh, while. Just... So, like, that, that whole, and you know, there is, I can randomize people if I just talk about every idea that we have and where things that we're investigating, and I've done that before with pre-announcing games too early and talking about features too early. But things like, you know, anybody who might worry about our console future, I just wanted to put that at ease. I want people to know um, I love the track record of our hardware team, working really closely with them. We've got some, you know, ideas in the future, as you said, where it's, it's, not, it's not tomorrow. Um, but I didn't want people to think that we were going to walk away from that part of the, the brand and the business because it's really important to us. So when you pie in the sky, think about like what that next box is. When when you start this process, uh, you know, like maybe even pre R and D, like hey, what's what's possible? But when you sit and look at the the Xbox brand, the Xbox line of consoles, and you think about that next thing, what are the things that you look at and go, well, we need, we have to have this? Yeah, we've been, and you can watch. We're we're pretty open about some of this stuff. 
if you watch what we're doing on the Xbox consoles right now with like variable refresh rate, mm -hmm. looking at higher frame rate uh, capability, I think frame rate is an area where consoles can do more just in general. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the balance between CPU and GPU in today's uh, consoles, they're a little bit out of whack relative to what's on the, on the PC side. So I think there's work that we can do there. Um, you know, I'm always wishing games would start quicker. Was, we announced Fast Start yeah. um, on stage when Ashley got to that's, do that. That's something that, you know, that everyone talked about at the start of this generation. You know, the, yeah. the idea of, like, hey, hey, put the disc in. We're, we're going to install it to the hard drive, but we're going to get going sooner. And then immediately no one flagged devs who were just saying, like, oh, you can look at this menu while yeah. the game installed. And we're as guilty as anybody. I mean, a game I'm playing a ton of, State of Decay, it's ready to start, and then I get to sit there and, and watch it. <laughs> Right. from the title screen, load the re uh, install the rest of the game. So the problem we, we run into in all, with making it manual for the developer is, one, they don't really have all the data they need and what mm -hmm. blocks they need to load in what order. Um, and let's say sometimes games come in a little hot. Yep. So the, hey, what's the install order well, might not be the well, high thing. On we're not even thinking about <laughs> that's that. That's right. We just open boots. Yeah. Um, so running the machine learning stuff that we're doing in the background of actually watching as players play what blocks are actually needed, yeah. then it's the developers don't have to do anything. And uh, so, you know, when I think about, I love people being able to play their games quicker. I love the work that we're doing with Fast Start there. Um, I love some of the, the frame rate and variable refresh rate. I mean, if you played, anybody who plays PC games with, with G-Sync or anything that's sort of like, it's, it's a different experience. Getting stuff like that right means working with television manufacturers. Like, there's this whole ecosystem. And it seems like FreeSync's making its way into more and more TVs these days, too, or at least starting to. Yeah, and it, it's just like HDR did for, for both us and Sony, that when we started to introduce HDR, then when you actually put it in market and you find all these TVs where you can't even figure out how to turn on HDR, yep. and HDR only works on one HDMI input, why yep. is that? Yeah, and yeah. it's like number four or something, you know? So all of these things you have to you have to continue to work on with this, the whole ecosystem so everybody supports it, things in a similar way. And uh, so I think there's a, lot, there's a lot to do. I think there's more immersion that we can put into games. Uh, I think there's you know, more performance we can put into games. I think letting people start quicker is, is a good thing. Um, and I just see when we put tools in the hands of the best developers, amazing things come back. <clears throat> it seems like the other part of that is you know, you look at, you know, I look at Game Pass, and I look at, uh, like, what that looks like in terms of, like, hey, this is a whole new way to get access to brand new games. Yeah. You know, with, with your games debuting day and date on the service yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. You know, you start to piece together what you had said about, you know, streaming and, and all this other stuff. It seems like the, the other part of this is really about, you know, Xbox as a service, as well as just, you know, hey, you're going to get an Xbox console, or hey, maybe you're not. Maybe you're going to subscribe to Game Pass and pay play stuff on your phone. Do you feel that that's kind of the, you know, inevitable part of the transition down the line? You know, looking, let's look past the next generation <laughs> here. That's real easy. Uh, and, you know, does Microsoft, you know, it seems to like being a services company, you know, do you ever see a, a point where it might make sense. There's no doubt that when uh, we launched Game Pass last year and you look at the long-term strategy there, that you're making games accessible to people who, for some reason, whether it was price point of the retail game when it came out or right. they didn't 
it was in the shadow of a bigger launch, and they just didn't see this game when it came out. And we see that in Game Pass today. I mean, we people in Game Pass, there's two stats that always surprise me. One is I think on a monthly average, a Game Pass player plays four or five more games than a non-Game Pass player. They just go and click, which is all, and they're more games. So that's not their total game. They're playing a lot more games. They're also buying more games, which at first I'm like, that surprised me. Okay, yeah. you're in Game Pass, but what happens is just as... They're turning on their console more, obviously, to go play more games. Right. They're getting connected to more friends. That's also true of people in Game Pass. And then they're going out and buying more games, even though they're part of, of this subscription. And, you know, we're continuing, as you said, to add games to Game Pass. And then you take the next leap and says, okay, for a customer where paying $60 for, for a retail game isn't really part of their, what they can either afford or just their lifestyle right now. Right. Um, does that model open up opportunities on other devices? Absolutely, I think it does. Um, I think you know PC is an obvious place for us to go because we're Windows. Of course. Um, our PC portfolio and Game Pass today is not great, so we'd need to go do more work there before I'd want to launch it and try to like get you to sign up or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you take that and you say, okay, I've got this service that could go to any device. I think that just opens up opportunities for developers because, as I said before, um, you know, if I'm a developer of a game that is locked to a couple devices, um, all of a sudden I'm in this service that reduces kind of business model friction on people uh, playing more games and uh, reaches more devices. The other thing I'll say on Game Pass with Sea of Thieves and State of Decay, too, the two games we've launched in, it's just two games, so yeah, I, I don't yeah. know that that means we have, like, complete data, but on those two games... We sold more copies of those games than we expected. Like we, Interesting. I mean, we have our internal forecast. Yeah, yeah. You can't do an A/B test of what if it was in and right, what if it was right. out. So yeah. I don't have the before and after on on both scenarios. But uh, I guess people just have to trust me, whatever that means for a video game exec. But um, that we had our forecast for how many copies of Sea of Thieves we were going to sell, and we sold more than we did, significantly more. And the same thing was true of State of Decay, even though both of them were in Game Pass. Right. Well, I mean, I guess on some level that makes sense, because if you look at both games, they are, you know, in the case of Sea of Thieves, like it is like a social experience. Yeah. If you've got more of your friends playing that game because they're in Game Pass or because they bought it either way, they're going to be more likely to influence you to pick it up. I would assume State of the K2, probably a similar situation with its multiplayer aspect. You know, you're going yeah, to the only to... the only thing, and I don't have data on this because yeah. we haven't done it yet, but the only thing I, I might I might add on top of that is I actually think it's just because more people are playing the game. Because when you sit down and you see who's what are they playing in your sure. friends yep. list, all of a sudden you have millions of people that are playing the game. And yeah, I think you know social games have even more virality because people are like, hey, come on, my galley, let's go. Right. Let's go. Let's go fight. Uh, let's go pirate some people. But also, when you just see what all your friends are playing, it just it's marketing in a way, right? Instead of buying an ad on TV or something, all of a sudden you just have a lot of people playing, and it also means you didn't have to take your game and make it free mm-hmm. because you can still sell copies of the game, right. and it sits inside of a subscription like that. Um, we'll see. You know, Horizon will hit into Game Pass. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Fallout and Division, obviously those have been out for a while, right. just hit, and Elder Scrolls, uh, Master Chief Collection's coming, which I think in a way is a perfect game for Game Pass. Yeah. But um, but I, just so people don't think it's all about Game Pass, I love people buying games on our platform and playing it's, games. It's the other part of this that, I, you know, when I start, like, playing this out in my head as to how this, this goes, you know, five, ten years down the line, is it gets into that game preservationist, that thing where it's like, okay, well, 
you know, what happens when no one owns games anymore? Yeah. Because, you know, like EA has their service. Yeah. They're, they're getting into a, a similar space, you know, building on top of, yeah. of the access program. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you have this situation where is everyone just trying to launch their own version of Netflix and reasonably how many of those services can a player be yeah. expected to sign up for? Uh, and, and then on top of that, there's that case of just like, well, what happens when no one actually owns any games? You know, yeah, and, and, and all of a sudden the servers aren't on yeah, when well, I log in, and right. nobody and can away completely. I, I'm with you. Like I still uh, buy CDs. I'm the guy who goes to Silver Platters <laughs> and still buys CDs. But I'm with you, and like I'm, I want games to be for sale, and uh, I think it's a great thing when people want to build their video game collection. Mm-hmm. And to me, this this isn't about moving somebody from buying games into a subscription. Our business of selling games is very healthy. Like sure. we, it's yeah. you know, which is different than a service like a Netflix or a Spotify. They don't sell things. Their whole model is to right. get you to do one thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to increase what people have the options to go do, so that more people play um, with what we're doing. And we support free to play games. Fortnite's a massive free-to-play game. Uh, the s- subscription continues to grow, and the number of people buying great games continues to grow. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that just shows a healthy ecosystem all up for all of us, which means more great games should get built. Let's talk about Fortnite for a sec. That's, uh, that came up this week. Uh, this is a situation I ran into probably about a month ago, where I was like, oh, you know, I haven't seen Fortnite running on an Xbox One. I played it on PlayStation. I played uh, most of it on PC. I'm, I'm more of a PUBG guy, so, you know, I hadn't really played a ton of it. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to download the Xbox version and get it going. Fired it up, went and linked my account, and then it straight up told me, like, gave me an error message, like kind of a bunk error message. It was like, you can't play. You're not credentialed. Or, and I went and looked up what that meant and went, huh, okay. And that story has gotten a whole new spotlight on it this week with it hitting the Switch, where it sounds like the Switch version has a more direct error message Basically implying that, hey, if you have played, if, if your Epic account is tied to a PSN account, you don't get to play it on another platform. You're just trying to get me in trouble. Well, you know, we, we talked about uh, some of the stuff with uh, with Minecraft last year. I you know. know. The cross-platform thing. It, do you, you know, have there been any inroads made, do you feel? Or is it just kind of the same situation uh, where, you know, just they're, they're not looking to play ball? Um, so... Obviously, everybody has to run their own business. Yeah. Like, and uh, I have not seen any change in the stance. Of, uh, uh, Nintendo's been a great partner. I've mm-hmm. been working. I've been talking to Tim about this, Sweeney, for the last six months. <laughs> um, and I, I was disappointed in the announcement and how it landed. I love the fact that it's on Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to lunch with the Nintendo team today because yeah. we're a big third party on there. It's weird going as being a third <laughs> right, party. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we were really happy about how people can play and not just play, but the things I've earned and my status right. moves. The kind of, um, I think my view is this, that if you bought your, your son, your, 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 your child uh, an Xbox, and I bought my child a PlayStation, and I'm just a parent, like it's birthday, whatever. Mm-hmm. And my kids want to go play Fortnite, and they all of a sudden go home and they can't play with each other. I, I don't know that that it's it's not doesn't feel like it helps the consumers. Right. For the developer, now you have to focus on multiple shards of your game. That yeah. Um, so I I see this world. If it doesn't help the developers and it doesn't help the consumer, then it doesn't feel like it helps grow gaming to me because like those right. 
are the and I want I want gaming to be I think gaming is one of the most important art forms this planet has because it's interactive. It brings people together. We cooperate together. We have good competition together. It's yeah. a level playing field for people of all abilities for the most part. You know, we've done some work like the adaptive controller and other things. And I just think it can be a space that in a world where we have way too many things that drive us apart, that gaming can actually bring people together and even in, in kind of hardcore competition. But I see such respect even in eSport tournaments and everything. So anyway, I, I look at that and I wish people could get to play together. I get it. Like, I get the business side of it. Yeah. So, like I said, people get to make their own decisions, and I'm, I'm not going to judge anybody else making their decisions because they got to run their business. Um, we leaned in to be partners. Mm. Uh, we, Paladins was announced. Right. Rocket League's now. We're doing Minecraft yeah. and Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's been a bummer. And, and it seems like it just keeps happening. It was, it was one of the things, like, the first time it happened, you're like, well, you know, not a lot of games are doing that. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I get why, you know, you maybe wouldn't make an exception for... Or one game or two games, and, and now, like you know, it happened with mine. You know, it seems to be only happening with the largest games, Minecraft, Fortnite, you know, yeah. this sort of stuff. And uh, it's been it's been disappointing. But yeah, it, and, and I try to think about it in terms of like, well, you know, if the if the roles were flipped, and and, and <laughs> I get that if, one a lot. If you had the if I was winning, if I you would had be, the install, the horns would you, come out. Well, you know, I don't necessarily get the impression that that. That would be you, but I certainly see a previous oh, incarnation of Microsoft no, being I, way more like, no, forget it. They can't, I see it, they like, can't play on Xbox. When products. I'm sitting there saying, you know, I don't like timed uh, skins and timed strikes and all these things, and people instantly show me the, like, hey, 360 COD, like, we were right in the middle of that. And yeah. I can only be who I am, and I can only be who I am at the time I am, mm -hmm. and uh PlayStation sold more PlayStations than we've sold Xboxes, and I can't argue that if, like, a, a what-if scenario. I can say, for whatever it means, yeah. that in my heart, like, I, I don't like exclusive content deals like that. Um, I would support cross-play in the other scenario. Everybody can call BS on it. I can't, I can't really fight that. Yeah, but, but also, I think that just, at some point, that just makes sense. You know, that's like, you, you, you understand, like, oh, they're, they're running a business and all that other stuff. But when you say, like, yeah, you, you'd want crossplay, like, of course. Of if course you have should have crossplay. <laughs> like, there are, there are 2 billion people play video games. I'm just going to circle right back yeah. to that. And when I look at our, the services that, I mean, PlayStation games are built using our developer tools today. Like, they right. use Visual Studio. It's mm -hmm. not like I said, oh, you can't target the PlayStation. The architectures are somewhat similar right. and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. I, our goal is to be relevant and important to every gamer on the planet. And I, if people want to go buy somebody else's console and we'll play games there, great. Um, as long as we're all kind of leaning into how do we make this business all up for everybody as vibrant as possible. Yeah. Uh, you talk about trying to be as relevant as possible to as many people as possible. It seems like the adaptive controller fits right into that. Uh, I'll say, you know, that, like I... Honestly, that thing just looks cool. That just looks like a, a good control. Like, I, I want one. It's Have like, you I'm, tried it yet? No, no. I, I've, I've been up close with it. There's yeah. one in our booth. Yeah. Uh, and, and just looking at it, like, also, I think it would be a really good dive kit controller. Yeah. Look at but, it. Uh, <laughs> but also, yeah, just uh, stuff like that, it, it really seems like uh, the approach uh, on the Xbox side has, has really been about, like, hey, these types of stories or, or, or these types of situations, like, how can we expand? Uh, is that just does that just come from the top? Is that you know you're just like no, I looking can't at, at ways of just like here's how do we get this stuff out to more people? I mean those 
there are thousands of people that work on Xbox. I said this before. I'm the dude that stands on stage and reads a teleprompter, right? <laughs> they, those um, projects like that, and the, and I don't want us. It's, this is not an Xbox thing. I think other teams, other companies, have done very creative work and important work in this space as well. I actually see it as a maturing of us as an industry, sure. and I love that. I love the fact that we do tackle harder issues, whether they're harder issues in our games themselves mm-hmm. or even looking at us as an industry and saying, okay, what, is, what do we really want to be about and, and who do we want to be included? Um, you know, the adaptive controller is something that we built without platforms uh, in mind. Like, we just wanted anybody to be able to. You can plug a USB and go use it. Right. it we don't make it – it's not a – thing we're going to profit on, like 99 bucks, go buy it and yeah. go anybody use it. Cause there's, and it was really built out of a passion project inside of our team of people. We have uh, an accessibility lab that's in the middle of our Xbox organization, and there's some really important and, and dedicated people that work there, and we, we're bringing in a lot of people. We always do this, and they help us get feedback, not only on the hardware, uh, but on the experience, whether it's readers on screen or or other things, and that project came out of the soul of the team. I mean, I, like I said, I'm just lucky enough to get to work with yeah. the people who do that. That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, so th- let's talk about uh, the show. I mean, you yeah, had, you had the the briefing, 50 games. <laughs> just just said like, hey, you got showing up with four, 50 games. Uh, I mean, obviously that's not a reaction. I'm sure like no. the, the briefing is is in planning for for months and December months. December is when we really start like. Figuring out kind of what the show is, and, and how do you pencil that stuff in? Is it in December? Do you know that Halo Infinite is, is something that you're going to want to show here, or is it more of a, you know, okay, if we if we think we need a little punch here, because you know it, it's a it's a short little piece, right? It's the Halo, not yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Halo piece in, in the briefing was was short, yeah, uh, and, and and so is that a well, if we, if we think we we just need one more big first party impact. We'll, we'll, we'll get something out of the, uh, the guys at 343. It's a good question. The way it actually works is when we start in December, um, it's usually right before we, we kind of leave for the holidays, we kind of just take a, a tally of what all the teams have, mm-hmm. both from first party and third party, and see what third party games are going to get announced that we have some relationship with and we might be a place for those to get announced, where our first party teams are and, and what they think they might want to do. It's not very top-down. Um, the top-down part probably happens as we start looking at, well, how much room do we have, right. the order of things. Like uh, A week before, Infinite didn't open our show. Mm. And as we were watching um, how that, that, that video was coming together, and I just thought the emotional moment where you see the helmet, yep. and some people could figure out through some of the clues before the helmet showed up, mm-hmm. um, but I just... You know, when I think about Halo and where we want to go, the centering on Master Chief is the key to the story. The art style that for some of us that have played some other Halo games sure. gives you an idea of, oh, okay, I, I recognize that helmet. Yeah. Um, even some of the landscapes that were built. I thought when we ended up with so many games in our show, what a special way to open than with there's no franchise that's more iconic to Xbox than Halo. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a piece that speaks for itself in a lot of ways, too, in... in in a case where you know you're not necessarily going to go into a deep dive on it at That's the show right. itself, it's like, hey, here's a here's a, a little tone piece, here's a little reminder, here's a music sting that's going to make you go, ooh, okay. Which we've done in with Halo before, right? Like you know, any of us again that have been to a, a couple E3s, been uh, a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, so yeah, we we start getting the the pieces together. What are what announces are going to happen this year? 
the support we had from Japanese publishers was incredible. Right, we spent a lot of time over in Japan talking with a lot of the publishers. We had success last year, um, so we we ended up with I think more announces and in, in premieres than I, I I maybe thought we would. Yeah. Getting DMC, getting to to premiere the Kingdom Hearts, uh, getting Namco Bandai's new franchise, getting to show that. Um, when Near was finally coming, I was like, okay, we need to yeah. show that one. Yeah, on definitely. I, that was, a, you know, that was something I think we said last year as we were kind of like wrapping up the year and, and like, okay, what's our game of the year and all yeah. that sort of stuff. You know, it, it's that feeling of, you know, like we get asked a lot, friends, family, all this other stuff. Like, hey, you know, I'm shopping for the holidays. What should I get? Yeah. And it, it the thing I had realized on the heels of building, you know, what I felt were like the best games of 2017, like. It's really hard for me to recommend a console that doesn't have near on it. Yeah, uh, and and you have these situations where these games are coming to PlayStation Four and then PC, and still somehow not making it onto the Xbox. It was it's, yeah. it's and and you know I think we saw some a, a few games out of Square this year that are announced in a, a similar capacity. It seems like there's more work to be done. But totally. It, but I mean, definitely like looking at the briefing, it, it seems like you're. You're on the road. Um, yeah, I'm say I'm I'm climbing the mountain. Uh, I'll I'll be back over this summer. Uh, and you know, it is really the feedback loop of our audience supporting those games right. when they come. I think we've seen that with things like Monster Hunter and Resident Evil, and um, but yeah, getting to like bring Tales Vesperia onto the stage. But I, it, I, I've said this, you know, of any country where Xbox market share. Uh, suffers. It's, I think it's Japan. Like we're we're the away team, and it, and it seems like it's it's all. I, I was in Japan when the original Xbox launched, yeah, and was there in the room. You know, Bill Gates handed it over. Like, and it, it it. So when those developers are going home, they're probably not playing on an Xbox, which sure. means you just got to do the work. Mm-hmm. You got to get over there. You got to build the relationships. Uh, I, I knew a lot of the developers when I was in first party. Um, now this getting more plugged into the third-party management, Mm -hmm. um, trying to give them feedback on what I think can help with global success of some games, and then them seeing some of those things work out. Uh, Announces like Dragon Ball last year, where I think they start to see, hey, this audience does really react, and we can can give them a platform. That thing made me... I'm I'm in the middle of watching Dragon Ball for the first time. (laughs) That game did that. Yeah, and just... (laughs) I did not expect it to go that way, believe me. But here we are. Uh, but I'm, I'm not. We're not done. Like I, I, uh, I see what people want. I want all the games to play to be playable on Xbox. At least ones that will make it there. Yeah. Um, I want them to play obviously very well on Xbox. But um, in Japan is the one place where I feel like it's, it's literally just getting on the ground and doing the, the work. Yeah. It seems like that, that maybe that, that waxes and wanes a little bit. I remember prior to the original Xbox launch, we had. Seamus Blackley come in yeah. with a copy of DOA. Yeah. And and he was saying at the time, like, you know, I have an apartment over there. Like, yeah. I'm there. I'm, I'm making sure this stuff happened. It seems like at launch, there was, uh, of that first console, there was that feeling of, like, we've, we've got to make this work in Japan. Yeah. Uh, we've got to come up with another controller for the Japanese market. Yeah. ends up being a better controller anyway. You tell uh, Seamus that. Yeah. Man. Well, as I tried the Hyperkin thing. I'm like, this is still big. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like this is exactly how you, I remember man. it. But yeah. hey, good luck. The Akibono troll. Uh, Akibono was the yeah. name for the smaller. Yeah, I. Yeah. And I, maybe sort of a jerk thing to do. I actually asked the guy at the hyperkin booth, "So you can do the, the S controller next? <laughs> this one's a little large." Um, yeah. So is that something that just you know it, that that 
waxes and wanes as people like uh, maybe take their eye off the ball a little bit, and now, now you're like, okay, well, we're, we've got a bit of a deficit again here with you know games from this territory. Like we've got to get out there. Uh, yeah, I think it. You have to have a long-term perspective. I will also say, and this isn't defense of, of, of any kind of previous people running uh, our teams, um, the Japanese development community all up went through a time where it was unclear how important console was going to be. A lot definitely. of them moved to mobile. Yep. Um, as, so uh, I could see at a certain point, you know, I worked on uh, Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey, yeah. um, and... That was another time in the 360 generation. We said, okay, we're going to try again. Right. Right. Uh, I think my view that's maybe a little different is I love selling Xboxes in Japan, and I'd, I'd love to be the market leader in Japan. But I kind of take a different view, which is I want Japanese developers to have success globally. Right. And I think I can help there. So the I, my, I guess my tactic is just a little different. I'm not trying to go in and, and try to get them to help us win in Japan, mm. I'm trying to say, here's how I think Monster Hunter can be a great game. And I know right. and like that's just an example of talking with the Capcom team long, long ago. And they signed the marketing deal with Sony, but I was like, I don't care who's marketing your game. I want your game Still to coming be great. To the platform. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, those kind of conversations have landed very well. As, as you can go, put a controller in your hand, sit with the creators, and talk about what you see having global success on your platform. Because those, those developers for the most part, want to reach a global audience. The area where we still, I'd say, have, have less uh, success is games that really see the Japanese market for their game right. as you know, 80 90% of where their unit sales are going to come from the game. If they don't see a, a big global market, it is more challenging for me. There's Definitely. no doubt about it. Not a lot of Mahjong games on the Xbox One. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, or, or jockey simulators or right. other things, right? Yeah. And uh, so when I'm... That's... But I, I'm not giving up, and I do think it's another area, not to bring it back to some marketing spiel on, on Game Pass, but it's actually a perfect thing where you can start to put regional uh, content sure, into a yeah. subscription. Yeah. I mean, you see this with some of the video subscriptions where you'll get like you know, movies from India, and they become very popular, and you see it with manga, and you see it with other things that show up in these video services. So I've been thinking about, well, how can Game Pass help these teams where, yeah, Maybe you're not going to get a huge retail presence, but I could build a business deal with you to bring the games in, um, and they can reach the global audience that might be interested in your game. Um, so I'm going to keep working on it. But uh, the success that we had this year was better than last year in terms of, and I was incredibly proud of all the games that were there, and I think I'm over at TGS or something this year again, and cool. I'll, you know, I'll keep working on it. It seems like the, the other big story out of that briefing, at least from, from where I was sitting, was... The, the studio acquisitions, starting the initiative down in Santa Monica. Yeah. And, and it, it seems like a rededication is maybe a little harsh, but it seems like a, a, a doubling, tripling down on, hey, first party. We need some first party games. We need to get more first party games out there. Uh, how long ago did that process start of, of like, hey, you know, there were rumors some time ago, like, hey, Microsoft's looking to make some moves and yeah. find some studios. Uh, how long has it been in the works to, to really make this stuff happen. Yeah, and I know I'd been saying for a while that we were going to reinvest in first party, and I see the interwebs eyes roll back of, okay, show me, you know, show me, don't tell me. Uh, it really, when you see Crackdown get pushed back. I know. Again, it's that we should talk about it. Let yeah. me come back. All right, back. yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, um, really, I think when I ended up in the, the new position back in September, I felt, a, again, this 
refocus from the company on we really want to empower and enable you guys to to um, to build what you need to go build. And uh, so that's when we started the discussion. I wanted to get ahead of studios. I was still, I'm selfish. I like my time with my the first party studios. Yeah. But I, uh, I asked Matt Booty, who was running Minecraft for us, to go run our first party organization. That landed at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And we just started looking at studios that we thought had a very high creative capability where coming into an organization that could invest more in them, give them more support, um, give them, take away a focus on how do we keep funded um, and really just focus on the game that we want to go build or the games that we want to go build. Uh, And I don't think we're done, to be honest with you, but I like... That was my next question is, is do you you feel there, there... there have been rumors kicking around that maybe there's one more large acquisition, at least one more large acquisition in your future. Do you see, uh, are you done? Or- I, having great games as part of uh, what we do in Xbox, great first-party games, is critical. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a transition and, and just some other things that didn't allow us to invest the way that we wanted to go invest. Right. Uh, I feel very supported right now. Um, in doing that, I love being able to stand on stage. It was actually interesting to me whether, because I was trying to remember the last time we had announced a studio acquisition. And I think it was when we announced Rare when we were over right. at uh, like XO2 or so. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, but you don't you normally stand on stage at E3 and announce studios that, that you're bringing in. Yeah. And so I didn't actually know how it was going to land. Um, but it, the reaction was great, which was awesome. Um, and people want to see games, and I'm talking about business deals. But it, it actually well, I guess that's the, kind of the next question is, is you know, with, with these studios in in the family. I mean, some of them I assume have projects in the works already. Do you think all of them will be shipping product for this generation, or, or is you know is the initiative maybe you know it seems like the one that might be still really kind of the ramping up clearly at, at the earliest. Yeah. I mean, if you think about. Nina and Tamim at, at Ninja Theory, they shipped really a year ago, right? right? Yeah. Um, Compulsion's getting ready to ship, mm-hmm. so uh, Guillaume, and they're shipping, their game's published by Gearbox, yeah, which right. shows like when we actually closed the acquisition, Randy and, and Guillaume had already, they were in a publishing, and I said, no, I'm not trying to mess this yeah, up. Yeah. You know, and I got questions. Are we still shipping on other platforms? Yes. Like, you know, I'm not trying to tell you. Minecraft your is everywhere. It's not yeah. like a new thing. Well, and but there's no doubt going forward, these teams will be focused yeah. on stuff that we were doing. But I don't. I wasn't trying to buy a game away from a different platform. And uh, I've been playing We Happy Few, the full game, mm-hmm. uh, not the game they put in game preview. And eh, it's a. I, I played a little bit of it about a month ago, and and. It, it it plays a lot more like an initial reveal trailer in yeah. terms of just like okay there's there's a, a narrative and a through line to it a little less survivally and, and yeah it, it you know landed I, a lot better I think it's a good example of a team that on its own had to use game preview to help them fund sure right like so if if you're you're a standalone team and you're okay now we need to figure out how we're going to continue to get this game funded we can put it in the game preview you have to find a sliver that makes sense right but it kind of has people lose sight of what the overall game would be. Yeah. Um, the thing I love about that team is they just have a, a creative eye that is um, intense, uh, slightly disruptive, and, and, and maybe, but it it sits with us. And we've, we've two years ago, we, we premiered the game on our stage, and yeah. it's just something that we had been talking to that team for, for the two years about uh, about where they were going. And then when we, we got all lined up, and that was one that we were able to close. It was great to be able to talk about uh, adding five studios. And yeah. that first-party capability is critical. Uh, the playground guys starting their second team, um, not 
I'm, I'm not allowed to tell anybody what the second team is. I'm not looking back there. I'm not looking. Don't try to trick on, me. I think it's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's on our list over here. But it's another one. You know, as they're going to go and invest in a bigger second team as a yeah. standalone studio. Uh, they do such an amazing job with Horizon, and we've had a long working relationship with Jeff Strain and the team at Undead. Um, I mean, these are teams that we've known for a long time. So I'd say for looking forward, I like relationships that we've been able to build. Yeah. We're not always we're not perfect as a company that people work with. So figuring out how the relationship works between two teams. But no, I think uh, our first party focus continues. And and now this was not a beginning, middle, and end of what we're doing in first party. Sure. You wanted to loop back around to Crackdown. Yeah, you know, I got asked in the spring about his versus Crackdown Dead, which seems to be the, which maybe is an earned question given that I think we've shown it for 40 years now. But the, um, Terry Crews is just leaking more of it every day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I said, yeah, the team has a date. We know what the date is. Uh, that isn't the, it wasn't February, just so everybody was clear. Yeah. Um, as we started playing more of it, it didn't, I'm a big Crackdown fan. It didn't quite feel the way Crackdown should feel. Yeah. I mean, the, the game scope, and I even thought in the trailer that they showed, which was actually all in game stuff, uh, they moved the camera around and stuff, so right, it's kind of a little more yeah. cinematic. But, yeah. um, like, they have a world that you want to go play in. They have the orbs. They have the lock-on. They have the stuff that makes it feel like Crackdown from that. But I just thought the way the agent moved and stuff that we needed more work. And when we started looking at where we would land, man, you just can't land in the fall with a game like that. Right. It, yeah, th- this fall is, you know, there are some heavy hitters out there. It, so let's go pick a, a time where we can give the team the time that they need, which I know is disappointing for people that are waiting. But, like, it, compared to the alternative like, of just putting out a game that you don't think is ready or shipping in the middle of the blast zones. Right. Um, I didn't realize at the time we were going to pick a game that I think there's, like, six other games shipping that same day or something. It's But Days Gone is that day. Right. And I don't know, like, we're that day. And this seems like, it's, was it? It's, so, well, I think something's going to happen. There are only there. so many Tuesdays in this fiscal year. So, <laughs> yeah, know. for us, it's not the end of our fiscal Right, well, yeah, so, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the uh, we're I'm playing the game. Uh, a lot of us are playing the game. Uh, the game is all there. Um, it is really about building the best crackdown game. Does it ever. still have the, the the initial announce sounded very ambitious with a lot of like, hey, we're going to do physics in the cloud and yeah, the that. is that, is that yeah, still yeah. the case? Yeah, I I thought we got a little bit into talking about how we're building the game and not right. talking about the yeah. game. So after some of the stuff, I was like, let's let's not. It's not about power of the cloud, and everybody can find a video of me saying that, so I, I understand that. Yeah. But it's let's let's just talk about being crackdown and. Uh, I worked on the first Crackdown. I lived through the, the only reason it's good is because the Halo beta's on it. But I think once people started playing it and they felt it. I, yeah, and, I think that's, uh, for everyone Crackdown, I, I think going into Crackdown, there was that feeling of like, well, you know, at least the Halo beta's in there. And then you play it and go, oh, wait, actually, I'm actually, this is this is actually a really great game. Yeah, and, uh, and then Crackdown 2, we didn't give enough time, right? That was something. No, so this one, uh, I thought that was more of a Crackdown one and a half. Ish. Looking at where Crackdown 2 landed, like I, I'm, you know, increasingly of the mind of just like, hey, if Crackdown 3 needs more time, take more time. Yeah, I already played Crackdown 2, and, and it can't be that again. Yeah, so there's still creative work to do. Like, yeah. there, it's, I'm not saying the game the game is perfect by any stretch right now, but um, we are committed to the game. We we definitely had a heart to heart as we were rolling into E3 of uh, if we're going to show this and we're going to say coming, uh, I don't want to head fake uh, the community again, because that it's just not fair. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a long road for it, for sure. Yeah, and on the heels of things like Scalebound, 
Um, yeah. And and you know that's one we showed for quite a while, and then we just couldn't get there. We just couldn't get there with Kamiyasan and the team, who I have a ton of respect for. Um, and you know, at some point when you get to a, a creative point where it's just like this is not going to play out the way that either of right. us want. Um, so, but Crackdown wasn't that, and Crackdown we know what a Crackdown game feels like and what it plays like, and I think the team's really dedicated with Crackdown 3. Cool. Well, I'm not going to keep you here too much longer, but I, I have to ask, three Gears of War games, or three, I'm sorry, three Gears games. <laughs> Gears. Uh, you caught Rod, Roderick's yeah. changing of the name. Well, see, I, I was in favor of it when Gears 4 got announced as yeah. Gears 4. I was like, yeah, that's a cool change. Yeah. And by the time it came out, it was, it, you know, kind of had, had moved back into Gears of War. So I'm on the side of letting that stick this time through. I think I'm and with you. I yeah, think I, I think it's just... It's Rod's the one we have to convince. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then this Funko Pop thing for mobile and... Why is everybody laughing? Uh, <laughs> I get that Lego games are good and, you know, you could, you know, there's something similar. But Lego won't work with an M-rated brand, so you've got to find something. And Funko will do business with anybody. Uh, <laughs> No, but it, it, it's that's a lot of Gears of War. That's what we've achieved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll do business with it. You got Walking Dead. You got WWE. Whatever, man. They'll it's, the figures are all the same. You just skin them. I'm not sure how I answer this. Yeah, no, that's not even a question, honestly. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think you know people expected to see Gears Five. At, at what point did did it feel like it made the most sense to say, no, we're going to announce three games in the Gears universe back to back to back? It was a cool moment. Uh, but but what's the the thinking into that instead of maybe letting them you know breathe a little bit more or something? So this was a disagreement uh, between Rod and I. Uh, Rod and he won because he runs the studio and the IP. <laughs> uh, he really wanted to talk about all three Gears games. Yeah. Uh, I've played Tactics. Tactics is really good. I'm it a big XCOM cool. fan. Yeah. Um, the the Funko game. Uh, it's Gears Pop is something that he really cares about and he thinks it's he cares about that IP that team really loves that IP and they want to take it to more places and in the end I have to empower and enable the creative talent that we have like it's they're so much closer to their audience and you know I'm uh, I'm a guy that sees oversees a ton of stuff and then Rod knows gears and so I have to trust him and it was something he was very passionate about. He, and we messed with the order. We said, do you want to start with Gears 5 and then do the tactics? And then, but then that, like, you don't want people to be... Because we knew showing Gears Pop for the audience here at E3 was going to be a little bit like, oh, look, okay. everybody's taking Gears to mobile and <laughs> with the weird big heads. And so we worked with the order. Uh, we knew, I think, that people... Like Gears Five was the announced for E3. That yeah. was the one. Yeah. Um, even doing Gears Tactics, while I love that game, I mean PC games just don't have the like they're they don't have the same stage usually yeah. because it's usually us big as big console companies that have the big the big stage. So uh, yeah, it was a, a, a creative discussion, and Rod was very passionate about that, and I trust him, and I yeah. trust uh, our studio heads, and we want to empower them. And in the end, it worked. Like it's not like oh right. that no, was a disaster. Yeah, no, I, I think right. that stuff that stuff landed really well, and, and you know, Gears Tactics looks really like tantalizing. But also, the the thing I was thinking coming into the show was like, you know, it seems too soon for Gears Five, which is not actually true. But I'm thinking about the distance between Gears Three and and Gears Four. Yeah, and and 
deliberately leaving judgment out yeah, of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and as a result, it was like, man, between Gears 3 and Gears 4, I was psyched for Gears 4. And now yeah. it's like it felt a little too soon, but actually watching all that footage, I was like, you know what, I'm actually very much ready That's for, great to for hear. a new Gears. That's great to hear. Uh, I, think, I think what was shown, you know, it looks different, you know? Yeah. It, it, it looks like it, it will stand out, and it's not just like, well, you know, hey, we, we've made another one of these. It, it, it feels like it has a very clear reason. One of the advantages of our first party getting bigger is that our big franchises have to shoulder less of the load of being kind of the spokes games, not even a word, but for our platform. Right. And when you look at kind of our past with Halo, where we did Anniversary Edition, and then 4, and then Master Chief Collection, and then 5, and eventually, like, there's just no scarcity in the IP. The team's kind of exhausted. Right. And one of the things I like as our, 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 portfolio, our portfolio studios is growing is our ability to have a little more diversity in what we show from the different teams. And like even on this E3, I knew certain people wanted to see some teases of some of the things that were coming. I like that we got through what I thought was a pretty strong press briefing without showing some of those things because it lets us hold some things back. So yeah. on you know your Gears commentary, I get it. That I didn't, because I, I, I don't want to have to overexpose certain things. But I agree with you, the story with Cat and the direction that they're taking the game. Yeah. Uh, I thought they had the right content to not just blip it, but actually give people yeah. a feeling of the game. It was a great reminder of just where the campaign in Gears 4 ended. Yeah. Because that is such a like late moment of just yeah. like, oh, by the way, yeah. here's this thing. So like having that right there, front and center in, in the trailer was like, Oh right, no, it's left on like kind of a weird cliffhanger. Yeah, like, I, I super want to see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I felt that was that was pretty cool. What else in the show, Julie? Uh, DMC five. Yeah. Yeah, that's and it's weird because the only Devil May Cry game I've liked thus far has been the Ninja Theory game. one. Yeah. And and so seeing Capcom kind of getting back to it and not revisiting that one, but this it, it's got such a cool look to it. Just the style of those characters in that trailer. Yeah. Just really stuck out. And like. Visually, I thought they really did a good job looking like a modern, cutting-edge, state-of-the-art game. Like, I yeah. thought they showed up well as... Definitely. You know, and I, it, it, it doesn't just look like, hey, we've decided to go away from this reboot and make the old... Yeah, Devil May. It doesn't right. just look like, hey, no, here's that's the old I mean. Devil May like, Cry you look again. At yeah. it and it's stunning. Yeah, it's like, here's, here's this cool new thing yeah, that, that's cool. that hopefully will please the, you know, obviously the long-time fans. Yeah. Some of them had their misgivings with that Ninja Theory game, but, yeah. you know, whatever. It was a good game. They're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> Let's go through the list here. <laughs> Where's Sudeki 2? What are we doing? <laughs> we're not working on... No, we're, the climax is not working on Sudeki brute 2. Brute Force. Uh, I told you we're force, not well, doing Brute Force. Can we get a Viva Pinata Island somewhere at CFD? <laughs> I think Viva Pinata was ahead of its time, but we're not working on Viva Pinata. Okay. No blinks. Okay. No blinks. Okay, you know, that, that's fine. Don't make a new blinks. That's okay by me. <laughs> no Tao Fang, and I worked on Tao Fang. Uh, we're not doing... The Lotus of the... Kakuto Jojin, we're not doing All right, that. okay. I got all those old yeah. games. No, that's... Bloodwake, anything? No? No, no. Bloodwake. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, Phil, thanks so much for coming through. Uh, congratulations on, on the press briefing and all that stuff. I, I, I think it, it stuck out uh, huge compared to the other stuff being shown this year. Thanks. And closing with Cyberpunk. We didn't even talk about Cyberpunk. Closing with Cyberpunk, that's... Maybe I, the moment of the show, right I there. I think it's going to be game of uh, the show. Yeah, it's, and the behind the closed doors thing is crazy. Yeah, no, some I think some folks saw today. Yes, I'm seeing some nods. Yeah, in the back. That, yes, that is the game. So that's such a good team. Cool. Well, we'll let you get out there into the night. I did want to say that <laughs> every year uh, now for a while I've come on the show, um, and I always appreciate the time to sit with you and chat. This is. 
such a, a, a kind of a casual setting relative to Hey everyone, we uh, we lost a little bit of that uh, Phil Spencer interview there at the end. This, the the sign off there got uh, chopped off due to what's called an equipment failure. Leave it at that. So uh, yeah, but uh, we we wrapped it up and and Phil said some some very nice things and and it was great to have him on. Uh, again, always uh, one of, one of my favorite things to do every year. So uh, so thanks for Phil to Phil for for coming through. Hey everyone, we uh, we lost a little bit of that uh, Phil Spencer interview there at the end. This, the the sign off there got uh, chopped off due to what's called an equipment failure. Leave it at that. So uh, yeah, but uh, we we wrapped it up, and and Phil said some some very nice things, and and it was great to have him on. Uh, again, always uh, one of, one of my favorite things to do every year. So uh, so thanks for Phil to Phil for for coming through. Let's resume with these knuckleheads. Hello. Oh, hi. Are, are, I, we, are we one of your favorite things to, yeah. to talk to every every year? Are we? Do you like us? He doesn't. Are you in the? Are we in the top fifty percent? He doesn't really talk to us. Yeah. This is the one time a year the we get to talk to fifty percent. Just because Nintendo was underwhelming this year. I just. Uh, no, talking to Nintendo was great oh. here on mm -hmm. the show, but I'd like to clarify: equipment failure. When you do equipment failure, there was no, no human here no who was human at fault. Failure. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to make sure that it was, not, yeah. it was yeah. an electronic well, failure. Yes, <laughs> some humans at a OS manufacturer somewhere, perhaps. Another <laughs> update. Right. Uh, I just want to make sure that it's not Microsoft. code. Everybody yeah. here is doing an amazing job. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a hilarious turn of events. Yes. Hilarious. E3 hilarious. 2018. It's a great time. Another E3 mystery. The best type. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes, another E3 mystery. Should we, should we, should we uh, give the people their update for day two? Yes. Let's uh, <laughs> download these updates for yeah. E3 2018 day two. Do you want to do it now or choose a different time? Remind me of the hour. It's nice that you're giving them the option. Yeah, it's, it's weird that you even asked. <laughs> I'm going to snooze this one. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Deck. So, so you guys are Dix Dixie Flatline, the freaking cowboys. There is so much fucking slang and cyberpunk jargon in that thing. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Like, Ripper Duck. I came out of that. Yeah. Okay. Was it was, one of the, did did like, anyone I, get their synapses fried by black ice? I think they are spending eddies. There are yeah. future drugs. Uh, there are future eddies, drugs that you can take whenever you want. Eddies is short for euro dollars, the global currency. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. This is already good. <laughs> this is already good. I came out of the thing feeling like I wanted to just like I don't know, cop some nanos and flip <laughs> chips on some deck junkies or whatever. Like it's just nonstop. Yeah. Yes. So it's, like, we, it's like the it's like the Aaron Sorkin of cyberpunk like jargon and sure. slang. I, I imagine crazy. some of that comes from the source material. Yeah. The the, uh, the, the tabletop. The yeah. Yeah. Game, yeah. You know? They so, reference the tabletop I, stuff. I would like to start with just. The two, uh, we, Brad and I had very two different perspectives looking at it, where you described it as very shorthand. So a lot of people I've seen before this that saw it uh, were referring to it as a first-person GTA in a right. future cyberpunk setting, yeah. which I feel like is pretty spot on. Uh -huh. And I came at it as, this looks like Deus Ex with a car. I, I think they like, both mean the same thing. Yeah. I think they're <laughs> coming at it from different ends, okay. but they, but those things meet and in the middle. You also managed yeah. to slip into a demo. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, you you hacked your way in there. You did. I, I thought you busted out your red box and then used the payphone to call in. Mm -hmm. You whistled 2600 hertz and then you saw the demo. All and of these things. 
Uh, I thought it was incredible. It's definitely the the best game I've seen this year. I had not thought of the GTA thing at all, but like I really thought there was some like Elder Scrolls uh, stuff going on there, especially with like the dialogue choices. It's, it's kind of all that stuff, yeah. And just the way there, there's so many ways that you could approach everything. Like like in Elder Scrolls, I think there's a lot of times where you'll just encounter a group of people and you could go through the motions. You could yeah. do the the conversation, like the part where you're meeting up with the people, the the military, the military yeah. people. And like you could just smoke them all right there, yeah. and then like steal their money on that chip or whatever. Or later on, the guy, the demo guy, said you never even had to meet up with them. In in the course of completing that quest, you could have skipped that rendezvous entirely. Yeah, can't you go to get the spider bot thing yeah. and then like not even deal with the military? So people? it is like it is it is GTA, it is Deus Ex, it is Skyrim. It's like a, yeah. a lot of things you have is seen. Is it The Witcher with computer chips in first More. person? Not The Witcher at all. It is a first person shooter. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know that, but I mean like right, like structurally, no. is the style of storytelling. Is the dialogue stuff? Is it, it, I think no, in the way that no. you could go so many different, uh, vastly different ways of, of approaching a quest. Because in The Witcher, you could really go like like the Bloody Baron thing. There's is so there ways. Cyber Gwent? Not yet. Not that I saw. Uh, no, you can look but, at advertisements. If you see a soda advertisement, you can go up, press a button, and it'll put a little thing on your compass saying, "Hey, if you want to go buy that soda, go here. Here's the nearest vending machine." Sweet. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. in that The like, Witcher, now was, that's dystopian. The yeah. Witcher was an RPG. This it has points you will put into different spots. One of oh, your nice starting character. stats yeah. is cool. <laughs> it's like it's like strength, intelligence, constitution, street cred, street cred, hack. The last stat is cool. Like the character they made had a four in cool. Wow. You do not choose a, a class. It's not a class based game, so you're yeah, not choosing not. a class, but you're creating a character. You named V. As named as V, yeah, which yeah, could yeah. be uh, uh, gendered male or female. Yeah. It's uh, it seems like there's cool customization that you'd want cool. from. Cool. Mm. Uh, the customization you'd want from a, a game that has cyberpunk in the title, and they were very mirror shades. I didn't see your no. character wearing mirror shades. Lots of robotic arms, tigers on jackets, lots of all kinds of cyber lines on people's yeah. faces. Lots like, of cords, like USB cables coming out of people's yeah, arms. Yeah, you got a standard cord in your wrist. Like had, whole, had like the it whole is. front of their heads removed and replaced like, with like lights. Yeah, yeah. You, uh-huh. fight, you okay. fight. You fight a gang. Okay. Who is, you fight a gang who is described as like basically wanting to become full machines. Like they take it a step further than that's me, else. man. And the gang leader, the entire top half of his face is caved in, and there's just a bunch of lights there. Yeah. And I, I want to. Does anyone have their eyes modified to re- refract the light like a cat? I guarantee. Mm, probably. All right. Like yeah. like the thing you I get walk- an eye mod in the demo. Like. like so okay, so big big urban environment with tons of NPCs walking around and a car centric navigation model. Like that's the GTA yeah. part. Okay. Immersive sim shit. Like oh, I could hack my way through this if I had enough hacking, or I could climb up here, or I could just shoot. You know, you or cool your way. Or I can something. talk my way through yeah. stuff. Like there's that. I imagine cool is just the talk your way through. Stuff. I, I think of it. I think of it. I think of it as the mustache rating from Mario yes, and Luigi. Sure. A stash. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, stuff that reminded me a lot of. Syndicate in that yeah. you can like hack a downed enemy. Uh-huh. You yeah. can hack a downed enemy to then get access to their network and turn off. Tur- it seemed like turn off turrets or, or access. Doors, yeah, right? yeah. So like, oh, you're gonna hack this guy. Remember that part where you hack the dude? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It zooms into his yeah. head and that's it's like the okay. coolest looking interface for a cyber anything I've yeah, ever seen. Like, if you sneak up on him and like hold him hostage, like non-lethal, whatever, you can yeah. hack like his plug into his network port. is connected to all of yeah. his gangs or so you, whatever. Yeah, you can access his whole gang's net. Yeah, and once like, you're in there, you can just like hang on the walls with these like mantis blades, and you can look at all of his like gang members and say like, oh, your guns don't work. Yeah, anymore. you can hack the guy so his gun jams. Guns. So that, that kind of reminds so, me of Syndicate in, in a couple of ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the reason I keep rattling this stuff off is like I don't feel like any one element of this is something you've never seen before. Sure. Like like every individual mechanic was has some 
analog somewhere else. Right. But as a vehicle for this aesthetic, like, it is maybe the most well-realized setting I had, or close to the most that I've ever seen. Feels like they like, have, it is so fucking they have covered the canvas. With like, like every canvas. fucking bit of the UI and the interactions and the dialogue and everything about it is just like dripping with that particular atmosphere. With, yeah. with stuff, I, I want to say there were labels popping up over everybody as you're walking yeah, through. Like I don't every, think this was part of the UI, but I want to say the, it said like Dirt Boy. Every, every person you <laughs> see, me. you scan people and it's like Dirt Boy. Dirt Boy is jacking in. Like, like this guy, this guy's a Dirt Boy, that lady is a Corpo Rat. Like yeah, all kinds of like watchdogs that give any personal information on them. I think if you sca- so you um, get it, you get an upgrade from your hacker doctor, uh, the, the Ripper doc. doc. You go to the Ripper yeah. doc. You got an eye upgrade that let you do. Wait, a, is the Ripper doc like DOC, like a doctor, or is it is it a uh, doc? He's a doctor. Like they give you anesthetics and drugs. His name and is he like. His name is Dr. Vector. Fuck! And like, <laughs> I know, right? You get an upgrade that like shaves off all the skin from the front of your hand. I've been thinking about it. doing that anyway. <laughs> no fingerprints, yeah. man. You also, you also get a new eye installed from first person, so the claw comes in and pulls oh, your oh, eye out. And, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then reboots your eyes with better vision. Okay, I don't know. I'm back in. So then you get, the scan, you get a scan that just makes it look like Terminator vision, and then you get the like... Brackets around people, and, and then and them. within those brackets, like even the scanning, the just the effect, the treatment around scanning people with that new eyeball is like the coolest shit I've ever and, seen. And that shows like weaknesses to like elemental stuff and everything, like threat level very low. Like you look at the doctor after you get the thing, and it's threat like, level very low. It's Terminator. It, it's yeah. Terminator. So you see other characters' cool level. I, did not I don't see think that. so. Okay. Uh, like. It's just, it is so fucking, like, eye-popping, day-glow cyberpunk that I yeah. feel like we're going to have to retire the best style category after this comes out. Wow. Like, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. Well, we got a couple of years like, still, but... It was a 50-minute demo, and you just feel, like, exhausted at the end because there's so much shit coming at you. So I was talking to Austin Honestly. Walker, and he was, like, breathlessly explaining to me how great all this stuff looks. I bet. And one of the things he, one of the things he was describing was, like, oh, you get this gun, and, like, the, the HUD looks great because it'll show, like, it'll ricochet off walls, and you can, like, see the line it's going to take. And, like, describing it doesn't really do it justice because it's like games have done that before where it's yeah, like yeah. a pool game where you can see how it's going to, like, ricochet. But all the HUD stuff, it just all looks so fucking good. It's yeah, it, it's really neat. So and, and the weapons, so there definitely is a, hey, do you want to hack in here, stealth in here, talk your way in here, sure. talk your way out yeah, of here. Yeah. Uh, the weapons, though, they kind of back half of the demo is a big weapons demo yeah. of, okay, here's a, here's a handgun. It does the ricochet thing. We got a mod for it. We're going to just unlock stuff. Let's go. Let's debug this. And then it was, okay, here is like, I'm going to get all the name wrongs, but here's Militech weapons. They are, they can penetrate. This can penetrate cover. It's a, uh, their weapons have this kind of property. Almost in a, um, kind of started reminding me of a Borderlands company style. Kind, kind of. of like, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and then the, the yeah. corporate, corporate tech. Corporate weapons. weapons yeah. Corporate weapons. Corporate weapons. These are top they're of their high, They're high quality. They don't degrade as fast. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, so did you get a fucking sword. Mm-hmm. No, no, you get Mantis blades. You got the blades. You, got, which you can hang from the wall with one and like, so it's one of those yeah, things where your, your forearm splits open and then the, the blades come oh, out. Yeah, I got one. one of those. Though, yeah. in her room, <laughs> in her apartment, on the wall, there are swords. Okay. So that, that was kind of neat. Uh, are, are the guns coded in such a way, you talk about these different types of weapons, if you shoot somebody, you probably can't take their gun, or do you have to hack something to take their gun and um, be able to use it? So that thing I was telling you about where they shave off the, the part of the hand or whatever, yeah. it replaces it with like this like cyber glove material just okay. on the underside, yeah. and that makes it so like you can grab guns, I believe, and it'll like get past the locking mechanism or whatever. Can you hit the right <laughs> on the back of the part where Dr. Yeah, can you skitch? Uh, on cars. Okay. 
Like, I just remembered the part where Dr. Vector's putting your eye in, and he's talking about how he's got a shaky Gannick hand. Yeah. He, yeah. He's a doctor who puts in mods, but he has none himself. He's yeah. full human, and he's just like, it's like, I got a shaky Gannick hand. I might, I might miss. Or so something. he had, did have a, like, sick glove, like, a yeah. glove. Yeah. Oh, because you're giving him shit for seeming like a dentist, and he's like, oh, I might fuck up because I'm an organic. Yeah. It was just, it was neat. It, it, I got a lot of Deus Ex vibes just oh, from the yeah. uh, hey a Deus Ex and Syndicate I and mean, Syndicate probably from the aesthetic, but uh, sure. uh, a lot of okay. You can if we had a at some point the character walked up to a door and uh, it was like if we had a higher security clearance rating, I could hack through this door. Yeah. I don't have that. oh it was hacking. If I had a higher hacker skill, I could get through this door. Let's go to the fuse box. I have a high engineering skill. Mm-hmm. I can uh, uh, basically reset the power here, and that really reminded me of like, oh, okay, I can un- yeah. I can lift it straight up. way in, depending yeah. on what you set yeah. into, yeah. it'll be slightly different. Yes. So is that like a lot of mini games then? Or no, like, no, no, no. no, he didn't hack anything in that demo. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, was the engineering fuse box stuff that wasn't? Like, it was a prompt, and then the person, foot, yeah, connect the pipes. Well, when it you said uh, engineering guy's... five, and then. When you hack into that guy's brain, it does have that, like, cluster of data or whatever that kind of, like, splits out, and then you have to go into, like, oh, the weapons thing to shut down the gang's weapons. Yeah. So it doesn't really like show how that works. Yeah. No, it's not like a like Bioshock a hacking thing or anything. Uh, okay. There was other neat stuff when you're doing the dialogue trees. It seemed to... You seem to be able to interact in a scene, and maybe I'm reading more into this than it was actually there. You're interacting with the scene more than a person, because sometimes it looked like... You'd have a person's name, three dialogue yeah. choices, then another person's name in that same scene, and some other dialogue choices. But then also your own uh, name sometimes. So sometimes it would say V, yeah, pull grab out the gun. gun yeah, pull out your gun. But yeah. yeah, so say V was in there, it would say like V, pull out gun. But say it was like uh, director, mean director, like I'll not taking this shit, I'll take this shit. And then underneath it would be like bodyguard, grab his gun, uh, oh, and wow. then underneath that would yeah. be like, D, pull out your own gun. And mm-hmm. I thought that was neat. They yeah. can hack you, too, so there's one part where you're kind of taken yeah. hostage, and they hack you, and they have, like, a lie detector app that's, like, going into your brain or whatever, and you're still doing dialogue choices. So, so you can choose to lie to them yeah. knowing that they yeah. can tell that you're lying through the back of your head. And then yeah. the demo, he lies, and the other guy's just like, she's full of shit! They <laughs> go, <laughs> like, oh, well, okay. Oh. You meet up You meet up with a crime boss in his limo at one point, and when he's giving you the mission, he gives you a chip that you stick in the back of your head, and, and, then, you you get all this, and then you get all this crazy AR shit describing the mission while he's talking to you in your face. Yeah. Like this giant Rick Ross dude with this golden, like, gauntlet arm, like, smoking a cigar. Yeah. Again, watching again, boxing, again, of course. And, yeah, um, a lot of boxing. Though I probably the biggest thing I'm not super sure about coming away from that is that the shooting looked a little weightless to me. Like it didn't quite have the, yeah, the impact. Yeah, like the pacing. Yeah, was you know I mean they haven't made first person shooters before. I'm sure they're working on it. But hard, but it hard did not. Yes, yeah, did not immediately come off as like the most like refined and precise shooter I've right. ever seen. Yeah, surprising amount of mobility though. Like there are double dashes or uh, double jumps and like air dashes and things like that. Like Call of Duty, like you know the, oh. the mech stuff or whatever. There's yeah. wall running. There's sticking to the walls. Like a, a lot more than I would expect from a Is first driving person. in first person. Yeah, uh, it isn't. You, you can go to third person, but there was one segment where there was like a, a shootout where a van with a bunch of dudes gets in front of you and grab the wheel and remember you know, shoot. Remember Dum Dum. Yeah, Dum Dum. We shot Dum Dum. Dum oh. He's one of the gang members. Uh, Those are so good. For once, you guys can tell that it's a completely solo experience. Yeah, a big thing in Shadowrun, I think, is just like recruiting a crew. There was no. Oh, oh yeah. If there's anything like that, they didn't talk about it. They do. Uh, it does seem to be sort of day in the life. Like you wake up, like you do a mission at the beginning of the, the demo, but then you wake up like three days later and you're in your apartment. And you can walk around. Like you can go in your closet and take clothes out and put them on. You can access your terminal in your room. 
like you have a home, you have an apartment that you go back to. It seems it seems like in the narrative they're telling, from what they showed, you are basically a mercenary looking to get in big, yeah. to get the big job. Yeah. Uh, and by working your way, like you are introduced to the the big man in town, and like if you do this job, you're going to be set up for some big merc work. Uh, and it, I suspect things will take a turn, you know, and yeah, sure. the fate of the world will rest in your hands. Corporations Number, to take down. Corporations. Corporations yeah. on everything. Numbers pop off of people when you shoot them. <laughs> I bought twos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You started off the demo by saying our game takes place in an alternative time, an alternate timeline where mega corporations run the world. Or like, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 it's called 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's cyber, yeah, cyberpunk. Cyber, cyberpunk. Also, also, he started the demo by referring to it as Cyberpunk 77. Said that often. Nice. So yeah. that's how I think that's how I'm going to say it from now on. Um, any hint of release window, uh, anything not, like that? All. Any kind of yeah, none of the particulars. I, it was probably out of all the things I have seen, both. Well, oh, I would even include like the Sony press conference. It seemed like a fully realized game. Somebody yeah. was playing right next to Brad. Yeah. There I were see. prompts on the screen to skip cutscenes. There were. Uh, yeah. Um, the the menu seemed fully fleshed out. So way further along than like that first Witcher three demo that they gave. Right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. This seemed like a thing that seemed playable and not in a fake way. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it could they, have just been that one quest that they really like. You know, made sure it was ready for you. Yeah, but, but I was talking to Backlar. I saw it with him, and he was really really surprised at how far along it did seem. I mean, that may be the only quest they exactly, have in the showable. Right. There's a whole open no, world they, they have. They did out. say no loading screens. You can move across that whole city seamlessly, and they did. You know, it went from apartment. Like out into your building, downstairs, in a car, drive across yeah. town, go just, in this warehouse. Just seemed that, so, and that this is a very naive thing. I have no idea how games are made, but it seemed like a thing that you don't. If you're if you're rushing to stitch together your vertical slice or your your gameplay things for just a show, you're not gonna take the time to put in the skip uh, cutscene button at right. the lower right. It's a thing I've definitely heard some de- devs say a little bit here and there over the last couple of days. Just like we don't want to do just work for a demo. Mm. Like we want, we're making the game. Yeah. We're making the game and, and putting all. And here's what we're just going to show. It. Here's what we have to show mm-hmm. that is is ready. You know. So very hard to tell, but it was extremely focused. Like I feel like I came out of that game knowing exactly what it is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. knowing exactly what they're going for. If they told me that game were releasing tomorrow, I would say. Okay, I think it looks like they are focused. They, you know what this is, right? Uh, and you know, unlike some other stuff you see at E3, we're like, oh, you know, they're finding it. Yeah, yeah. get there. Yeah. They'll get there. But I could yeah. see as early as next holiday, uh, mm. but not too much later past that, like 2020 at the latest. I would think. Sure. Yeah. Based, based on nothing, just a pure guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, <clears throat> 2020 seems like. It's a good year for I mean, the the messages people were pulling out of that trailer footage the other day, like there there's bits in there literally saying like we don't know how big this game's going to be at the end, you know, like they're still I think they're still building it out. Yeah. But I, I, going back to what Brad said before, I, I do also want to say this did not seem like anything uh, that somebody went into the heavens and then brought down. Yeah, I struggle. Future or anything like that. Like, it looks I, like a video game. It looks like there's a lot of neat stuff in there. But what Brad said is it looks like it is taking. Mechanics and elements, putting it together into a very yeah. I, I, it looks like it, it sounds like another take on a, a Deus Ex style. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know? yes. And, and with a little more, maybe a little more RPG than that. Yeah, and, and great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like think, that's yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah, those last couple of Deus Ex games had promise. You know, some hit. You know, the the hit to miss portions of those games varied depending on what you were into. But, yeah, but yeah, uh, I know. Um, a lot of people seem to be bummed that it's a shooter and not a third-person game. Like, I, if you don't like FPSs, that 
sucks. Sure. But I will say you do see your character a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, in, in all the cutscenes, like like I was surprised how much you see. Just even if you just care about like what outfit you're putting on and stuff, you're at least going to get to see the character you made. And I am frequently. I'm a huge third person action person. I'll usually take that over first person. But when once I saw the things they were going for in first person, it made a lot of sense. The scanning. The uh, kind of sure. toggling yeah. on of yeah. different yeah. things, the, the kind of seeing through walls, also the kind of claustrophobic nature of some of the hallways you can't do in third person mm-hmm. because you just don't have the room there. Right. I, and I thought that was, it made a lot more sense. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Pretty uh, wild. Also, I will say for people who really like third person, the guns look pretty awesome <laughs> to see in first person. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Like you want to see yeah. somebody breaking in? Yeah, probably. They're coming back in. Uh, it's cool to see future guns very close. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to come around the other side. Yeah. Other yeah. side. Other side. Uh, Ben. Yes. What did you end up seeing today? Today I saw um, played some GTFO with uh, Alex yeah. and Brad and Jan. That game. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, you know, that's from the uh, original Payday dev. You're something of a team. Payday player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I got out before the microtransaction stuff started. <laughs> I mean, so did he. Yeah. Which. <laughs> Uh, Ulf, who was knowledge. helping run the demo, told us this, he did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really cool. Uh, it's a very teamwork-focused game. Yes. It is very much a, like, they were talking about four-hour and eight-hour levels that they were working on. So he's like, this is for, like, MMO people and FPS people. And, you know, it's like, you're, you're, t- you're basically, um, there's no uh, classes, but you do change your loadouts at the beginning, okay. and the tool item is really what separates kind of who does what. So, like, there's a scanner, and the person can hold it up to a door and say, like, okay, I detect some enemies on the other side, and you'll be able to see if they're, like, asleep and undisturbed, or if they're, sca- like, uh, scouts. Were they yeah, very scouts. aliens. Yeah. So it's basically yeah. the alien's motion okay. detector. Yep. Um, and that was cool. Um, there's a lot of puzzle solving. Like, yeah. Uh, so, what's, so, what's so there's a level premise. It's well, it's like it's it's that style. Ulf used the phrase horde shooter, which I don't know if that's like the accepted nomenclature at this point, but it's that Left for Dead, Payday, Vermintide style of First like environment? co-op PVE. Okay. Probably some loot. They didn't get in the progression stuff too much, but the, there were mission rewards listed on the mission we played. Okay. It's um, basically you trying to escape these alien bases. Yeah, you're going down to these mines trying to extract resources and stuff. But So there are in-game, like uh, this is a like fetish of mine, there are in-game terminals you can walk up to and just start typing at a command line. Oh. And you're basically hacking like computer systems in this mine. And there will be points where somebody else has to be at a kiosk somewhere to feed you information over voice chat that they're reading off a thing that you can then punch into that terminal to like activate certain things. Like it's neat little co-op puzzle solving mm. stuff. Cool. Like that. Are most of the puzzles that way, like co-op or... From what we saw, and yeah. there was like a big, they called it like an apex door. It's like a big door opening sequence you have to go through where like you have to move around to different points in the room to like go All four people will have to be in the same like zone. Right. Almost the almost like time. raid style. How'd it look? The, the trailer. Really nice. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, the, the, really the good stuff lighting. they've shown of it so yeah. far looked, yeah, the, the lighting really stood out. as, as a Yeah, design. it's a really good looking game. Cool. Super right. atmospheric. Um, and then I saw the two ID at Xbox games, Tunic first, yeah. uh, which looks great. I mean... That is the. <laughs> have you uh, seen? Is that, the one about, is that the one about trains? You're on a train making games. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, that looks great. Uh, I didn't know this, but they got the same guy who did the Dust Force soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, so that game sounds amazing. Uh, and then the other one there was uh, the game Generation Zero, 
which is the new oh, Avalanche, the Avalanche game. game. Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got to see them play a co-op demo of that, and it's basically takes place in 1980s Sweden, and you're a gang of like teens basically that have to fight back against a robot invasion. Um, Seems very standard first-person shooting kind of you know going around collecting gear. The the hooks in it that I noticed were um, all the robots have a lot of points of articulation where, like, you can shoot off their eye monitors and they won't be able to see, or you can shoot their, like, leg joints and they won't be able to move, and, you know, different enemies will have different uh, abilities like that. And then the la- the other cool thing was, so at one point they came up on a little town, a little village, and they found a bunker, and inside the bunker one person found a map of the town with, like, street names and stuff, and the other person found a, uh, basically, like, a citizen list. And on that citizen list, there was like uh, one of them was a police officer, and so they went and found his house based off the address. Right. Broke in stealthily and found he had a big cache of weapons, okay. and then they could yeah. take those and go on. And you know, it seemed fairly early, um, but drop in, drop out co-op. Uh, you know, you can take your progress with you. They're they're really emphasizing the co-op. What was, what was the name of that again, Ben? The name of Zero. Yeah, yes. Generation Zero. Cool. Alex, how about you? Uh, let's see. Uh, I saw Forza Horizon 4. Uh, there's not a whole lot to report on that. They have not already extensively laid out in, in various other places. Did they uh, say what weather changes? Uh, there are weather changes. Does it, does it change? Something? There's seasons. What does seasons change? Uh, there's, 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 uh, there's a spring. <laughs> We're trying. Where it, where it rains. Uh-huh. It's just, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to do it. I want to say... Uh, was it Mahardy who was saying that the seasons change depending on your actual time zone? Yes, and Dan Greenwald said they change every week. <laughs> they do actually change every week. I just didn't want to have the conversation uh, of saying I heard this in the middle of that, so I let it go. And also in the demo, they straight up said every week. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they emphasized every week. Yeah. Well, I... I'm believing Marty. <laughs> anything's possible. Yeah. The one thing what, say, what if I play once a week and it's always just snowing? That's true. Uh-huh. They, they did say that the, the way that the, the seasons will impact the environment will actually change from week to week. So, like, one winter will not necessarily have all of these same effects as the next winter. I don't know what that means, and they weren't super clear about it. low-gravity winter. I don't know. But, like, they seemed to think that there was going to be a little more to it than just, like, okay, well, here's the exact same winter it's a neat situation idea. again. Yeah. yeah. Also, they said they're adding jobs to that game. Like, yes, it, I heard there was like real estate or something in there. Yeah, you there, can buy a house. At one point, you may be able to just buy Edinburgh Castle. It's just more Wait. and more Test Drive Unlimited yeah. every, all the way down. Dude, there are crazy taxi missions in what that What is that? Is this cars? What? Like, are the cars working? You need a car house. No, okay. here's the thing. You get a car and it, like, there are missions it's that you, there are jobs money. you can get and one of them is like taxi missions. Uh-huh. Like, you are just driving people from place to place like a la, let's say, a crazy taxi. Wait, are there, pe- there are human models in the game? Like, there are people modeled? Uh, last Forza Motorsport, you had a driver. Okay. You, you chose clothing for a driver and stuff like that, huh. so maybe they're doing that here. It changes everything. Songs. Yeah. I did not hear any Austin songs. They did not do that. Okay. All right. But that, that was basically what I got out of it. It's a very nice-looking game. Uh, cool. We also, Brad and I saw Ghosts of uh, Tsushima. Ghosts of Tsushima, yeah. Yes. Uh, it is the, same, the demo. same same demo as a press conference. Yeah, they, they no. Well, they, they, they played it in front of us. It was yeah. the exact same thing. They paused it at a couple points and spun the camera around. But yeah, uh, all uh, in Japanese. I yes, understand. they played it all in Japanese. It's cool. their, so every territory on the disc, there's going to be a Japanese localization oh, cool. for nice. every version of that game, which that is which is a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, you asked about the black and white mode, right? I, I so yeah. I, when I was talking to them, I was like, they, they mentioned Kurosawa a couple of times. 
And I was just like, we thought about doing like uh, an all black and white mode, and and the dude just kind of looked at me like, uh oh. <laughs> I, uh, really good idea. I, 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 don't know, I don't know if they're actually going to do good that. Good job, Alex. I just, Thank I you. Thought, okay. the Lord Lord. Yeah. I, did, uh, I did confirm that you can do the sleeve wipe on your blade. On and it, and it, and with and a button. Oh, is this a button press? With a, with a button. So uh, that's good. Onitumbara did that too, yeah, right? Because you have to like, shake off the... Yeah. Uh, the okay, coolest, the shake coolest thing that. that they said about that, uh, I asked about like side missions and how the game is structured. Uh, that duel they showed in the press conference is a side mission. Like, that's not oh, a, oh, a oh, main wow. story mission. Yeah. Uh, and he said to basically think of it as an anthology of quest stories, an anthology of stories of different characters. Like, basically, you'll get to know different characters in the midst of this awful invasion. Like, it sounded just like a pretty rich... But you will play as the same character. Yeah, you're, you're that one character, but, okay. but, like, but, but experiencing a lot of different quest lines. Cool. And, and storylines. And then I checked out Spider-Man, yeah. which is, I mean, that game is almost done. Uh, you know, you, what you've seen so far of that game is pretty much what it is. I will say the swinging is dope. Yep. Good swinging, huh? Yeah, good swinging, good combat. It, it looks really good. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Yeah. Not a whole lot else to say other than it seems like they've made a very good Spider-Man game. Cool. That's, that's like, the, I think that trailer of seeing all the different villains in it. Yeah. Feeling it was like, okay, yeah, no, this, this will probably be cool. It seems like there might be more, and maybe not necessarily like super high level sure. villains, but like you are fighting like Wilson Fisk's like dudes mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at various points. And there was at least one other character that I saw that I don't think is part of the Sinister Six. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Jason, how about you? Uh, so a few different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan and I went to uh, Capcom earlier today, and uh, I saw Monster Hunter, of course. That's the uh, Generations, so it's a double cross. Generations. You'd already imported that, had you? <sighs> had not. Oh. No, actually, yeah. I, you were playing the demo or something. Yeah, I skipped okay. I skipped over Generations uh, pretty much uh, exclusively. Uh, but, nope, finally coming to the States. It's going to be out on Switch. It's going to be fun to go back and see these old monsters because, like, Generations is this, like, greatest hits uh, of Monster Hunter. It's like, oh, that guy's there, and he's there. Oh, I missed him. But uh, all of the quality of life improvements that, you know, are prevalent in world are not going to be in this. It's going to be so hard to go back. Yeah, it be hard to go back. Yeah, even just playing a little bit today, I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, oh right, I no, can't I gotta, do that. Okay, gotta, oh yeah, i got to cook this meat. Yeah, exactly. Um, saw the uh, Surge 2. Um, mm-hmm. It's coming out pretty quick, yeah, like uh, hot on the heels of the last Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. But they're making some cool changes to that as well. Like, the combat seems a little bit faster paced. Um and uh, you've got, like, drones now that you can, like... I, I love the fact that in the Surge that, yo, I like that dude's arm blade. I'm going to cut off that arm yeah. and then put it under my arm. Yeah, targeting body parts to make armor for the, that Such body a cool part idea. Is, is a cool and, idea. Yeah, it's super prevalent in this game as well. Like, I, I uh, saw them uh, chop off one dude's arm, got the gun from it, and then put it on a drone on my back. Ooh. Uh, cool. So that would just be just like an additional command now. Like cool. I can just shoot people with my drone button. They, they say anything about if the world is going to be bigger, like the levels, like the first game, the levels were a little too small. Yeah, a little, a little yeah. enclosed. And this yeah. one, uh, they had us in um, like a park area, like a synthetic park. that uh, takes place a couple months after the uh, the first mm. surge or, or whatever, but it feels much more open. Um, it, but they didn't show us like a, a map or anything like that. But uh, they definitely gave us a feel that it's going to be. Far more non-linear okay. uh, than cool. the first one. Cool. Is it the same kind of Dark Soulsian? Totally. Everything responds when you yes. save and all that. As far as I can tell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They didn't go through like multiple spawn points or anything like that. But uh, yeah, they just kind of focused on like some of the combat changes and you know, showing the world. It's cool. a little more breathable and yeah, much right. more customizable. 
Huh? And then, uh, yeah, a little bit of indiv- Indivisible, which I, I'm super in love with that game. It's, it looks very nice. It's some of the best and animation I, in the business. I liked the Seriously. combat a lot more than I thought I would. Like, yeah, I was not like, a Valkyrie profile like, player. Technically, it's turn-based. You know, it's an active time battle right, stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, all your four characters are assigned to the face buttons or whatever. Uh, but you get, you know, uh, a bunch of, like, three different attacks that you can do per character. So it's like, you know, it, it, it feels Forward fast and Forward an fluid. attack or up an attack. Yeah, you can hit up and down. and But you can do that multiple times as well. So it's not like, you know, you're hitting one button, kind of waiting for the timer to come back. It's just like bouncing back and forth, you know. So you're juggling and at the same time as you're then queuing up. The trigger and hitting the button for like a block stand yeah, and stuff it's like a, that. It's too. extremely active, yeah. um, and that was that was surprising. But yeah, they showed off a, a bunch of the new characters, and they're all they're very well animated, uh, lots of personality. I can't I can't wait to play that game. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it. I, you got, well, you got one more oh, Dan's thing. got something. Yeah. I got a couple. We got if we have time. Got All right, we got I'll it. say real quick then. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake is okay. kind of exactly what you want out of that thing. It is Resident Evil 2 setting with Resident Evil 4's controls and, and perspective and everything. Yeah. The map is a million times better, like marking POIs and things like that and letting you know like doors, what, what's accessible, what's not, what you've tried, what you haven't. Uh, are, are the environments like largely the same, or is it really kind of like the same type of? Hey, it's still a police station, but it's a totally yeah. different layout. It's or, like how they did the Resident Evil One remake, yeah. and that like it's still the mansion. It still follows the same basic order of events, mm-hmm. but there are like little rooms and things that are a little bit different. Things like you can collect boards and board up windows to the outside. Things like that to keep zombies from coming in. Cool, just like Call of Duty. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The, the ultimate zombie game. Oh Christ! No. Um, it's uh, it was really good. I, I liked it a lot. Played Mega Man Eleven as well. Yeah. Uh, that does some really cool things that I didn't expect. It's not just the like nine and ten nostalgia thing. Yeah. He's got these two gears. One you can hold in R one to speed or slow down time basically for yourself, mm-hmm. which really helps when like blocks are falling and you have to jump on them yeah. and stuff like oh, that. Sure. Far or enemies far like, less like gimmicky than you would think. Like yeah, it's totally. super useful. And you hold L one and uh, your shots become much more powerful. It's a cooldown thing. If you run it too far, it breaks and it takes forever mm-hmm. to come back. If you're low on health, you can do both, and so like you are moving super like fast in slow motion. Oh, that right, makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. And your shots are really powerful. Yeah. Also, the bosses have that too, so they will have like a power mm-hmm. mode and a speed mode. Mm-hmm. So like the boss I fought, Blockman, had a power thing where he got huge. He had a speed one where he starts throwing blocks super fast at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was it feels good. It yeah. feels like Mega Man, but. You know, I didn't want another 9 or 10 where it's like, we've had the NES nostalgia ones. Right. And whatever you think of the, the new art style, it still is at least not just, hey, it's NES again. Yeah. Have they talked price for either of those, the remake or 11? Um, I don't think they have. Um, curious about that. But real quick, I know we're short on time, uh, Bloodstained uh, Ritual of the Night. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was worried about it going in. I wasn't big on the art style or whatever. Yeah. But Jason and I played it. I'm all in. It feels cool. like Symphony pretty in literally. pretty much every way. Yeah, I played it last cool. year and it was like, okay, this yeah. like it, it seems like it'll get there. Uh, yeah. Or it seems like, if you know, I guess, if it gets there, it'll be real cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cool. No, it's, it's, I'm still not it's completely great. sold on the animation. It's, you know, it's 2.5D. Uh, sure. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it looks a little janky in parts, but I, I think it plays pretty it well. It plays great. Like the, that boss fight on the pirate ship is really cool. Yep. And like all the different systems, and it's like Symphony where you're getting a ton of different like armor and tons yeah. of weapons that you don't it's ever like have to crafting use. Crafting and shit now, it's like it's, yeah, sure. And like familiars yeah. and like all that Symphony yeah. stuff. Like it's it, especially after seeing Curse of the Moon and how good they had it with right. that. Yeah. Uh, like they get Castlevania, they get what's good about it. Yeah. Like yeah. And great. like some weapons have special attacks, like a Hadouken motion or something like that. So mm-hmm. right. put the kung fu like Symphony did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it. Uh, thanks everybody for for your input. I know. You want to hear about Sonic. Yeah.
Racing. Yeah, I want to hear about Team Sonic Racing. We'll get to that later. <laughs> okay, all right. We're going to save Team Sonic Racing. I mean, got to have a showstopper. Right? <laughs> of course. Yeah, this is yeah. just yeah. main event. still one more whole day. I want to give it a... No. I don't want our guests to feel like they you know, have to <laughs> exactly. follow that up. Exactly. Uh, all right, we're going to take another break and get some more guests out here. Uh, stay tuned. Hello and welcome back. Giant Bombs Night 2, Day 17, coverage of E3 2018 continues. I'm Jeff Gersman. We're joined by another batch of great guests, starting with, directly to my left, you've got Jacob and Sven from IO Interactive. How's it going? Fine, thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much for, for coming. Yeah. Uh, of Nether Realm fame, basketball legend Ed Boone. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. A man yeah. of dunks. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, always a pleasure to see you. Always, always. Uh, it's become like a part of Part of E3 for me, so I love coming. Sometimes here. you've yeah. got a game, sometimes you don't. Yes, but as long as you're here, yeah, yeah. I love, I love coming here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric Pope of yeah. For Honor fame. Of <laughs> Eric Pope's For Honor. Right, that's what it's named. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, Ubisoft Canada, Montreal. Montreal, Montreal, please. Yes. Part of Ubisoft Canada, which is a, a collection of Canadian studios, but Montreal is that the flagship. Sense. I have over 3,000 coworkers in Montreal alone. It's nuts. That's, so do you just, are you just like constantly running into people on the streets at all times that you work with? Oh, yeah. You just don't even know it? Oh, yeah, and meeting people from my same like, floor that I've never met before that have been there for years. That happens to me all the time. It's like college. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of college, Dan Reichert is here. I'm still here. Hello. Yes, hello. Yes, thanks for sticking it out. Of course, yeah. Great. I was super jealous. Uh, one of my first ones I did with Giant Bomb that I just missed Ed Boone's segment. I grew up really into Mortal Kombat, and I just missed it, so it's very nice to be here. Grew up meaning oh, you're not yeah. into it anymore? Like, what's I yeah, still fucking love Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I love Mortal Kombat. Man, wow. Yeah. It's the best fighting game. Yeah. Uh, Ed, no game. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is... This, I, uh, well, we, we've had E3s where there's no game. You're right. Um, before, uh, in the yeah, past. Definitely. Um, um, there's, 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 there's definitely, like, a pattern we've been following that we've uh -huh. kind of broken out of. Um, and... Um, um, uh, and I'm surprised how many people know about that pattern. You know, I, I didn't think that many people were taking, you know, writing it down. But but it's certainly it's certainly something that we're we're changing around. And I wish I could, uh, you know, chomping at the bit to talk about stuff. But but at the moment we have nothing that we're announcing. Is that is that? Is Striker in it or what? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, no, I mean that's that's uh, that was the cadence for a while. Was the the talk about the game at E3 ship in April type thing? Yeah, I yeah. feel like Injustice 2. When I thought when I started thinking about it, when when I started maybe piecing some things together and go, oh, I don't think I don't think they're gonna have a game there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At first I was like, oh man. In in the past E3 we've is canceled. in the past we've you know like like released. Uh, you know, some kind of an announcement trailer right, right. before E3, yeah. and then you know, so so when we didn't do something like that, it was like the death <laughs> the death threat started. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Red alert! What are we yeah. doing? Yeah. Didn't the web series launch like a couple weeks before E3, like uh, seven or eight years ago, before nine? Jesus. There was I that web series right. that was like the modern, uh, like somebody like Jax or somebody or Scorpion was getting interrogated. Yeah, could have yeah, been Jackson yeah, and Scorpion. That, you know what that was? Guy. Maybe Jackson was interrogating. <laughs> oh, you know, you're absolutely right. It was it was a Kevin Tanchero, and it was like called Mortal Kombat Legacy? Rebirth. No, no, Legacy or Rebirth. Yeah. And it was you know, 
uh, Michael Jaleel White was right. Jax, and yep. he was interrogating, I think, like, Scorpion or something. Yeah. And he literally, uh, without any kind of, um, uh, you know, Legal. talking with us, just, just <laughs> yeah. leaked it. And, and, like, we were about to do our video, like, the next day or something right. like that. It was just a crazy coincidence. And everyone assumed the new Mortal Kombat was going to be exactly. that. Like, oh, it's like a modern take on Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't. Yeah, no, it's, uh, in some ways, it's it's weirdly more exciting to go, like, oh, well, if, if it's not getting announced, then what's different? And start trying to piece that mystery together. But I'm sure you'll be out on Twitter telling the truth at all times. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. About what's coming and when. So, yeah, 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 yeah about that. <laughs> uh, Hitman 2, not Hitman Season 2. No. Uh, was this uh, was this always the plan, or was this something where you're like, okay, well, if we're going to be distributing this on uh, you know on a, on a physical disc, maybe it doesn't make sense to put just a racetrack map on the disc and expect people to download the rest, or 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 what what was the goal from the beginning with with uh, with the next Hitman? Well, first of all, we we really wanted to kind of continue the story, mm. um, and and we did the episodic; it it it, it worked uh, to some degree for us and all that stuff. Uh, but then we kind of took a look at it and, and said, okay, how how can we do the next thing for moving on from here? And uh, and and the, the decision was that uh, what really really worked very well was the elusive targets, uh, yeah. as some of you know. Um, and, well, it and, worked and, really well if you were like good at the game. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I did well at all. <laughs> oh, but I think that, that the whole the whole live tail end uh, with uh, escalations, all that stuff, where we kind of kept feeding things into the game worked really, really well. So this time around, we're, we're, we're bundling up um, the main story missions, and, and, and you get them uh, on the release day. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then, it's, then you can kind of dig through the story at your own pace, and at the same time, uh, it, it also makes it, kind of, it makes it a bit easier for us kind of to do the, the, the live content, because oh, in the first right. season, right, you had one map, yeah. and that was it for the live content for the following period, right? Yeah. So this time around, we can, we can spread out across the maps and, 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 and work, kind of to create more variety, actually. Right. Time, so. And kind of jump around a little bit more Absolutely in terms right. of, like, okay, now we're going to go back to this map yes. instead of just, like, we're, we're really yeah. drilling same, into this same, map same, this same, month, same, same. and then next month it's going to be more yeah. of this map. Yeah, okay. So, so, I, th- so, so I think that, that over the live uh, part of this, you will, you will get to visit uh, the locations uh, kind of yeah, more spread out. To cool. See if you get what I mean. Yeah, I also think, like, the Circuit Farmer did a really good job for us in sort of re-educating players what the Hitman game is all about yeah. because they had this one location, right? And, yeah, they were kind of forced to spend <laughs> their time with that and, you know, get to know the game. And then they realized, oh, wow, I can actually spend 20, 30 hours in one location. So building that foundation did a pretty awesome job for us. Yeah. yeah and it's not like we're changing the format of the levels, right? So with this yeah. knowledge, then they can go deep mm-hmm. uh, from the get-go as well, right? Yeah, it's been, you know, I... I I know I've said it before. I, I I never connected really with the earlier Hitman games. You know, it just uh, it they were wildly popular, and it was just like there was always like eh, it's just a little too punishing for me. I'm a coward, and you know. And, and was, <laughs> <laughs> but with, with the way season one came out and the way it came together, it just felt like here was this perfect storm. Like, everything was coming together in yeah. terms of just, like, you know, the stuff that was classic to Hitman. You know, stuff that I'm looking at and going, like, this is all brand new. It was like, no, this, is like, <laughs> this has been in Hitman forever. Um, but being able to come at it, 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 it all felt so fresh and so, like, well-made. Uh, it, it's got to be exciting to not only have had that success, but, like, hey, now, like, out on your own. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that the whole, you know, I, I, I have been doing Hitman Forever, right? Um, so... Be a good name for a game at some point. Hitman Forever. <laughs> Hitman Forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, yeah. And then all, yeah. you know, contracts, blood money, evolution. Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, so, yeah. Dope. But I, I, that was kind of my journey on this. Uh, so, so going from blood money to absolution, and then back to 2016. Uh, for me, that was just kind of super cool to see all the good stuff that I knew from from blood money and absolution kind of combined into one. And that's just yeah. a perfect storm where where it just clicks. Um, and and we. You know, we made the AI so much better uh, than Blood Money used to be, right? Just, right. just because, not not better, but also better performing, kind of in terms of drama and acting and all this stuff. So, so, so it was kind of very immersive and and, and good at telling what's going on and all this stuff. And now it's just it's it's just great to be able to kind of take the next step and see, okay, so okay, cool. So we have this foundation. All right, we're gonna up the crowd. We're gonna the briefcase is back. I should say that's another new oh, yeah. old mechanic. Yeah. Uh, but, cool. uh, but it's great to see it. Yeah, awesome. Eric Pope, hey, speaking of live games. That's my life. For Honor seems like one of the livest games. Live <laughs> and direct, yes. Yeah. Uh, so the, announcing a new faction here at the show. It's true. Like it, this is like you, it, the Ubisoft way, what has become the Ubisoft way <laughs> of like working these games and sticking with these games. The new and, Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah. Free of no one's going to take us over anytime soon. Ubisoft. True. Play. Uh, Did that one win the banner contest? By the way, with with Eve as the guy from the from the Shawshank Redemption. I'm not sure. That's so I'm not sure if that. I don't think that one ended up winning, God. but there were some other pretty good ones. Whoever made that, God bless you. I think it had the the one that won had the panda on it. Oh, pandas are good. Yeah, pandas good. Too. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, so, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, like like it's amazing. I'll be I'll be honest. So. Uh, you know, you've known me forever. I worked at Harmonix uh, mm-hmm. doing community stuff there. Uh, Technically a live game, you know, it, regular Before DLC we knew updates. what live games yeah, were, yeah. we had weekly DLC for five years, whatever it was. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, it did suit me well to go work on a true live games as a service game. I didn't know going into it, right? Like, okay, I just got hired by this big company. I'll try out this fighting. Never worked on a fighting game. Uh, but uh, when I got there, I quickly learned at least the team that I'm on, mm. massively community-focused. Um, so being a community developer at Ubisoft, you sit with the, dev- the developers. I have regular meetings with, like, our game director, our creative director, our brand director. And all of them truly actually want to hear what the community thinks. Generally, they want to hear what's bad. They, they're like, oh, nice stuff's good, but what, what's, what's sure. pissing them off? What, right, right. What's not meeting their expectations? And I'm not making this up. Like, every week, because we do a weekly community report, we go through the negative items on the report and it's like, okay, how can we change that? How can we work on that? And like, for someone in my profession, that is gold. <laughs> you don't get that a lot on dev teams, um, and it's it makes me super happy. So, I have a really unique position where I can regularly influence the development of a game that I'm working on, which has never been the case in the past. Like, I love my time at Harmonics to death, but they didn't care about our opinions, did they, Alex? No. Um, <laughs> that's not a, it was the old times. Sure. The pre-2010s. Like, yeah, yeah. Community was just a forum thing. <laughs> um, so, no, it's, it's really, honestly, very gratifying. So, yeah. It, it seems like, uh, you know, you talk about building reports and all this other stuff, and I think, you know, this is something that, you know, Hitman probably gets a lot oh, of yeah. feedback uh, along those lines as well. Mm-hmm. But do you ever worry that just kind of responding to what feedback the community is giving you? Well, I guess it depends on how you respond. But I guess, like, the, the thing I think of 
what my favorite games often do is it's not like anticipating or, or, or it's anticipating what I might actually like and surprising me. Yeah. It's not, hey, I'm mad about this, fix it. It's here's this thing I didn't even know I wanted. Uh, and for us, it's definitely a combo of both. Yeah. Uh, for the live aspect, we need to do the latter, where it's we do have to because the game's not perfect. I don't know if a game is ever perfect, but you know our game isn't perfect, and we're incrementally making it better based on that stuff. Or it's like, what are people upset about? But that doesn't keep people playing the game or coming new people coming to the game. You do still need to surprise them, and um, that's the other side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we do seasons. I know you guys did episodes. Um, with every season, we do like these events where we try to surprise community yeah. with what was so it's like variations on game modes new cosmetics that they're not expecting i guess now like just announcing like hey a new faction's coming to the game like yes. that, that's probably something that's a little more like uh, some people probably knew that at some point that would need to happen yeah they, but, they weren't ready for they didn't yeah. think we were ready to do a new faction already if you don't know the game it's three factions knights samurais and vikings fighting against each other and a history that never existed um, <laughs> and you know we didn't really give hints that we were ready to do another faction so i don't know that they were ready for it but um it's gone over super well. Cool. It's a it's a Chinese influenced faction um, because China has amazing history in terms of warfare. Because <laughs> uh, in For Honor they always start with the weapon before they design anything else. The character oh, design, yeah, yeah. the combat design always starts with what is the weapon, and they build it out from there. Can so, I play as Lu Bu? Not yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> Someday. But one of our one of our new characters is based on a historical Chinese warrior hero, actually. Wan Yu. I don't know how well people know Chinese. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't play enough Dynasty Warriors. To be able to answer I'm sorry. Uh, but just to your point, is where the knowledge starts and stops. <laughs> to your point about trying to develop to meet hopes and expectations. Part of this update is also a new game mode, which is like a castle siege, right. which everyone hoped and wanted to hoped would be in the game and wanted it to be in the game because that's part of this medieval fantasy. We never had it. Uh, and so we announced it with this. So that sort of is, it answers that thing where it's like, oh, this is a thing people wanted, and we're giving it to them now, so they're happy. That's with the, like, lava bowls and everything, right? Lava bowls, yeah. yeah. And scorpion bowls. And, really? Yeah. That, okay, is that like a unlock? you got to, like, play yeah. for a while to unlock the scorpion bowl? Yeah, yeah, and, like, you know, fog cutters, zombie skull crushers. Cool. These are all great tiki drinks. Why not? While we're mm-hmm. transitioning to alcohol, I just <laughs> want to bring this up, Jeff. Okay, lay it on me. Got some beef with your uh, craft services people. Hey, join the fucking club. <laughs> um, so, Bitburger, beautiful German beer. I'm sure our, our Danish friends know Bitburger. Oh, bit to ein bit. So, you have Bitburger out there, which is great. I don't, we probably can't do a Zoom, but can you do a Zoom? No. No. Uh, nope. Maybe. Here. Jeff can do a Zoom. Uh, which Dan was just drinking one of these and acting super drunk. <laughs> that. Oh, I brought one over here, excited <laughs> to be super drunk. <laughs> yeah. And then, yes, it turns so out. It's hard to see on this shot. Anyway, it's an alcohol-free version of Bitburger, and there's like dozens of them out there. Bitburger called drive. Bitburger Drive. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, because you can drive. Because you can drive. Oh, yeah. yeah. So zero percent alcohol, good goof, Jeff. Great, yeah. Okay, enjoy those. Die when the cops will drive them. <laughs> I'm glad you told me that because otherwise I would have been drinking. I came back here and Dan was just chugging it. Was like, how's, how's <laughs> like, your Bitburger? Yeah. Oh, it's full of alcohol, man. That's what I said. I don't know why he said. Uh, Ed, it seems like the last couple of games you've put out have, have had hooks in them beyond just the traditional like, hey, let's get on the internet and fight. You know, you've got the the kind of pick a faction, the faction battle stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and all that, uh, you know, it's it, the, the metaverse stuff, even in, in Justice 2, having that stuff kind of rotate in and out. It's 
been fascinating to watch that stuff. Is it something you think, like, you know, like a lot of games do this kind of live service ongoing yeah. thing? Yeah. Uh, do you see that sort of stuff expanding as, as other games kind of get into? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just support. You know, you guys were talking about you know For Honor, and you know we were talking a little before. It just reminds me of the crazy success of you know Rainbow Six. Yeah. How, you know, it started out, you know, a slower start, you know, and then it had, like, you know, they were just persistent. You know, they're just, yeah. let's just keep fixing this thing, keep listening to people, keep, you know, putting more content in, you know. I believe Rainbow Six gives their 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 DLC away. and, and like free-to-play sort of, like, yeah. yeah, you can earn stuff. Yeah, right? and yeah. and um, so, you know, the, the, you know, credit to the publisher for letting them, you know, just stick with it and be persistent mm-hmm. and be, you know, confident that they are going to get traction, you know, grow right. their audience and stuff. And now it's this, it's this huge yeah, thing. You know, it's yeah. 35 million players. Yeah. It's I amazing. Mean, I played it at launch and I never would have expected that it would have even gotten off the ground. And, you know, you, you, you have your, your uh, prediction things. And I guess I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about because I thought for sure they were going to have a... A uh, rainbow, rainbow seven. You know, uh, <laughs> you know like 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 uh, a sequel or s- some you know thing there. But I think they're just sake. They're just going. You know, let's just keep it up. Let's just right. keep doing got this. The players and and um, you know that kind of thing where the game is just you know new stuffs coming. You know, that's that's kind of our inspiration too with the whole multiverse thing and, right. and our living towers and, yeah. and MK whatever the last one we did was, and all that stuff was, you know, just so people, you know, let's, it's, it's, the, there's new stuff in the game, and, and that, right. that whole Come thing. Right, some new modifiers, and. Yeah, but it's a ton of work. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like, you know, you really got a, a lot of people to create that content, and I guess the game, right, is all different, but it's, it's a ton of work. And then in terms of just like, you know, the, the idea of just like, hey, you know, giving the people what they want, I mean, obviously, fighting games, no shortage of feedback there. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no shyness by the uh, the players in terms of yeah. say what they hate and. But in terms you of you know obviously like you know balance patches and stuff like that you know yeah. how how do you how do you get the data in when it comes to figuring out you know hey maybe there's a change we need to make yeah a lot of it is just needs to be trim some frames off this or or yeah. that is it is just like telemetry and just data coming in or it's 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 not scientific not as scientific as you would think but it's it's. The conversation that's out there, okay. you know, it's it's the Reddit and and Twitter and 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 all the the forums and everything. Everybody talking. If you read enough of it, you can get a consensus or, or at least a. But oddly, is you know, um, somebody will play and do really well with a character, and then the first thing they is ah overpowered. Yeah. 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 The minute anyone wins a tournament, they're like, oh, man. exactly, yeah. broken. Exactly. And and the but then we announced this week that nobody's played. They've already determined are over that they're broken. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, so you know, a lot of it is also waiting for the dust to settle because yeah. we always have like, um, a, you know, it, it's hard not to this reaction thing of like, oh, let's fix Captain Captain Cold. You know, somebody right. run with him, yeah. and, or somebody did, you know, something with Atrocitus, whatever. And uh, so you really got to wait around and let it let the dust settle a bit. But it's tough because you see some, you know, some people uh, just. Plowing yeah. through people with a character, but uh, and then just with the community aspect, obviously, you know the, the tournament scene and all other stuff. You run in situations where you're like, "There's stuff that we have ready to go, fixes that we're ready to make." Yeah. But yeah, Evo's around the corner. We can't exactly. change the game on them exactly while they're training up for a major. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and and because that would that would uh, completely invalidate you know anybody who won. It's like, yo, 
they changed it the night before, and, yeah. and nobody right. knows how to how to yeah. play against them now and stuff. I don't know. That, that seems like a very Mortal Kombat thing coming from the, the the company that changed all the fatalities in one revision to the <laughs> next right. in the arcade yeah, board. Yeah, I was in I was in uh, denial that the internet existed. Or, <laughs> so like you know when 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 somebody would learn a fatality, I'd be like. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> and then uh, somehow that pissed people off. Weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was weird. No, that's, I spent a lot more money relearning fatalities. So. Yeah, that was, that was a mistake. That. that was a mistake for sure. You took money from. I was a high school kid. I was a high yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was my lunch money. I, had to, I was gonna eat. Yeah, it's, it's so funny, like um, you know, walk around E3 and stuff, and people you know, approach you and everything, and, and oh, I, I was playing your game since I was eight. <laughs> you're like, really? <laughs> Are you a functioning yeah. citizen? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think I, well, I think, gosh, I was 16, 17. Yeah. yeah. I would have been, uh, I think I was yeah. nine, yeah. just like completely obsessed with it from oh, that age. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different time. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, there was yeah. definitely, you know, like that, Night Trap. There was all kinds of yeah. I, yeah. I wrote, I wrote. Those were the two games. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that those were yeah. the two games, and Cinemax was the only channel. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I, I wrote a Mortal Kombat play for my friend's 10th birthday and acted out in his basement and got injured because I was Scorpion selling a Johnny Cage fireball by flipping on his concrete floor and I had to go to the hospital. No. Can, can this be an assassination? Can we work it? Look like an action. We can, we can uh, figure something out there. <laughs> You're, you know, the game is technically in the Warner Brothers family, so yeah. you know, maybe like steal the Scorpion outfit. And <laughs> we need some people to call some other problems people. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, I think uh, I, I we just talked about it before coming on. I, I recall yeah. Mortal Kombat you know, in the basement of my cinema. Uh, the, the, my childhood cinema, right? Like, oh, oh my god, the graphics were amazing, and like, you went home to a Commodore 64. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was just telling the story earlier as well, because I'm from Germany, right? Back in the day, they would mix up arcades with gambling machines, yeah. so you were not allowed to go in there before you're 18, Ooh, right? Right, yeah. So we just like pressed our noses against the window, mm -hmm. and every so often we would just sneak in, like, play a few rounds, and we got thrown out. <laughs> Don't know, I have this machine. Screw all your old people freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> you just needed to be dressing the part. Get a nice sport coat or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> just, you're the murderer. Which, which one was it that had, like, the hidden pong? Three? Uh, is three? Is that three? Two? You had to play, like, 300 two. matches. I think it was something. two. And then get to the question yeah. mark on the, the tower before Shao Kahn, right? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My friends and I spent hours playing Pong in Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. in the '90s. I don't know. There was a there, there was a funny. I, we've talked about it before. There was something called Pong Combat that someone had made, yeah, where they had tried that. to make different paddles that had different moves and projectiles and stuff. So there was like yeah. kind of a Liu Kang what? paddle. And they did fatalities, but it was always just like one paddle bends over and rips the other one in half and throws it, and it's just bloody for some reason. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. Battle chess version of punk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so with with Hitman, you know, you're still talking about the kind of the the one environment, but I I thought it was interesting that kind of the day the game got announced, suddenly there was like, hey, if you pre-order now, we've got a mode for you to try immediately. Uh, the sniper, sniper assassin, assassin mode. Yeah. Uh, so I immediately was like, well, I'm going to check that out. Went ahead and got a hold of it. Yeah. And. It's fun, to, you know. It, it's like such a different kind of like clockwork take it's, on, or, or, or it's like yeah, it's fun seeing the Hitman mechanics exactly, I like from a distance. Precisely, yeah. there, there's there's a lot of similarities in that. I think that that's um, 
it, it's 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 based on the same ingredients to some degree, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 it's kind of the same mindset. Um, and the designer who who uh, who's also a great fan of you guys, uh, he 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 made he went to great lengths to kind of get the whole Hitman clockwork in there with this yeah. whole wedding scene that 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 plays out, and and you can make someone have their worst wedding ever. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, so 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 I think that that's uh, it, it works really really well, and it it turns into this. Uh, it's a it's more a puzzle game, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Which, which I really enjoy, and and I didn't really. So I went through it the first time, and I was just like, well, I'm just gonna okay, all right. Shot this person, got I, I got all three of the targets. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, I need to get the rest. But they're all more. mad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and took them all down. I was like, okay, all right. And I started digging into the menus and saw all the stuff about like, hey, shoot the statue and make that fall over. And I was like. Oh, this is still Hitman. It's still Hitman. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then all the challenges and all that stuff. Yeah. There, right. So it's yeah. Like, have you tried the co-op? Or no, not yet. Oh. I just it was like the night before coming down to E3. I was just like, yeah, 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 I need yeah, to try yeah. this right now, and then uh, and then haven't haven't. Been it's like you start out by being best friends, right? And then your friend he stops being your friend because he shoots the wrong things all of a sudden and can't time the shots and stuff <laughs> like that. So it's like, yeah, ugh. yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't played the demo yet uh, here, but is it similar to there was a pre-order bonus for Absolution? That was that sniper challenge where you're kind of perched on a rooftop, yep. kind of overlooking this party or something. Is it a similar thing? Absolutely. I remember that being really good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely similar. Okay, yeah, cool. So there are definitely awesome. I really like <laughs> that. Is, yeah. that. is that something that's going to exist in the full game on like a multitude of maps, or to be like it will be like the same environments from the regular campaign, but just kind of taken, you know, to just use repurposed for this mode or? I I really, I'm not sure that the, it's going to be the same. It's not going to be the yeah. Uh, <laughs> there will be sniper maps. Okay. Um, and I I don't know. I wouldn't expect them to to be on the same things. Uh, but okay. I just wasn't sure if it's like, yeah. hey, we're going to repurpose this part of this environment for this, or if it's going to be. No, because because stuff. actually we 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 the the maps are ki- actually quite different. Uh, in the, from the outside it looks similar. But uh, but but the the location in the, in the sniper assassin is is it's it's kind of. Uh, Designed for this, sure. And and a regular map would would I think would have a harder time kind of doing that same yeah, experience because we, we like need that shooting gallery like yeah, hey, you exactly. stand here, you shoot into this space, and you need these places where people can kind of fall off, uh, which can be I think hard architectural to, to actually design in, in a map. So, but uh, it's great fun. Yeah. So cool. Uh, Ed, how are you spending the show? Uh, part of me was like secretly like he's showing the game to retailers. I bet <laughs> they're doing something. They got other stuff going on. <laughs> um, so are you, are you having a busy show or? Uh, no, no, like like actually walking around the show. Um, uh, it, it, it's it's weird. I was just um, talking about. Uh, I've I had the I've had the the most amazing luck in terms of like you know you go to you go to one of the booths and the lines like you know. Yeah. Three hours long. Totally. And, and I just don't have three hours to kill yep. you know to to play one game, but almost. Uh, quite a number of the booths that I've gone to, like I went to the um, to the Epic one. I was and so I go to the front desk and I was going to ask for. So I know Mark Rain, I know yeah, from yeah. Epic, and I was like, you know, is Mark here? I just wanted to see if I can, you know, whatever. And the guy behind the desk, you know, mm. he, you know, we knew each other, and, yeah, and he yeah. and he showed me all the stuff. And it happened like four or five times. I got I got into the Spider Man thing, nice, you know, which is which is great. I love I love the. It was the first time I played Spider Man yeah. stuff. It's uh, a yeah. It's it's got a lot of options. I was a little overwhelmed at first, mm-hmm. um, but once you start getting the hang of it and, and all the all the controls, it was a lot of fun. So I've been I, and I that happened a few times. You know, like someone ran into me and said, "Oh, come check out this game. I'll cool. get you through the line." And yeah. So it's been great. It's been uh, one of the rare times that I get to actually uh, 
enjoy the show and, and check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Speaking of Spider-Man, you know, it's, you know, you're, you're no stranger to crossovers. We recently played some of this uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC game from... Oh, God, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a while back. Ten years ago. You know, it was fascinating going back to it and seeing, like, uh, how it kind of laid the groundwork in, in a lot of ways for what came after it. It did, yeah. Uh, and yeah. seeing, like, it was kind of this return to form, yeah. you know, after, after the, the games that came out on PS2 and Xbox, Arm, uh, Armageddon and... Uh, yeah, you know, and you know, uh, MK9, which would you call MK9, yeah. and and Injustice, Injustice 2, you know, uh, MKX, they have this, you know, story mode where you go in and out of the fights. Yeah. It actually was started, you know, a lot right. of people thought it was started with, with Mortal Kombat 2011, but it was actually MKDC that started that format, and we just kind of refined it. And right. It with each, yeah. each one. So these crossovers, the Spider-Man, what do you think? Marvel DC, obviously it seems like a licensing nightmare, but Lego Marvels happened. Would that, let me ask you this. Hey, would that be cool? <laughs> yeah. yeah that'd, be really, that'd be really cool. Uh, uh, I think your, your licensing nightmare yeah. is the greatest understatement of uh, in history. Um, I, I, I mean, it's like, you know. You know, let's let's get you know Jesus and the devil to do <laughs> a crossover. That's a criminal. Yeah, and I'm not calling anybody the I was devil. Say, which one? Which that scenario is? Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. I, I guess like that that game got me thinking about like the the crossover stuff. Yeah, again. in the world of wouldn't it be cool? It would be like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, yeah. and then you know. Um, Someone once told me that that would be inevitable. The Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat would get together. Ooh. One Hector Sanchez. Oh, that is. <laughs> you know, he did say that. He did say that. <laughs> I think he tweeted that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I, yeah, I always, I always go back to that when I think about that. You know, it's like the the fighting game crossover stuff. You know, we, we've seen it. Uh, you know, with uh, with Blaze Blue cross tag battle, they're they're bringing together the Persona characters and some of the other stuff. And Street Fighter Tekken. Yeah, yeah, which uh, is a little less successful. Right, right. Um, bar- um. I guess Marvel Capcom yeah. is kind of kind of a crossover. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, technically, I I still think the thing we keep joking is they just need to make Capcom versus Capcom because they've got <laughs> that's right so many different characters that haven't shown up in stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something there's something cool. There's something novel about that. You know, certainly MKDC we we had a decent number of restrictions. Oh, yeah. it, it was a different DC. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it was it was um, you know there was there was a lot of you know, behind-the-scenes stuff that people weren't aware of that was was uh, pretty challenging to, to get around. And that was still, I mean, that game was a Midway release, right? That wasn't a Warner. Yeah, I think it was the last yeah. Midway. Uh, so I imagine that done. still being on the outside of Warner, yeah. that's probably even harder at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, like when we did Injustice and Injustice 2, it was night and day. Yeah. You know, they were they were so, uh, and it's a, it was different people, too, that we were dealing oh, with. Oh, sure. So, yeah. But it was, it was really yeah. a great, great relationship. So you've done guest characters and stuff like that along the way, yeah. uh, but I don't know. I guess like would that would you ever see yourself doing another crossover game, or do you feel like you know Injustice and Mortal Kombat have just become you know they've diverged you know in yeah. pretty big ways, fighting systems and all that sort of stuff. You know yeah. there are similarities yeah. for sure, but you know they're, they're pretty different games. Yeah, at this and point. you know, and for our team, uh, it's certainly um, it's like a like a palate cleanser. You know, sure. like at yeah. first, like, you know, how are you, how are you cutting people's heads off? And are you doing all this stuff? And then all of a sudden, you know, how does Supergirl punch? You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. How does, you know, Atrocitus do? And 
so so it's for the team it's a nice uh you know kind of like you know listening to one kind of music and listening to something right. else yeah kind of appreciate the other one when you listen to so while you've been listening to this other type of music is there just a whiteboard full of just like all right this guy's in half now and then what if <laughs> this guy took his hat and we like this a bunch and then the yeah. arts and then over here i've just drawn nine rib cages you do with this <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those, that, you know, uh, for like MKX, we had the, these, these meetings that, you know, have, have, you know, they really get, they really get disgusting, like, you know, like, like to the point of, you know, like. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. MKX had the most, the most, um, like, you know, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> you know, type of conversation. Do, do you find that happening more and more as the tech gets better and better, and suddenly you're like, "This looks too. This is too much." <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, it's it's it's. I actually think it's more um, the result of, you know, twenty five years. Has it been that? Yeah, twenty five years yeah, yeah. of coming up with them. You know, of uh, you know, like like this easily. There's got to be over a couple of hundred fatalities that yeah. that have been done you know at some point you know okay let's you know let's come up with the uh, you know 100 more right it's, it's somebody's going to cross the line somebody's <laughs> going to cross the line of, of of but you know that that's one of the, the the most fun meetings that we've had you know was was doing like the, that stuff for him just show up on someone's calendar like fatality kickoff <laughs> it, is, it is yeah for a fatality yeah. kickoff meeting like all right yeah yeah bring your ideas let's get this going exactly yeah. <laughs> and how with for honor you know we have executions right are probably the most direct line you could draw from mortal Kombat to for honor yeah it's the same it's like super brutal oddly creative ways to murder people mm -hmm. So you have like a samurai that grows 25 feet tall and then stomps <laughs> on it. Not yet, sadly. Okay. All right, you've got we a knight that turns into a penguin that. and walks over. And <laughs> I've always been wondering yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. A penguin. I hope we have Who would do that? Ever heard. Why can he do that? <laughs> it's always like open up their chest and a bunch of bombs fly out and the world explodes. <laughs> Anything like yep. that? Or? Yeah, we turn them into the babies. And stuff. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that if or honor had babalities. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back. Bring it back to the team. <laughs> if the community wants it, I'll make it happen. <laughs> want babalities and for honor? Talk to me. I just want a knight to sign an autograph to someone and throw it. That's <laughs> we, you know, something like that. Just in, in homage. I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, with with Mortal Kombat, you know, there's been such that rich history of the fighting games, but obviously there's been the other stuff. The the games that, but you know, whether it was modes in the games, you know, from yeah, car yeah. racers to right. puzzle combat and all that right, stuff. Right. But uh, on the drive down, Alex and I got to talking about Shaolin monks for the first time in a while. Right. Yeah. And it was that was a really cool game. It was great to see yeah. like something a little more lore oriented. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I you guess know, at this point, like, there's so much like there's so much story and stuff in the fighting games, though. Yeah. You know, last night just coincidentally. Um, uh, a guy named Adam Pohl, who's, uh, uh, you know, he was combat designer, lead combat designer on Shaolin Monks. Mm. He went on to work on God of War 2, God of War 3, oh, wow. and now he's at Blizzard. You know, amazing designer. Yeah. And um, and he was at uh, 
Michael Pactor's party, you know, the thing yeah. you guys refuse to go to every year? Well, it's because we're here. I know. <laughs> I went to one year. And I was like, I this is great. People are hanging out, having a drink. Outstanding. I got to go right, work. Got to go. <laughs> I just always feel bad you guys can't, uh, can't go. But um, he once offered to set us up in a corner and be like, you just do your show from there. Oh, my God. I'm like, no one at this party wants, like, guys with microphones yeah. there. Like, that's just not going to work. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I was talking to him and, and, and you know, how... You know, we were kind of saying, you know, how, because they had, you know, we had kind of like laid the groundwork of like a sequel to that game, mm. a game Fire and Ice. It was oh, right. Scorpion yeah, and Sub Zero yeah. and stuff. It's like and, 3D, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like and, playing around the city and stuff. And it was, it, it was um, like, like canceled in that whole crazy midway, you know. It fell into the This Is Vegas hole. Ex- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a big hole. And and there was uh, but but it, it you know it was something that was like you know looking really cool and it and just the circumstances didn't make it. But but you know it, I always thought it was a shame that you know so many years went by. It must have been at least ten years. Since I guess right? so. Yeah, yeah. Like at this point, Shell um, yeah, yeah. That was like yeah. two thousand five or so. Yes, yeah, thirteen yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. wow. Uh, yeah, so that 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 would have been that would have been a cool thing to have done. Uh, well, I'll just you know I'll, I can just sit here and pitch all night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. What if Rocksteady Studios, another studio that just apparently doesn't have a game going, <laughs> what if they made a Mortal Kombat game? They make pretty good action adventure games. They you give them like a Scorpion awesome. or a Sub Zero. They make awesome action. They're doing world class stuff. Mm-hmm. Batman's cool, but look, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's no Scorpion. <laughs> those guys, those guys are awesome. Though. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I can't wait to see what they're what they're working on next. Yeah, no, I know. I, I'm not even. Not, no, I'm not even like still hey, still on the rock city. No, I wasn't. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't think you were that. You're being published by Warner. What's going on? <laughs> Pope, what have you heard? So, they have a Montreal studio, actually. See? So All right. I can't say. Oh. <laughs> you don't know them. Yeah. yeah, it's not like devs talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows anything. Yeah. Ever. No one talks to us either. <laughs> well, I think it's going to do it for us. I want to thank everyone for coming out. Uh, thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm looking Good forward night. to whatever it is, the, the Grid 2. If I keep saying it, it'll, it'll, someday it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Really yeah. cool. Online. And of course, uh, Hitman 2. <laughs> I mean, it's the follow up to our game of the year. Yeah. You, uh, not post Hitman, you know, that there are other IPs in the IO Interactive catalog. Do you ever see any of those ever getting revisited? Well, right now it's Hitman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But would, would you be open to the idea? Or is it like, hey, Hitman's working real well? We're going to maybe. It's like, you just, Yeah, I guess you just, you're probably not even thinking about it. You yeah. cannot not think about it, right? Yeah. But but yeah. right now it's Hitman, right? So it's like cool. we we that that's where we're kind of busy right now. Cool, yeah, right? And Eric Pope, there there will never be a For Honor two because For Honor one's just gonna last forever, right? <laughs> Our producer has a ten year plan for For Honor, so this oh, man. job security awesome. as long as the game stays in <laughs> nice. Yeah, wow. yeah. So no, it's it's kind of again with the Rock Band compares, it's sort of a platform rather than trying to just sequelize it. So what will be For Honor's American Pie? Ooh. That's where we get into, like, pirates and stuff, probably. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. And then you'd be like, Pir- okay, that's it. Wrap yeah. it up. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, work on the sequel now. Yeah. Great. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. Thank, Thank you. you. We are going to take a break, and we'll be back with some more guests. Hang out. See ya. I mean, hang out. Hello, and welcome back. Our day two, not five, day night two. It's night two. I can safely say night two. Our broadcast continues. 
I'm Jeff Gersman. We're joined by even more guests. We've got a hot duo from Enhanced Games. Uh, Tetsuya Mizuguchi is here. Hello. Hey. It's tremendous to see you. Thanks so much for coming. Very good to see you yeah. again. Yeah. And yeah. Mark McDonald is here. Glad to, be ba- glad to be back. Yeah. Number five. I checked the spreadsheet earlier. Oh, okay. All right. I'm in the, yeah. the five-timers club. All right. So. club. Didn't realize that that spreadsheet was going to get so much traction and cause <laughs> so much drama behind the scenes. Oh, no. There here was drama? Are. Oh, yeah. Oh, bye. Well, there's always drama. Yeah. No, there's, we'll, we'll get into some of that drama tomorrow night, I'm sure. Right. And Brad Shoemaker joining us as well. Hello. So you're here showing the Tetris effect. We are here showing the Tetris effect. That's right. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, finally. 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 After many, many years. Yeah. In production. Well, in pre-production and yeah. thought process and whatever. When did the when did the idea for Tetris effect hit? Uh, I got a the very basic inspiration in 2004. Mm. PSP when PSP came out from Sony. And uh, I wanted to make a Tetris with music yeah. type of experience, but uh, um, yeah, it's for, for many reasons, uh, it's not happened. It's not happened. So it's a, it's a tricky license, I'm sure. You know, making. Um, yeah, you know, Tetris company had the license with, you know, give the license to EA. Right. Oh, right. At right. the right time. Yeah. So, but it's kind of a good thing yeah. because yeah, we could make a luminous. <laughs> That's right. where luminous. Yeah, luminous might not exist. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, necessary is kind of the mother of. It, it's hard things. to imagine. Well, it, it, it's hard to imagine the PSP without luminous. Like yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I it was when you were out for GDC, I think. Was it was when. Yeah. when Luminous sure. got announced for Switch. And you had played it, like, coincidentally, yeah, cosmically yeah, the like night I, before. I had pulled out my PSP and, yeah. and played Luminous, like, t- a couple of days before that announcement, just on a whim. Yeah. And then it was like, I, I was sitting thinking, it's about time for Luminous to come back. And here, and then it happened. And everybody so. played it on the PSP, apparently. And mm-hmm. I know it came out for 360, right, as well? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Luminous Xbox Live. Live, right? Yeah. But everybody, everybody... Love. Now with the remaster coming out, yeah, everyone is like, oh, I, that game never left my PSP. I, not one single person since we announced yeah. the remaster has been. I mean, it must have done okay on the 360, but everybody is like, yeah, they just associate it with the PSP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely played it on the 360 and bought the, you know, the the Genki Rocket skin and and all that. It's like a Christmas stuff. album, yeah, the, yeah, of yeah, like remix music. I, for I went it and I picked know. up all the 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 stuff that got released after the fact. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. That to me, that's always going to be, or, or that, that's always going to be a PSP game. Right. Uh, and yeah. and now with the Switch out, kind of seemingly, like, it kind of fills in the gap that Sony's handhelds did in some ways. Like right. it seems like a really great platform for Luminous to appear. Yeah. yeah. That's the one that there's the most excitement around. Like of course it's coming out on on you know PC as well. Yeah. Uh, and the Xbox One and and PS4. But um, but yeah, people, it's that option just to take it. Anywhere, right? Yeah. Like, and, I, and yeah, I think it really is the association with the PSP. And people yeah, are like, I, I think the Switch is the new PSP. I'm not normally the person who really wants to play games on the Switch because I yeah. usually leave my Switch docked. So if, I, if at that point, Same with me. I might as well play it on PlayStation 4 or yeah. higher resolution or, or, or what have mm-hmm. you. There's something about the way my, my brain is structured in such a way yeah. that I need Luminous here. Well, you're also wearing headphones. That's, that was yeah. another big thing, right? I think that's something that Luminous... That's something that we get actually with Tetris Effect. That's nice is so you can play it outside of VR, but when you are playing in a VR, uh, 
crazy, like 95% of people who play games in VR are probably playing them with headphones. And so when we do stuff like Res or like Tetris Effect that really uses sound, mm. you can get away with more. I mean, you can put in a lot more subtleties where, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, there's a cell phone game where 99% of people aren't, don't have the sound on at all. Right. But here it's like, no, they're actually wearing headphones, so they're going to hear all of the little, like, tones and things like that, um, you know, that sound affects when just you move pieces and things like that. They can catch a lot of the subtleties. So It seems definitely like you can... You can really get immersed in a game, you know, right. between the just the headphones and, and, and the headset. That type of immersion seems like something that's just uniquely suited to the, the types of games you've made over the years. Like, how has it been, how exciting has it been for you to see virtual reality become something that, you know, people can just walk into a store and buy now? Um, to tell the truth, uh, uh, the reason I uh, you know, entered this industry uh, I was I joined to Sega in 1990, and uh, those uh, um, I wanted to make VR game. At the time, you know, yeah, it's 1990. Yeah, but you know, at the time, you know, uh, it's arcade game. Right. So and uh, I joined some very special hidden, you know, uh, secret project in Sega, and uh, I did the many uh, VR project uh, experiments. But um, can we show can we show a oh picture yeah. on your phone yeah, 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 to yeah. these guys? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> later, yeah, later. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so we anyway. can say what that picture is. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I did interrupt. We can talk about that yeah. in a second. Okay. Yeah. So I dreamed that long, long years. I dream. You know, I've been dreaming. Oh, you know, uh, I want to create a VR experience, and uh, after Child of Eden. Um, I felt, oh, I need to stop the creation for a while because um, I I was so frustrated with just you know square 2D right TV yeah. screen yeah so <laughs> and I I want to go to the, the next level but um, you know you did I, some did you do some 3D with yeah, yeah I tried with the 3D, yeah, 3D TV thing right. but uh, yeah and then you know what. That being a, a connect game with the the hand yeah. stuff, yeah, you know that's it's a very different way of controlling a game. Mm -hmm. But how how did you feel about? That? It sounds like that wasn't enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you know we we made a three D three D version, and uh, you know they're wearing the three D glasses, mm -hmm. and uh, you know playing like this, but you know it's like a just window, right? <laughs> the world over yeah. there, so. Right. Separate. Yeah. So it's not immersive. So yeah. So going back to the to the earlier thing that we were talking about. So that was pre-virtuality, right? The arcade. Right. That was pre that. Yeah. So at Sega, was that when you started? They already had the prototype. Yeah. Was that was 1991 or two. Yeah. Uh, Sega bought some prototype from Bachanki. Oh, okay. Company. Yes. But they were going to make it for the Mega Drive, right? They were going to make a home oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of VR, yeah, which is hilarious <laughs> now to think about. Okay, I'll show you. That in 1990... One, so, two... Okay, so this is the prototype when he started at Sega. They had, was it two Game Gear screens? Yeah. It was two Game, it's two game Gear screens. <laughs> and you see this thing, it, it looks yeah, uh, really hilarious. Can we show it to the camera as well? Hmm? Can we show it to the, to the camera too? 
Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so, this yeah. This is like an AR. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is a half, you're using a half mirror. Okay. So, it was very much literally like duct tape together um, yeah. kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, it's hilarious to me that, that at the time, they were using this and thinking like, yeah, there's going to be a consumer product in the next like uh, two or three years. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, they tested it. Was it CES 94? Three or, or right. Sega VR. They actually you know, had a yeah, had a, a thing. prototype. I tried it. Yeah. Uh, oh God. And it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it, it, I'll frame a second. Like, basically, yeah. yeah. But you know, it was it was you know it was hooked up to to a Genesis to a Mega Drive. Right. And, and you know the it was just the the software wasn't good. The tracking just made you feel ill. Yeah. Uh, you know because I. I and it's been a long time, so I'm trying to like remember this demo I took when I was. 17, it was gonna. But it was gonna work with the activator, activator? too, right? And they so they weren't showing it with the activator, but it was okay. like it, it was more just like, hey, put this on and play this, and there's like a missile defense or, okay, or some okay. kind of thing. But right. you know, it was Genesis level, yeah. 16-bit graphics, kind of in your face, and then the tracking. I, if I remember correctly, it didn't do any. I'm of sure. This yeah, I'm that's sure it had not that. Part. Yeah. So it was just kind of head tilt tracking. I'm curious to, to to actually to ask you guys while Ms. is looking for this about like how you're seeing VR lately, like not just PlayStation VR, but kind of VR in general. I mean, you guys you just still do like a roundup every now and then. Yeah, and, here and there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. Do you find yourself playing it much personally at home? You know, these days, every now and then, or does it depend on when a hot title comes out or how often are I think, you? Yeah, when it, when a game comes along, that definitely helps. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm checking out things at home. Mostly for you know, are we going to cover? Stay it? up on stuff. Yeah. 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 Or, okay. And then also, I. Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. I forgot about I, the camera. I this up to the. I forgot about the camera aspect of it as well. So. Um, I'm not sure how well that makes out. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah. This is my first project at <laughs> Sega. So you're, he's holding a camera there as well, right? Okay. Yeah. So he's holding like a web camera. Um, that is for the um, yeah for the, for the AR style. You can see the two screens. <laughs> the two screens is like a speak and spell for some reason in the background. It looks like uh, yeah. more pretty good. Okay. Yeah, oh. that's wow. Yes. Yeah. So that was what VR was. <laughs> yeah, but I, I you know I. Didn't buy a PlayStation VR until recently uh, because Polybius. Uh, yes, yeah, two things. Killer app. Polybius. Yeah, yeah, the killer app. Polybius. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just have had a, a really bad time with the tracking. Yes, I uh, especially that. with like move controls and stuff. Yep. And and, and you know, I, the new I bought, one do better. The like the brighter. Okay, better. so you have the yeah. same the same issues. Same issues. But yeah. Polybius is you know you sit down and play it. It's not a it's not a move. You know, I'm not really doing that much moving. So right. Right. It's very playable. Yep. Um, and Plebeus is eventually going to come to PC, but I just couldn't wait anymore. Yeah. And I, I just Plebeus is amazing. Yeah. We we I, we talked about it when you guys played the game, but we I took Plebeus to the team and I'm like, you have to play this game. You have to check this game out. The reason being, just think, you know, that's something we're doing with Tetris Effect as well. Is we're using the 3D of, of VR. We're not going so heavy into like, oh, it's room scale or there's no touch controls. We're not even using the the move controllers. Right. Uh, it's all about the 3D effect and just like the like 
simple joys and like wonder you can have just of <clears throat> things like having a crazy, really good fidelity like 3D coming at you. And Polybius does it just with text. Like even the yeah. text when you finish a level or whatever, I'm just like, I can't wait for the the next level so that the text explodes. It's text in my that face. looks like it came off a of Commodore 64. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's all you know programmer art or whatever, and it's amazing. It's glorious. Yeah. I that's love something that, that game. like a lot of the stuff that's out on PCBR <clears throat> right now. I this sounds. Uh, I, I don't mean to denigrate these games, but a lot of them come off as kind of like toys to me. Like they're just gimmicky, sort of physics-based. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of I'm reminded of like the first cell phone games where it was like, right. oh hey, you have a, a gyro, what a gyrometer, what am I? Gyroscope. Gyroscope. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to use it. You know, I think not Monkey Ball. Monkey Ball is actually a good game that uses right. it, but there would be a game that that's that's it. That's the entertaining game. That's for the ten, 10 minutes yeah. or something. But what what differentiates uh, those games from what you guys are doing? And I guess Polybius is kind of the same thing. Is that they're very simple games. You know, Polybius. Simple like tunnel shooter, right? Tetris, pretty simple game. Yep. Res, pretty simple game. Yeah. But putting them in VR turns them into this like sensory, more like experiential sort of thing, where it's not yeah. about like what goofy thing can you do with physics controllers. Right. It's like take an existing game and like immerse yourself in it. You know. When I think part of it, at least for us, is like VR is is still really young, mm-hmm. right? And so you know we're not going to have like a God of War level VR experience out of the gate. I mean we are in like. Pong, literally like the Pong area, of, uh, Pong era of VR, mm. and so to us the things that are important are like that it feel really good, that you never get sick mm-hmm. whatsoever, um, and that you know you can anybody in the family anybody can play the game and and feel okay with it. Now I think as VR gets more mature, just like the game industry did, it's going to splinter off, and there's going to be all, every genre that exists now is going to exist in VR. But right now I just I feel like you can't really do certain genres well in VR because it has to be 120 frames a second. If you're making a PlayStation 4 game, that knocks down, you know, how much of the right. uh, uh, polygons and stuff you can be pushing. Um, and so that we're still trying to take advantage of the cool stuff, but not trying to be like, oh, we can make the same game that we would make in a non-VR game and just make it for VR, you know. So yeah. um, if you look at our games, I think that's been a thread through them. It's and it seems like you know there are definitely like parallels to be drawn to Luminous with Tetris Effect in terms of like you, you're progressing through uh, different visual styles and different music and 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 even sound effects for moving the pieces and stuff, which mm-hmm. is just great. Some some of my favorite. I I found myself playing Luminous, you know, on beat, rotating the yeah. blocks when I didn't have to because I just needed to keep exactly, you know, yeah. playing music, you know, with it. And that was something that was very striking playing Tetris Effect is, is like that feeling of like, uh, I don't need to rotate these blocks, but right. I need I'm to gonna do. I'm going to go around one extra time just yeah. to... <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, the same team and not just the, uh, like the same team from original yeah. Illuminas. A lot of the same people mm. are on the team at, at Monstars and at Resonair, the developers who did Area X, who did Res Infinite, now are doing Tetris Effect. Yeah. They're a lot of the same people, so it's just, that stuff is kind of in their DNA. Yeah. Um, and it comes out, but yeah, we hear that we hear that a bunch um, mm-hmm. with the parallels between. Yeah, so we are talking a lot, like you know, how can we make feel good mm-hmm. emotionally? Yeah, you know, not only physically, you know, physically and emotionally. So I think the power of the sound and the music, and you know, we can use that kind of a space. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, original Tetris. 
is still fun. Yeah. I think, you know, even if the black and white, right. the game itself. But what is the change with the technology? So, yeah, we, all the time we talk about that, you know. So we want to make much more, anyway, you know, emotional movement type. So, and uh, we decided to um, generate a bunch of particles and, uh, you know, and uh, relate it with sound and the music. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the particles change the colors and the physics with the sound data triggers, mm -hmm. the MIDI and the wave file. And uh, so this is like, a, huh, how can I say? That's like chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about stuff fe feeling good. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think a lot of games talk about, like, uh, engagement. Like, I know there was a quote from, um, from Naughty Dog this week that I thought was interesting where they're like, it's not... We don't make games for people to, to have fun. It's that we want people to feel engaged. And I think yeah. what one thing that we talk about is we want people to actually, like, literally feel good. Like, it, 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 it sounds kind of cheesy, but we talk a lot about changing the sounds or the colors of things to just, like, literally feel good as you are playing. It yeah, is, yeah. like, a big goal. of It was a big goal with Res, and it's a big goal now with Tetris Effect. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very ab abstract uh, field, mm -hmm. but you know it's really fun to make the story narrative um, mm -hmm. process. Like a a progression, know, yeah, a story yeah, yeah, progression yeah. through yeah. Tetris. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> even in that demo, it starts out with like cool colors. You know, it's all green and blue and pretty placid. And by, or maybe the order is random. I'm not sure in the demo, but at least at the end of my demo, yeah. the Tetris pieces were on fire by the end. That's right. And instead of a musical note, I was like, the, it was shouting at me every time I rotated a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Strangely intense for Tetris. Yeah. yeah, like the the other thing we talk about with the game is is kind of like an album. I mean, the music is a strong part of it, and so I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say, you know, if you're talking to somebody about an album, you can say like, oh yeah, this this song, this level, or this song is supposed to make you feel this way, or this song has this mood, or I felt this playing mm -hmm. that song. Well, and it sounds kind of silly saying that about the Tetris level, but that's kind of what we're after is right. like. Yeah. yeah, you should feel this way playing this level, and then we want to take the mood over here with that level, and that's where what Miz is talking about, that it's abstract, but there's kind of a story to it the same way, mm. hopefully the same way as like a good album, that the one song leads into the next, and yeah. the reasons and meaning behind why this level leads into that level. Yeah, yeah. yeah even if the lyrics you know, give the big effect to you, so emotionally, right? Mm. So, And then mechanically, I mean, you know... The, it, the, the rules of Tetris still apply, but mm -hmm. this in-the-zone uh, mechanic. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a surprisingly big change. Like mm. when I when I first saw it, I was like, okay, it's just like a, a stop time thing and, and right. give you a breather. But bullet time for Tetris. Sure. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, yes. Bullet no, time. Don't yeah. never say that. Yeah. Never. But <laughs> actually, not broadcasting. Yeah. That, that's so right. good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But but getting in there and seeing how in-the-zone worked made a lot more sense, and, and it also cool. seems to, it changes the way you think about the field, the, 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 right. the well, like, like okay, well, I, I, these mistakes have been made, but actually I'm going to turn it around here now. Right, and yeah, exactly, yeah, so for, so for, just to explain real quick, so the zone mechanic, what that is, is basically you fill a meter as you clear lines, right, and then you can activate it at any time, you can just leave it be, you never have to hit it, you can totally ignore it, in fact, some people have during the... <laughs> During the demos, we like, you know, 
take the headphones off. Like, uh, try hitting, try hitting R2. You hit R2 or L2, it effectively stops time. The pieces stop falling on their own. If you want, if you just need a breather, you can just take that time and and you know think about your next move or just move something over if you're getting near the top of the matrix. But what you, what what actually good players and you are doing a lot of Jeff is also lines don't disappear when you clear them while you're in the zone, so uh, they just move to the bottom, and you basically can store them up. And so you can store up more than four. You can store up eight, 12, 16. Dodecahexadris, I think is what that's <laughs> called when it's 16 or over lines. But um, And then, like, yeah, it explodes very Polybius style in your face uh, if you're playing in VR once you come out of it. But the uh, the idea there being that while you're in the zone... Because lines are getting knocked to the bottom, you don't have to worry about completing two or three or four lines. Just complete lines, complete lines, as yeah. fast as you can. Like, throw that L piece upside down, do something you would never do just because it has that one block that's going to complete the line, and then it's going to knock the line out of the top and down to the bottom, yeah, which and you're going to be fine. Kind of like, yeah, it ends up you know, preventing, like, that would be a, a huge mistake right. if we're playing regular yeah. Tetris. Yeah, totally point, be screwed. It kind of just lets you... Just keep going. Exactly. Uh, yeah. and, and so at first I was like, oh, the, in the zone's going to be, yeah, like, like you said, it would be like, let's take a breather, right. get our bearings. But instead it's this frenzy of like, I'm going to hit this and then just go for it. Right. Uh, and, right. And that was not what I thought it was going to be. And it was a really cool feeling. And, and so you're right. Yeah, that, that stuff explodes. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully it's something where, you know, beginner players use it for the former reason, that they're just like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Okay, I can actually look at the next piece, which I normally don't, you know, um, or maybe think about swapping in my hold piece or, like, you know, do some more strategy. And then as they get better, and then even just while you were playing during the demo, you know, we noticed that you were getting better in terms of how you thought about when you were going to activate it, like you would you know, save up some stuff, you'd have a nice piece in storage, you'd wait till a good piece came and then hit it, get all that stuff out of the way and then just go as fast as you could through the rest of it. Um, so hopefully there's like some depth to it and like some, some room for people to grow like playing Tetris. But um, but again, one of the things that we really wanted to do is not mess with the formula who didn't want the formula messed with. So Well, I, I imagine that like the, the Tetris company at some point is only going to let you do so much with the formula, right? They've, they've got their rules. They do, yeah. It's interesting. Like we, we thought that going in, but they haven't said no to anything so far yet. Mm. And um, I, I will say they did have feedback about how the Tetraminos look in some level. We had some like really round tetraminos that weren't really connecting to each other so you couldn't tell what a z block was or oh. like made out of snowflakes i mean it was it was actually good feedback and it was yeah. stuff that it was definitely something that we should have changed but it was not like a you know that's not a tetris block like you have to do it this way it was just like hey you can't really tell that that is a z piece against a white background like that kind of feedback oh, um, and we have other crazy stuff uh, we have other modes yet to talk about um, that we'll talk about like later in the summer, closer to launch and stuff. But um, with those modes as well, without saying anything, we were kind of you know walking on eggshells, tiptoeing to the tennis company, like, ah, is this gonna be okay? <laughs> I mean, even even calling something like an octorus, you know, we were like, yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. that gonna? They're gonna want us to call it like super double Tetris. Yeah. Like, yeah. But. Um, but they're like, no, this is great. Keep going. And like, they are really, really specific about controls, though. Like, mm. the controls in that game are way better for it. But they are like down to the literal like tenth of a second. Like, how long? 
you spin things, how long things can stay on top before, you know, while you can keep spinning them right. until they lock in. A ton of, like, crazy rules that I can't even uh, understand, like mm-hmm. a lot of math <laughs> to how, like, the Tetris game, where you think about, and we did because we made a prototype on our own, you think, like, how hard could it be to make Tetris? One thing spins it that way, you spin it that way. But there's a ton of subtlety. It's, it's like a, it's like a, Maybe not as much as a fighting game, but like a, a beat 'em up or anything like that, where that it feels the difference between it feeling right or like Super Meat yeah. Boy or something like that, a jump in like a, a platformer game. Right. The difference between it feeling right and it feeling just really amazing, perfect on is like fractions of seconds. Can I ask a quick personal question? As people who are now making a Tetris game, do you guys spin in both directions? I <laughs> still don't. Ms. Do you? I still spin uh, in one direction. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. That that is a huge barrier, mental barrier though, yeah. that you have to get through to be any good because every time you screw it up, you have to hit it right. three more times. Right. To, yeah. Like a lot of people don't even know that you can spin both directions. Right. Like I've had that mind blown moment with a lot of people saying like, oh yeah, one is clockwise, one is counterclockwise. Like you can spin two different two different <laughs> ways. Like what does that even mean? And I feel like I've played some really bad bootleg Tetris things mm. that only allowed you to spin one way. Right, on right. Like, oh, we only put one button on this thing because who needs two buttons? Yeah. yeah and they didn't even know, yeah, they probably didn't even notice themselves. Right. Too. Uh, yeah. So are you mostly just kind of in the Sony area showing the game the entire show? We're or? in the Sony area, yeah, showing the game. So they have it. So, again, it's it's not VR only, but they only have it on the show floor in the VR. They call it, like, the VR stack. Okay. Because there's, like, two levels of a, of a bunch of VR kiosks. So... They have it there. Um, we're showing it in the media area, mm. the like the behind closed doors media area mm. um, throughout the show. Um, we are hoping to do a public demo. Um, it'll probably have to be a time limited thing, mm-hmm. but um, we want to get people to try it for themselves. We also have a few other things that we kind of want to show people before we launch, but that'll probably be like late summer early fall. So the game comes out in the fall. We'll probably want to time that like as close as possible to the, to the actual launch. And, and what's the reaction been, both from the people playing it and, and, and what's it been like watching people outside the company play the game? Does it feel like it, it's validating the ideas you had or are you making a lot of notes and going like, okay, we, we need to go back and here's some things we need to change? Yeah, we have uh, still... Uh, you know, doing a memo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some notes. You know, hot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, you know, the reaction from the people is very, very important, mm. you know. Um, but mostly, in Tetris Effect, is a really good positive reaction from everybody. Yeah, it's right. been great. Yeah. Like the trailer... Even the trailer, yeah, especially. trailer reaction yeah. of trailer is amazing. We couldn't be happier with yeah that. reaction about you know what is this music? It's a great song, yeah, yeah. right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and is that all being that's all being done in house? It's all being done in house, yeah. One hundred percent, yes. Yeah, there's so much tuning that has to go on. Yeah, with that. yeah, music is one of the part of the tuning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very very important. Yeah, right? so. And uh, we decided, okay, let's make a all music, sound of the music, you know, in-house. Right. Cool. And then also we don't have to worry about, like, with Res, licensing and doing all that kind of stuff. Even with yeah. Luminez, right. like, it's a... Uh, Shining. Yeah. Shining. Like, there's, yeah. That, there's all these hoops to jump through. 
which is fine. Like, we do it for those games. But, like, with this game, it was like, that, oh, that's a big bonus. That's another nice thing that we have to do. Right. With an outside person, like, we change the, you know, the sound effects with when you move pieces. On the first level alone, it probably changed, you know, 12, 15 times or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and the songs themselves if change. You had to, like, work with an outside person. You know, yeah. Like, okay, they're going to get back to me tomorrow. Exactly, yeah. 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 And, yeah. and people get more frustrated, I think, <laughs> when they're outside and you change something. Yeah. 12 or 15 times. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's been, like, having them also, and then when it comes time to do the trailer, it's like, hey, we need a minute or two-minute, 40-second version of this thing and, uh, and whatever, and it's just so much nicer to do that. But, yeah, the reaction has been, like, it's a lot, I feel like a lot like Res Area X, where people come mm-hmm. out of it and they're just kind of like, some people don't say much, some people just like are smiling, like but people like you can read it in their faces that they're like responding to it. And right. also even at the show, you know, which I think would of course skew, especially in the media area, towards the hardcore people, but you we get a lot of people even in the media who haven't played a Tetris game in a while. Like I haven't played a Tetris game. I played Puyo Puyo Tetris, which is a great game. Yeah. But I before that and I played that a little bit, but before that I hadn't played a game in a long time. But even here at E three, there's a lot of people like Oh, I'm a huge Tetris fan. It's like, oh, really? what was the last Tetris game you played? Oh, I uh, the Tetris, you know, DS or something like that. Right. And it's like, yeah. oh yeah. And I, I could say the same thing myself. Yeah. Like uh, that's totally true. And so, it's been cool to see people who like consider consider themselves fans but haven't played a, a game in a long time actually like try it and be kind of like, oh yeah, okay, like I, I, I get it. Like it, that, that feels really good. Yeah. Mm. So with, you know. With Res and now Tetris Effect, it really seems like VR has been a very inspiring thing for you. Do you feel just full of? Do you have like 20 different games you want to eventually make in VR, or are you are you the type of person that just focuses on this and then gets the, to the next idea later? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> that's a question. That's a you question. Oh, that's a man's yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> the answer yeah. is yes. Yes. Great. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I will say that. So, Ms. talks about different ideas, uh, and almost always there is a VR aspect to it. It's not necessarily that it would have to be only in VR, mm-hmm. but it there are ideas where it's like, and this would be really cool when you're doing this or feeling like it's usually they're described in in VR terms, but I think some of the other stuff that you've been talking about recently as things that you're interested in are like social, mm-hmm. social VR, multiplayer VR in a VR space, like what that could mean and what would be interesting about that. And, um, you know, as the headsets get cheaper and easier and... Um, yeah, it's getting the AR, MR mixing yeah. in yeah. the future. Yeah. The thing that surprised me that I, you know, I didn't think would be a big deal for me because I am very lazy uh, was <laughs> I, I found myself drawn to exercise VR. You know, mm. the games that could serve as a as something of a workout. Beat Saber or what are you? Uh, Beat, Beat Saber. I, once they, I, I think their mod tools are out now. I, I think I need more music for Beat uh, Saber to work. So yeah. there's a game that's very similar called Soundboxing. Right. Uh, right, right. I've been playing uh, a lot of that, and it just works off YouTube videos, so people can create their own. Right, which is brilliant. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, 
it's great because then you just have this repository linked to these videos. You don't have to go download it or match it to an MP3. Right, right. And I, you know, I haven't been doing it as often as I should, but that feeling of like this is actually this feels like a valuable workout tool also. Yeah. And it's something that I think everyone thought like, oh, maybe VR could be used for this as well, but actually putting it into practice. Uh, was was interesting. It, mm. it, it gave the whole thing a, a little more depth for me. Where yeah, there are things that are just like here's tremendous experiences, uh, and then on the other end, it's like yeah, you talk about a lot of the toys, and then in between, a lot of shooting galleries. You know, right, a lot right. Of, a lot of just like here's another game that will let you load a gun the right way. Sure. And, you know. Yeah. And and those sorts of things, and there's a place for that. But right, right, right. Uh, absolutely, absolutely is. I mean, you know, and that's another thing we talk about with the with the Tetris effect. Like, I I do love some of those games. Like Resident Evil Seven, to me, right, yeah. I think is an exception to what I was talking about earlier. Like Resident Evil Seven, to me, felt like I can't believe this game is in VR. Like this is a like triple A high production value full, long-ass game that is all in VR. It felt like something had fallen from, like, three years in the future, a VR, a VR game that I was playing it, like, completely blew me away, but there's not much else like that, like, uh, right. around it, right? Yeah. Um, so, but I, I, I love those types of experiences where you're getting in there and you're getting, you know, sweaty or you're nervous or they're horror or they're scary or whatever. Um, what we... But with Tetris Effect, we're going the exact yeah, other way with way. things, where it's okay. like, yeah, we talked about this again when you guys visited, but it was like, we want this to be the game where when you come home and you think you're too tired for any game, or if you're playing in VR, you're definitely too tired to play something in VR, uh, that this is the game you you do play because you're going to be more relaxed after than when you actually start. It, it almost seems meditative. Exactly, yeah. yeah that's yeah. actually a, another key word that we used a lot. We called it Zen Tetris for a while. Yeah. Was the was like the code name because if it, the game works right, you should be completely out of your head. I mean, that's why we called it Tetris Effect. We want people to put just like get out of themselves, get out of their head, forget whatever's going on for like 15, 30 minutes at a time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so hopefully, like, the music and all this stuff adds to that. But Tetris already kind of has a little bit of that kernel in it already where you really can focus and, and kind of forget what's going on. Mm. But yeah, we already used the code name Trip. That's uh. right. <laughs> Trip was our, has been our code name for, like, the last like, two or three yep. years. For, yeah. I don't know why. We chose it because it started with T. There's no other reason to it. Just <laughs> yeah. No, no other Just meaning behind sense. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> started with a T, Tetris. It's easy to remember that way. That's all. Great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. Thank, thank you for having us. Great to talk to you again. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Awesome. It, it really stands out. Uh, I had a great time with it. Awesome. Thank you, thank you guys cool. so much. Thank All you right. very much. Thank you. Thanks. We'll be back. We're going to take another break, get some more guests through here. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. It's Giant Bomb's E3 2018 coverage. It's continuing. We are over the limit. The Ben limit, that is. <laughs> 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 Let's get into it. We've got another couch of fun guests. It's time for excitement. We've got Nathan and Chris from Untitled Publisher. How's it going? It's going good. good. Yeah. Good, yeah. It's going good. Yeah. 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 Got Untitled Publisher published games. Wow. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, along here. We launched a game this week and announced two more. Wow. And our brand and our company. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a lot. It's that's a, a lot. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like whatever, you know. Yeah. It's definitely more than a little. Right, well, whatever. I'll tell you that. Ben Esposito's yeah. down here. <laughs> From, of Donut County fame. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. Don't go yeah. that far. Well, okay. all right. Well, it's great to see you again. <laughs> it's really well. good to see you too. I was here last year. Yes, that sounds right. And it I could have been two years ago. It could have been nine years ago. I don't, they all run together at a point, is what I'm saying. I crawled my way here, and Donut <laughs> County's almost done. Yeah. <gasps> I'm really excited. It's going to be this year, uh, awesome. really soon. Awesome. That's feeling fantastic. good. Fantastic. And the developers of Semblance are here. We've got Ben. A, a big Ben. A big, a larger Wait, Is it the biggest Ben in the room? No, there's definitely a larger Ben. Okay, all right. But intimidating. All right. Okay, I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you checked. And and with you is Sugar. Yeah. How you Your doing? Your boy. Your boy Sugar. Your boy Sugar. <laughs> Your, boy sugar. <laughs> Your boy Sugar. Yeah. Your boy sugar. Here. Be standard. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming. Tell me a little bit about Semblance. Uh, I've yeah. seen the trailer. Yeah. It looks like a, a pretty cool uh, artistic platformer. It is. Yeah. Uh, like, we want to take you on a journey right now. I'll be, I'll be straight with you. And you so gotta, it's like you journey. Gotta, you got to stay with us. you got to stay with us. <laughs> I'm right. Stay with us. Okay. okay. We're calling it the first real platformer. Because oh, oh, oh. I think everything before then was just a run and jump on a platform. Exactly. That's, right. what, that's what we've been saying, Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> everything else in the genre before now has been a lie. It was a lie. Because linguistically, nothing else before in the genre has really been about shifting, morphing, and changing the platforms themselves. I guess you could say it's changing the world, right? It's changing the world. Wow. So well, linguistically, <laughs> it's the first game where platforming is really the verb. So that's, that's what it's about. That's what it's mm. about. Obviously, that's a joke. I'm really sorry. Please don't flame us. <laughs> <laughs> but we gotta go strong, you know. You gotta of go. Course. Strong. It's a platformer, you know. You gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go. Shock tactics, otherwise. Yeah. You need to have a thing with yeah. the platformer, exactly. or else people are like, like the Mario. Exactly. Yeah. End is nigh. They're like, wow. I didn't realize End is nigh's art style was in public domain already. We've had that line. It's it was <laughs> whoa. Oh, it's a good line. But at least we made the color palette pink. We did. We, we did. did. That's, That's new. No one. No, there's never been a pink platform before. Uh, no. No way. We've proven. We did market research. I can't think of a single one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're scrolling through blue dark steam. It's gonna pop. Pop. Yeah. Like semblance. Pink pop. Oh, oh. Ah, <laughs> ah, yeah. We want to yeah. terrify. Our yeah potential audience. And then they get welcomed by the cuteness. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> That's very smart. Very smart. Yeah. Yes. Untitled Publisher. So the three games, was it Overwhelm? Mm -hmm. Overwhelm, yeah. yeah. I played some Overwhelm. It's hard. Yeah. Did you? How, how, how far did you get? I didn't. Get? Sounds <laughs> about right. I was in the middle of, of prepping for E3, so I, I, I'm not going to say I spent like hours and hours, but I spent enough time with it to go, I fucking died again. Yeah. There's a lot of Man, it keeps saying last chance and... These scorpion men are real tough, and there's, there's two of these lizard things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, you I got to the twin lizards. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to that one and, and and failed out completely. So I'm like, well, I'll try a different direction, and got over to it's like a, a bat or is it a bat or a pterodactyl? A skull bat. A skull bat. Skull bat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that thing murdered me too. So yeah, it reminded me a little bit, uh, control-wise, just for folks at home, maybe, of abuse. A little bit. Oh. Yo, yeah, I think oh. that was actually an inspiration. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was a game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry. I'm like, wow. Cracked very close to home. Yeah, it was uh, made by Rory O'Sullivan, who's a uh, one-man uh, development team um, in out of England, um, and he really wanted to make it uh, have a bad time, but always feel like you had another chance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the bosses. Every time you beat a boss their power goes to the enemies of the world. So everybody else gets more powerful while you stay the same. Right. So it's, it's pretty miserable, but it's like awesome. <laughs> Good misery. I, I love the look of it. Uh, and, and when you get down to your last chance and just there's that squeal 
-hmm. It's very unpleasant in a way <laughs> that, like, yeah, yeah this it's is good. It's yeah, good it, it, it is a good unpleasant. Yeah. You're like, that's yeah. fucked up, man. Yeah. I, I guess I guess I'm about to die. I guess it makes sense that it would be like this horrible noise. It's like an existential crisis in a game. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I I enjoyed my time with it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm geez, gonna definitely spend more time with it when I get home because I have to at least beat one of these bosses because. Otherwise, I'm a failure as a person. Mm. Launching a publisher in this day and age, uh, old move. Trendy. Going? <laughs> Trendy. Yeah. Trendy. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty bold, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like we, we were just like, you know, um, we have a company that backs us. So, you know, they were like, uh, you know, you guys just go do this. And we were like, okay, so we'll just go curate and find creators that want to make things and just cool. kind of uh, figure that out. But it's a crowded space already, so... Mm. You know, everybody's like, oh, what's your thing? What's your thing? And we're like, well, we're untitled publishers, so our thing is our creators. You know, we really, um, we really want to try to put the content before, like, the brand in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, it's... It, Preach, right? Yeah, preach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't want to get like the people from the publishing side out doing interviews. And yeah, no, don't want that. Yeah, yeah it's don't like, want that. That would be super that. hypocritical, <laughs> and I think that's just really going against the antithesis. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. there, there's some realities of like, mm. you know, we can't fly everyone down for every of course, show, of course, and, yeah, and no, you know, we want. I'm wanna... just giving you shit, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's super defensive. We've been crying about this for days. And Ben. Non-Big Ben? Small is that a, small ben. Is that a really Smaller Ben. I guess I'm more famous, famous Ben. Yeah, famous a, Ben. Smallest Ben, but <laughs> big in heart. Yeah, uh, yeah you could say that. Donut County, it's, it, how is it, you know, showing a game at multiple shows and stuff like that? I mean, obviously, like, the, the huge publishers are used to just bringing, like, I don't know, here's another vertical slice, here's another this and that. Right. Do you find yourself, like, ever crafting things specifically to bring to shows? Or is it mm. just like, hey, here's where the game is right now. And here's the stuff I think is cool. That's an interesting question. I like the beginning of the game has been tweaked millions of times because of going to shows. And I have to start the game from the beginning because it the beginning is like the intro to the story, but it's also the tutorial and it's oh, the title screen right, yeah. all at once. So it's as perfect as I could possibly make it. And now, like, I kind of know what everyone's going to do on it. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is great. I'm like waiting for the right questions to pop up. Uh, so I feel like that stuff is has been locked down, and then I keep trying to jump people to like a random other place in the game because one I want to see their reaction, yeah, and two I want people to feel like they're like seeing something that no one else got to see because it's like cool. it's a game that's all about novelty. Like mm. every single level is a brand new like kind of idea and a new mechanic and a new environment, and so I want to like make sure people feel like they get the sense of like this is like not a huge world. But it's a really detailed and consistent world. Right. And so I want people to see, like, the pinhole into each of those levels. Mm. Cool. Yeah. The, that, that seems like a cool approach. The pinhole. The pinhole. Oh. Got to have a hole in there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's got to tell them the whole story. Otherwise, you can't see. Yeah. That's illegal. <laughs> that's that's, that's illegal. You just this is your game. Along. I'm doing the work for you. <laughs> it's just marketing assistance. Yeah. You know, every, everyone oh, needs yeah. a little You should start a publisher. Ben is just Everyone's doing it. Can I get in on the podcast? Can you help us out? Yeah. It's real easy. Yeah. No. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are you showing semblance at the show, or are you just kind of like taking it around, or, we, or you we are you? We are. We are. We we have our wonderful publishers, Good Shepherd, and they've got oh, the yeah. indie heaven. Indie heaven. Yeah, indie yeah. heaven. Because we are there. But yeah. <laughs> the game's also there, and we're having lots of people come through and play it. It's been a lot of fun. We have it on Switch as well. Nice. 
So when when we've got too many bookings as usual, mm. get handles. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we get to hand we get to hand over the, the handles. If you want to do switch or PC, here's a handheld. Yeah. Ben will talk to you about the PC stuff. You know, let's roll with it. Yeah, kind of thing. Let's go with it. Yeah, you know? just walk away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and how's it been showing the, the game off to people? No, it's been pretty great. It's been pretty great. Like, um, so it's a very weird game in some ways. It's not like donut can't be weird, but like you know, just a little bit a bit. But uh -huh. little urbas, you know, like like how yeah. different, like weird. like 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 maybe ten percent less weird. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So uh, like, it's still pretty weird. It's pretty weird. That's it's a really good thing. It asks you to think like very laterally about the assumptions you have about the genre of platform mm. uh, platformers, right? So it's a bit weird. Uh, and like Ben, other Ben, he's other Ben. Um, I'm other Ben. ben. You're yeah. big, uh, big we've like play tested the intro so many times, so we <laughs> like know how to like sort of ease people into it. So at this point, and it's really cool to see people really interrogate the assumptions they have about the genre through this like deforming platform. Yeah. So the response is always really cool and people are always like, wow, we've never seen something like this before. And we didn't pay them as well, so it's really great. <laughs> this time. You're, you're, this looking, time. At, you're yeah. looking at them yeah. saying, yeah. are, you, are you trying to apply the... <laughs> no, we are. Yeah. We're actually, we're hoping if we ever went with Untitled, they would pay people to say things like that. I mean, so, that's how we do it. That's, oh, that's, that's, that's all we do. Like. We just pay people. Yeah. Yeah. How was that experience yeah. for you? Yeah. How was that experience for you, getting paid for Overwhelm? Or is that not good? It's been fantastic. Wow. Great. Yeah. great. Yeah, so have you... You know, obviously, you say like a lot of the feedback's been good. Yeah. Has there been any one person that has just like driven you nuts because they're just like not getting it, or or like yeah. any, anyone who's, who's like, <laughs> like so oh. interesting story? At GDC, we were uh, playtesting the game, and uh, someone took a photo of me, and uh, I was in physical pain watching this person <laughs> play the game. Oh, uh, we, no. And uh, funny. we we posted the photo, and it like went game dev viral. And it's not a hashtag. It was a hashtag, playtest face. <laughs> so I, I the thing for me was like, I had just left GDC and I was on a play for like 24 hours because we yeah. live in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And when I land, I'm like, this guy's a meme now. Playtest face. And a lot of game industry people are just like, guys, be sure he goes by guys. And it's like, we should just be playtest face. Playtest face. Playtest yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, so I think everyone playing your game is a particularly painful experience. Yeah, yeah. So that's the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. booked press like that, actually. We did. We yeah. did. We booked games right off. If you, want, if you want to get any press, become a meme. Become a meme. <laughs> that's what we're going <laughs> to tell yeah. you. How's, your, right? yeah, how's the meme going, game going? Yeah. Uh, no, I was about to ask you if you're working on a sequel to that meme. Oh uh, yeah, we are. We're like, ang I don't know. What, you, what we, we, call can't, we can't. We launch face guy. Or launch face. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. He might yeah. be on the ground. Devs react to reviews. That's what we were planning. That, <laughs> that's that's going to be. Really really yeah. 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 Giant bomb exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, are you talking Steam user reviews or Steam press reviews? Oh, of course. That's where. That's where the vitriol. That's the best. That's where the. Yeah. That's like my. That's what I'm most scared about. Not even the game not selling. It's just like just Steam reviews. Because I'm. I I panic. I'm just gonna be like. A bug. I'm like, no, yeah. oh no. So it's like a hundred Metacritic, but one bad theme review. I think I'll be devastated. It's over. Absolutely that's just devastated. As, that's just yeah. as bad. I true. always get, I always love the Steam reviews that are like 120 hours. Oh, yes. Meh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> right. Maybe I'll, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really recommend it. Yeah. 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 I, I sung some time this year. Yeah. Just a little bit. You always wonder, like, you know, did they just leave it running and end <laughs> or something? And it's like, this title screen's not so good. Yeah. yeah, like I forgot what game it was actually. <laughs> I returned it already. So. It crashed and just Steam thought it was still running. Yeah. So I well, just left it running to get the cards out of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Game shape object. Mm. Classic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of. Or maybe they're just trying to get an achievement or something. Yeah. 
That's, that's what we did. We did. A hundred hour achievement. We, yes. We've implemented that. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah. So, what, it, I mean, it could just be a two hour and one minute achievement. Yeah. How about that? And just, you, oh, I, yeah, no refund. Hey! That's an achievement. That's actually really not I got slack on Steam because I shipped a game that had achievements that had numbers on them. And it was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And we got a bunch of negative feedback from people saying, like, how could you do this? You gave us number achievements, but you didn't give us zero. It's like you're insulting the gamers. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And I looked it up, and apparently people use the number achievements to post on their Steam profile and write, like, numbers and sentences oh my God. with the little achievements. So next time. Add a zero Don't through nine. Wow. People will buy your game just for that. We can still update the game. This is fun. That's a scary nightmare. <laughs> Steam hack. Yesterday I was talking wow. like, oh, maybe it'd be fun if I tried to make a game someday. I've got a ton of terrible ideas. Now I'm like, no fucking way. Like, nope, absolutely not. The achievement yeah. images. No, uh, so demoing Donut County, you talk about like taking people in and, and doing different stuff. But mm -hmm. like, you know, same type deal. You know, you're making a game that is a little outside of the ordinary, are there definitely people that are just like, no, no, need more guns. <laughs> you know, or, you know, or just like, they're just like pissed, they like, don't get it, and they get mad, they're like, I, I don't, <laughs> <sighs> I think people, sometimes people take a, a few levels to really get what is going on, because they're waiting for it to start sometimes. Mm. Uh. Um, and it takes a while for them to realize, like, oh, wait, that's like, the game's actually about doing <laughs> the game's about you move a hole around and stuff goes into it and it evolves over time. But uh, mostly people like respond uh, pretty well to like the kind of goofiness and aesthetic of the world mixed with the like really physics based like gameplay. And I always the thing that's always fun when I watch people play or play with you know press and stuff is that something always happens that I didn't expect and usually didn't want. And like <laughs> everyone loves that. Yeah. And so, like, you know, the more things kind of explode and, like, go nuts, like, the, the more successful the game is, I think. And honestly, I think on some level, like, well, with, with me, you know, like, I've seen a lot of games that are in development at this point. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot, of, a lot of games that are not finished, and I've seen a lot of things crash and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something fun in a weird way about crashing a game. <laughs> you know, because I never, you know, because, like, whatever. Like I said, I've seen a lot of built yeah. games. So I'm never like, well, that game's garbage uh, or anything like that. I mean, obviously, you know, depending on who you're showing it to and, and all that sort of stuff, that might be less desirable. Right. But, I mean, people blame themselves a lot when yeah. something fails on the they game. They apologize. Yeah, they do they apologize. apologize. Oh, my God. Oh, I should have known not yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have done that, yeah. I found the donut, but not the county, you know. <laughs> it happens. It's a classic like, mistake. You're being way too generous. <laughs> it's like 100% my fault that it's, it crashed. Yeah, exactly. It's my fault. Are there, bugs, think, are there bugs that you found that you're keeping in the game? Oh, yeah. Lots of physics. Oh, nice. I mean, that's oh, the whole yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, I mean the features, tons of physics features yeah. that uh, involve, <laughs> usually things exploding. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I have, like, snakes in the game that sometimes, since the snakes are built as, like, a set of joints, so they're, like, a bunch of objects, oh, okay. yeah. sometimes if they move too fast, they'll, like, kind of stretch out, and they can get caught on something, and you can uh. wedge a snake, like, into a piece of wood, and it'll start, like, jiggling. <laughs> Terrific. Wow, that is <laughs> chip it. physics chip things it. are I'm some good. of my favorite... I intend physics on features <laughs> yeah. uh, is when you just get something just 
flipping out and going nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just the texture. Is there a numbered achievement for that, or <laughs> that's number zero? Zero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> zero. That's zero. Yeah. But, yeah. but talking about bugs, you want to tell them how we got a? Uh, yeah, yeah, you go ahead. I'll go. I'll go ahead. So. We like to think, I mean, some is pretty innovative, but <laughs> no, that's a given. Right? It is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but, you, but the way we yeah, yeah. the way we came up with the mechanic, it kind of was. So I was working on the game, and there was a small bug, and you'd keep hitting the platform, and it would keep moving and keep moving. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. I threw it on Twitter, and Ben slides into my DM. He <laughs> just like very slides hot. in there, yeah. and we had just started working together, so I was like, it was a bit. It was very tense. So he slides in there, and he's like, sugar. That's our mechanic. That's again. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it happen. Wow. And I was That's like, bro, I can't, I can't just recreate genius. That's like innovative. That. that is extremely innovative. So a whole oh, game wow. is a bug. If you, if you want to <laughs> see glitchiness yep. at its peak. I mean, most of the games on Steam are that way too. So you know, <laughs> yeah. you're a great company. <laughs> That's yeah. Not Overwhelm. No. Oh. Well, oh. Sorry. Right. Sorry, I will Sorry. say. Sorry, that's the publisher in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Overwhelm did not crash on me once in my time with it. It, was, it still wow. said pre E3 edition. <sighs> yeah, well, it was pre E3. Yeah. Uh, we did take that out yeah, for Al's post E3 edition. Recommendation. Post E3 edition. We submitted the build like beforehand because you're like, oh, you know, it's mostly done. And they were like, well, it says pre E3 edition. You might want to do that because it deceives consumers. And you're like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's wow. This is what publishers do. It's all about the consumers, like, you know? Yeah, it really is. It is all about and the developers. And the, and the developers. And, and not developers. the publishers on the couch. Yeah. So how does how does the show go? You know, you're you're a publisher, you've got three games announced, one al already out. Mm -hmm. Are you out looking for more games? Are you out look talking to platform holders about potentially, you know, getting these games on other platforms? Like what what are your days like during the show? A little bit of everything. I mean, we were focused on, on the launch, the announcement. Definitely talk about the other two games, too, mm -hmm. one of which is Bravery Network Online, which is a fast-paced battle RPG, mm -hmm. obviously online by the Gloom Collective, based out of Toronto. Awesome group. And the other is Morningstar, which is a first-person post-cyberpunk farming game. <laughs> Where computers are strong. The sentence strong. that was below this trailer in the thing, the email you sent out was enough for me to go, yep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's the one. Um, obviously, the twist there is that computers are your soil, software is your crops. Post Cyberpunk, very positive. Solo developer named Metcalf. Sultry. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've got a really, a really strong, interesting slate of games and some more unannounced, but we're always looking for for more games, more interesting developers to be working with. Um, we're, we're doing a lot of other stuff, focus on the launch, but interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's like a weird like mix of things. You know, we've yeah. been secret for like yeah, six months, and so like you know, uh, Mechus, who we worked on Morningstar, it would, like you said in the pitch, like, oh yeah, like let's do this. We just literally said to him, like, I knew him for a while, like, hey, what do you want to make? And he was like, oh, give me a week. Made a couple of gifts of it. <laughs> yep. He's like. It's a first-person farming game where you farm computers. We're like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like literally. I'm gonna check that. That's right. Nice. Like, here you go. <laughs> your banking instructions. <laughs> and Overwhelm also has done a really quick development cycle too. It's for the fact that it didn't crash on you. The <laughs> game we we picked it up after a, basically a game jam. We've been worked on part time for a couple of months, mm -hmm. and the developer was gonna release it for free. And we're like, well, what what's your vision for this game? What would you do if you had the resources? He told us. We gave them the resources, and that's the overwhelm that you're playing. And that was two months, two months of additional yeah. development so time. Cool. So, so is the goal to kind of stick with 
with kind of smaller, like single developer projects? Is, is that like, do you think that'll be like your aesthetic as a publisher? Is to go like, you know, these these very very small teams? I think you'd be surprised about basically like the uh, the amount of scale that we're planning on doing. You know, we are planning on working with single creators, yeah. but we also have bigger ambitions cool. as well. Um, but we want to kind of stay in a really nice space so that we can you know, support all these games and have like an interesting portfolio that everybody's really interested in. Um, so we're just getting started. Great. I'm just getting started. That's good. Go. That's good. Intimidation tactic. Like whoa. They're teams. just whoa. That's the next thing. I'm getting blown teams. away over here. Yeah. We'll, yep. nice. we'll upgrade. Yeah. Two person teams. That's the next. That's the next goal. <laughs> yeah. Those are the big ambitions. Yeah, big ambitions. <laughs> long, long, big double big Ben, yeah. by the way. I mean, you know, it's kind That's of weird. That's like two and a half back then. Yeah. You know, they're published by Good Shepherd, Annapurna. Mm. So it's like, you know, we're surrounded by enemies right now. Yeah, it's a lot so of We feel a little intimidated, but we're, we're okay with That's it. That's why they brought two people. Yeah. 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 So they needed, they needed more backup. That's not fair. But There's not two of us on one dev team. Oh. Yeah, they barely even have one. Well, we've got more than three. <laughs> <laughs> we've got three games that I know of. Oh, oh, oh. That's okay. right. That, you know, you got no one's ever people heard of jumping out of the shadows and just stabbing people. Untitled <laughs> like, well, publisher, motherfucker. Well, you know, Ben Ben made that uh, that Bubsy non-canon, uh, the non-canon right. Bubsy game. Non-canon. We have, a, same. we have a problem here because he's never played <laughs> Bubsy3D.com, Bubsy yeah. Visits the James Farrell Retrospective, because he claims it is an impure... Bubsy game. Impure is Which like I don't I don't think that. It was not made with that intention. Well, I I respect where you're coming from. It's just, you know, as as you can see maybe uh, you know, there's there's all there's just a there's a canon and there's a creator and What's uh, the canon of Bubsy? Yeah, what Bubsy is the canon of Bubsy? Lord dump on us. I'm ready for this. Uh, oh well, there's Bubsy 1, um, Claws of the Furious uh, kind, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there's Bubsy 2, mm-hmm. uh, colon the one where he gets the Nerf gun, yes. and then okay. there is uh, Bubsy 3D mm-hmm. Cannon. Okay. So, oh. Okay. I just decided this canon. And then there's Bubsy visits the James James Terrell. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the beginning and the end of Bubsy story. Right. Yeah. The fan yeah. game. No, the, no, it's the common I mean, of the fuzzy lore. I think the term is expanded universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. expanded universe. Yes. Uh, it's legend. It's yeah. legend. No one fuzzy legend. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. No did, legend. Did, did you get any IP holders uh, reaching out to you, trying to, you know, get you to publish it with? No, them? trying to say no. hey, thanks. It was. You're it was <laughs> <laughs> but also, just getting gaining interest for Bubsy. Do you feel responsible for? <laughs> That Bubsy game that came out like last year, you like should. you feel responsible for the revival of Bubsy and what it ultimately led to. Is this all? Basically, is this all your fault? Why did you do this to us I'm, as a people? That's Why? not something I'd be proud of. <laughs> uh, is that canon though, Chris? As official historian of Bubsy, uh, yeah, is that Bubsy game canon? Because I feel like that's that's the real question. You, I noticed you left it out. Completely. Yeah, deliberately. <laughs> it's suspicious. Uh, yeah, that's what you're wondering about your it's knowledge. Canon. Okay. <laughs> it's canon. It's canon. It's canon. Wow. We're not happy yeah, about it, not but it's canon. canon. Um, <sighs> who's we? The the, the, the Bubsy historians group. Yeah, the, the Bubsy fan community. The the <laughs> people who want to bring Bubsy back. What a Bubsy fan We want to bring called? him back. Bubsy? We want to get him in some good hands, mm-hmm. and we want to. Everybody likes a good underdog story, a redemption story. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think I think we. So, Untitled Publisher was okay. <laughs> with the sole reason to mm. redeem the Bubsy IP. This is actually, this is actually completely true. Well, I, I believe Fred it. Fred and I met on the first day. We're like, well, we're going to sign some good games. Can you email the Bubsy IP holder for me? That's the second thing he told me. <laughs> yeah. And he, he mentioned it every, every day until I did. 
And I did again. And I did again. <laughs> and, and there was an they, end. They did tell me, like, hey, like, we respect that you've followed up on this for about three to five years, but I think it's time. <laughs> this is not a bit. Like, I have, oh. I have Like, it's not. I, I emailed them and said, hey, what's going on with the Bubs yet? Like, are you interested in doing something or whatever? And they, uh, they eventually cut me off this year. They said, hey, uh, like, thanks for reaching out. Um, I think this has reached its end. Then we're like, we've got to sign some, some actual games now. Wow. 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 Well, so I, how did you feel then? So if, if this is a three- to five-year situation, how did you feel when that last Bubsy game was announced? Was it a... I didn't... Uh, I, I, I was hurt. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. It's all right, man. Okay. Thanks, man. Sorry, right, dude. You got this. It, it hurt. Uh, you know, I, I knew I could do it better. And uh, you know we're we're just we're looking to the future right now, and I think it's pretty bright. Ben already did it better. It's true. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I well, it's not canon. You though, said it. So you know canon. what? I think canon to me. I think thinking about the new Bubsy game and where Bubsy's at right now, mm. I owe it to Ben. Oh. And I I, I owe it to play to play his Bubsy 3D. Yeah. And it is now canon instead of oh wow the new wow Bubsy. wow is there like, a giant wow live stream of Chris playing. Bubsy visits James Earl Rex's Wow. Well, I, I guess actually my, my next question was going to be, will will that even run in modern browsers considering everything Chrome has done? Oof, well, uh, wow. as a response to that, because a lot of our games, a lot of the Arcane Kids games uh, aren't 100% playable because of the Unity web player, yeah. we made a downloadable version of Bubsy 3D. So right. if you go to Bubsy3D.com, there's a downloadable Windows and I think Mac version and there's an epilogue that we added to it. Do you support uh, Linux? Uh, we do not. You're a, <laughs> you're a Bubs evangelist. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> Linux <laughs> fans, it's totally cool. We know, like, we're good with it. But Is the epilogue canon? Oh, 100%. Okay, great. Yeah. Now, it's, it's, if you really want to know what happens next, yeah. You have to play that blog. Great. It, it is. I, it has been some time since I've played it, and like I'm literally like, yeah, I, I could go for playing that again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's worth checking out. Maybe like you're missing out a lot of Bubsy fans by not supporting Linux. That might be like a strong 90 percent. Uh, <laughs> 90 percent of uh, Bubsy fans. Yeah. That's all, how the all Bubsy fan base is real big into like OS2 war yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, they just got into their own shit. Yep. You know? I, I respect to, that. Uh, yeah. I mean, we are, you know, oh, yeah. we this have is a lot. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't sorry. Yeah, speak yeah. for the Bubsy community. Yeah. Okay, so, like, if, if, we were, if we're going there, you know, in yeah. 1992, Sonic the Hedgehog was out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Knuckles fine. Knuckles yeah. fine. Where did that come from? Echidna's Bubsy. Echidna's Bubsy. Bubsy. Yeah, all game from Bubsy. Okay, here's a question for you, because I don't know. Can Bobcats fly? Yes. Okay, Wait, great. What? Okay. Uh, oh, okay. They, they just need the exclamation mark uh, shirt. That's all. Oh. And then they fly. I have uh, a plush Bubsy that I got uh, back in 92 going to CES when I, I played. I, I, I am in possession of a pre release version of Bubsy. Wow. Pre wow. Chris is salivating over here. <laughs> Time you're in San Francisco, you want to see it? I, I will <laughs> hit him up. Hit him up a little bit up. after this. I don't have it here, but oh. you know, it's like you knew actually, he was going to be here. I can. I might be able to screen into my machine at home. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll talk after. I, I might be able to actually get it because I dumped that ROM in case the eproms on that board eventually blew up oh, one day. Whoa. I'm like, well, I need to back this thing up. But. That, th that thing's that's special. I'll, I'll just send you a copy of it. If you want. <laughs> I'm sweating oh, over here. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> 
Um, Bless you. Great. Man, you can close the Untitled now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. It was a good week. Done. It was a good ride. It was a good ride. These three, last yeah. few days. I mean. End on the high. So uh, what has it been like uh, working with Annapurna? It seems like that, that they have been choosing some really fantastic games mm. so far. Yeah, the lineup's been really cool so far. Yeah. And, like, I had known a bunch of them because I was working at Giant Sparrow, which was working oh, right. with Sony before. Of yeah. And a bunch of Sony people moved yeah. to Annapurna or started Annapurna Interactive. Um, so it's been really chill and really cool, and they've been very kind of, like, hands-off when it comes to stuff that I really care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but also they, like, do give really good feedback when I need it because being by myself, like... I bet it's real easy to just go crazy and just be like, no, this is the best thing I've ever made, and have someone go like, hey, man, just, just <laughs> take, it, take a couple days. Oh, man. Yeah, so, like, at this point, <clears throat> I always have, like, two opposing, completely opposite ideas in my head at all times, <laughs> where it's like, oh, this one's pretty good. And then it's also like, that's, like, one year old, man. That's, like, <laughs> oh, that's kind of, like, that's, that's a real mistake. And so I'm kind of like, it's been nice to have people to say like, oh no, that's fine, or like, yeah, you should probably cut that level. So I did, yeah. I did cut a level recently. Wow. Oh, wow. very upset wow. about it, but um, I think it made the whole thing better. Are you gonna put in a plushie for like pre-release or? Yeah. Just a plush hole. A collector's edition. If you can figure that out, I'll do it. Well, I, I can figure <laughs> it out, but I don't think you want to. Oh. Uh. We'll get IM8 bit on it. <laughs> they'll figure out. Yeah. The, they'll yeah. figure out the. They'll. Nothing but the hole for the inside stuff. Oh, 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 right. oh my God! I forgot about that. <laughs> how did that land? I don't know. I didn't check. Uh, I just knew in my head how three. it was going to land before they yeah. before they actually exposed what was inside the box. I was like, ah, you know what's in there. <laughs> Bubsy's looking real good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a, a Bubsy plush inside the box. Wow. You know that would be pretty nice. Yeah, no, I, I, they, they handed them out. They had, they had them at their booth, uh, back at CES. And I, I have it's about yay big. Acclaim. Uh, no, uh, accolade. Ouch. Wow. Oh, Chris, you're gonna lose your membership. This is okay. Jesus. <laughs> I realized we had a fraud on the. No. <laughs> Where'd you find these Bubsy imposters? <laughs> all right, that's yeah. Just a shrug. That's all. Just shrug. <laughs> Outside. Yeah. So how much more time uh, do you think you'll spend working on Semblance before it is unleashed upon the world? It's, uh, it's uh, basically done. Cool. It'll be done. Yeah. We're uh, can't announce the release date just yet, but it's going to be very soon. Very soon. Okay. 2018 Ooh. for sure. Okay. Very sure. Very soon. Very soon. Very, very soon. soon. Like Might cut some levels. You know. Oh, you should cut a level. Yeah, let's just cut a level. <laughs> you know, we've been inspired. Here's, uh, I, this is... Amazing technology. Someone apparently I posted a picture to my Instagram of the Bubsy plushie, and then someone on Twitter <gasps> sent it to me, and then it yeah. lit up on my watch. Yeah. So here's what? the here's Holy the Bubsy moly. plushie. Oh my god. What? It's beautiful. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's got the shirt on. Yeah. With the his face isn't the shirt. Uh, his face isn't. That's not his cannon face, but like you know. <laughs> wow. if you, I mean, you know, as the keeper of the cannon, I can show you this later. Yeah, like, if you want to maybe just update the in-game model. Mm-hmm. Honestly, honestly you should, I need to zoom yeah. in on it to be sure. Okay, okay. all right. Yeah. Okay. I'll, when we get it, we're gonna bring you on. I think. I think this just. I'm ready. This needs to go. I just like have a team of old Bens. I feel like that's, that's what you need. We, you guys, and a little bit of sugar. We do. Yeah. We do. We do. Do you have a Bobcat you in your game? <laughs> we we do. We do. Great. Great. I, th- I think we just like literally solidified this deal. Like done. Yeah. Just, they're gonna make it. It's not the first time the business has been comment. done because of John Bomb. Yeah. But <laughs> sometimes it leads to like Fantasia. So. 
Fantasia happens because of Dragon Ball. Well, what uh, there, there's a there's a so there's a story there's a, there's there about there's, there's yeah. a canon there yeah, as well. The, there's the Fantasia <laughs> canon, yeah, uh, <laughs> which was a pre-order bonus for if you picked up Fantasia. <laughs> so how how much more time do you think on on Donut County here? It's, it it's, sounds like you're very close. We haven't announced a date, but it's yeah. this year and it's quite soon. Cool. So wrapping yeah. it up. Wow. Going to go home and keep working on it, um, and it's going to be coming out on PS4, PC, Mac, oh. and iOS at the same time. Wow! So there's a uh, good lord. There's a lot of bugs to fix before that happens. <laughs> so um, no, no Linux then? No OS2 warp? <sighs> I can't say. Okay. Can't All right. Say. Great. We're not talking about those platforms <laughs> at this time. Please stay tuned to the socials for more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You guys are perfect to have yeah. started a publisher. You've got to strap <laughs> down. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the other two games that we know of are those, like, in uh, Overwhelm, obviously you launched a publisher and then a game with the publisher immediately. Are, are these next two games coming in, in, in pretty rapidly or... Uh, I think uh, Overwhelm, we're actually going to be updating it. We're going to be adding a bunch of new modes, like we're in Arena oh, mode, more replayable stuff, and um, Morningstar is coming. Uh, Morningstar and Bravery Network Online are actually both coming in next year. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, oh, right. that's pretty soon. Yeah, it is pretty soon. That's awesome. Not as soon as Semblance. Not as soon as Semblance, <laughs> which I hear the release date is going to be announced any minute now. Any minute. PC and Switch. Yeah, all right. The two platforms want to be perfect. You know, outstanding. Yeah, my... we still have a lot of bugs as well. Though. We still have, <laughs> the whole game is a bug. Yeah, it's true. You see, we want to fix it too much. What does that even mean? We just polish it. Yeah, made it smooth. It's all jagged. Smooth bug. It's like a it's a smooth jagged edge. colon. Smooth bug. Wow. Well, it is a smooth bug. Do you guys bug. want to sign us? We still have time. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't released yet. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We're going to run out of funding. I'll sign a napkin for you. Oh, oh cool. Oh. Break room. Classic. Oh. All right, well, Sugar, Ben, other Ben. Chris and Nathan. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you for having us. This has been Good super time. fun. It's been outstanding. And we are going to take one more break and come back with our final segment of the evening. That's right. You made it. Stay awake. Stay with us. Stay here. Stay. Just say stay tuned in. What was the thing that someone there was a replacement for the phrase "stay tuned in" that was like keep on streaming or some suck ass term that someone said? No flipping. No flipping. No, yeah, no, no, no flipping. flipping. No flipping. Stay bubsy. Stay bubsy. Stay bubsy. Stay bubsy. Stay bubsy. Be back in a minute. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> All right, shoulders back, posture up. It's time for the final segment of the evening. It's night two, day 34 of E3 in 2018. <laughs> I'm Jeff Gerstmann. We've got another batch of fantastic guests. That's right. We've got from Game Informer Magazine, Editor-in-Chief, Andy McNamara. Andy, how you doing? Hello, I'm doing great, Jeff. It's great to see you. It's amazing to see you. Yeah. Uh, Khalif of Spawn on Me. How's it going back there? Good, Jeff. How you been? I've been doing real good. So sorry? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm still here. It's been going good. I didn't, like, run away. There were a, there were a lot of cops here earlier. Oh. I, I don't know. They were, like, busting into a room down there. Literal, right? Literally the popo was here. Literally, it, was, it was messed up. You let us know they're back. Did you check this room out, too, to make sure it was all clear? No, no. I was just like, we just closed all the doors. Like, just... <laughs> A quiet place. Daniel Dwyer's here. What's up? Of no clip fame. Yeah, I guess. 
Yes. Yes, it's been 20 months now. I can, I Maryland's can, own? I know, right? Yeah. Now you know why I should move there. Because it's like a sneak into Todd Harris' bedroom and whisper in his ear, tell me your secrets, motherfucker. <laughs> you incepted Todd Howard. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that Patreon lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, there are no rules. Uh-uh. And at Waypoint, we've got Austin Walker. No rules. Yeah. yeah, when's the last time you talked to a cop? When was the last time I talked to a cop? Like, I muttered to one under my breath that was on a motorcycle out in front of our hotel today. You're all right. All right. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Klepek is here. I'm wondering if we can change it to Ziff Davis underneath. <laughs> Name? Yeah. No, they're hiring. <laughs> Give me another 12 months. All right. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Okay. Look trying at, to figure out next steps, you know. Yeah. Oh. How did I... I'm the, what do they call it? Um, I heard pegging. Yeah, no. Peg what? Pants are, what? <laughs> that's right. I think that's different. Okay, Patrick they're Clubbing. pegged pants. Different. Patrick Clubb is a pegging enthusiast and shows. <laughs> but I did those pants, which would mean that I pegged. Yeah, absolutely. Danica Harris. <laughs> Peg Patrick Clubbing. Got yeah. it. Dave no. uh, Davis is starting a new vertical. <laughs> the most vertical of verticals. Oh gosh. It's yeah. cool. It'll last nine months. <laughs> oh, I'm used to it. Yeah, great. That's this line of work. Unless you're Andy McNamara. <laughs> Andy, you... The load-bearing wall of Gaines Journal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you tell us what job security is like? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't decide if it's smart or stupid. That's the problem. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've been there. Yeah, been there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, w- it was 1992-ish. When did you start? I started, well, I wrote in the first magazine, which was 91. Okay. God. And I became, like, like, someone who was in charge of things in 94. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, a long time ago. I was yeah. two years old. Anyway. I was nine. Oh, that's, I can't. By the way, really, my, you had to go, You guys had to do that. My, you guys had to do that me. My, like, really? first, my first E3, nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> Not far off. Give it four more years. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Is is Patrick has like been in it for almost as long now. <laughs> E3, uh, 1998, Atlanta, so 20 years this year. Wow. Yeah, I 20 different I outlets. Started, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but to be fair, you were there. When I started, you were there. Yeah, I, I was 16. You were there. Uh, and, and Andy was one of the first people I met uh, in the video game business that actually talked to me like I was a person. Uh, <laughs> it was you and Tom Byron, who was at Spectrum Holobyte yes, at the time. Exactly. Oh, that was pretty yeah, much yeah. it. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and, and, yeah. Uh, well, because CES was weird. Everything else was CES, and then the video game mm-hmm. people were like pariahs. <laughs> yeah. So the pariahs, we were like, let's hang out. Let's hang out. Can, yeah, let's hang out. Can you buy beer? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the important questions uh, were, were broached immediately. And, and we got to so the point. Yeah, we got to the point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah awesome. Uh, it's, it's great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, Khalif, how's the show been going for you? Things are good. Things are good. We're moving, trying to get things done. Yeah. A lot of stuff on the show this far. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what's the what's the main method of output here from the show? Is it just, like, regular podcasts, kind of rapid-fire type stuff? Yeah, for this show, I mean, especially, you just have to get out as much stuff as possible as quickly as you can, yeah. which doesn't really work if you go to any parties. <laughs> you go to, yeah. you go to a party, then you're just, like, all production just shuts down. Yep. Yeah, yeah That's it's been the nice thing about starting doing this show is yeah. it keeps me on the straight and narrow, and mm. it's just like, I can't go to a party. Don't even invite me to a party. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm We're pretty sure this here. is a party. I don't know if yeah. you that. I'm drinking vodka. Uh, yeah. There's a connection. <laughs> FYI. FYI. Or everyone else is a party. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, uh, you're just, uh, like... 
Are you like booking more documentaries here? What's going on? Kinda, yeah. We we showed off our. We did a Fallout 76 thing last week. We had like a, a retrospective on Bethesda, and then this week we premiered the 76 doc. But basically, yeah, it's we're not like filming anything. Or uh, Esteban's here because he's working the Capcom booth, but uh, we're not like. It's mostly meetings. Right. It's mostly trying to fucking like, book the next <laughs> nine. Yeah, kind of yeah. trying to get it all sorted out. You were at the Coliseum, though, right? You debuted the thing. Yeah, yeah, we showed it off. That's, thanks for the seg. Do my best. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we. I was sitting on a stage with Todd Howard and Jeff Keighley showing off. It was like showing my fucking homework. <laughs> <laughs> Which also sucks because like we're trying to make these docs as like this like independent like mm-hmm. kind of thing, and I was like, this is the closest it felt like. Oh, we're just part of their marketing. Mm. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, not gonna lie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> When it rolled out, there was a part of me that was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a fucking, and it's, you know, we... we Danny O'Dwyer said no ads. Yeah. <laughs> there was a moment, I'm going to be completely, Danny, I'm going to be completely for real with you. There was a moment, I was in a chat with Jeff, and I was like, did you see this Danny thing? And then I remembered you were in that chat. <laughs> Awesome. Discord will fuck you. He'll fuck you. Danny <laughs> yes. uh, never texts that chat. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's only... Pu- anyone will play PUBG? It's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the 12 PUBG Discord chats. Yeah, yep. I mean, whatever. Like, that aside, yeah. it, it, like, you're, you know, it's going to be trying something different and... It's, it's cool to get access to something that early. Like, I think... Like, we... It's definitely the thing that I struggled with the most on this one, like, mm-hmm. for sure. We, we were talking to them as far, like way early this year. Like, I saw stuff as early as February. And it was kind of like, all right, like, if they're going to give us the... It, we had the same rules we always had. They don't check anything. They don't get final cut. The only thing they get clearance on is B-roll. We shoot in the studio, so none of the interviews. But, like, if mm-hmm. people who work there don't want to be in the, the, the oh, B-roll, sure. 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 Yeah. We basically, it gives us insurance to film all the off-screen, all the shit that we want, and at least we have it in the can. And if they then say, we don't want that, it's like th- there's a negotiation happening. Sure. Whereas if we don't say that you can clear that shit, then every single thing we shoot, they're going to be like, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. Right. right. Um, okay. So they don't have anything on the, over the final say. But obviously, like, both of these things are very celebratory things about a game that's not out yet. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, I, when you're this close to the edit, it's hard to tell if you're doing it the right way. Like, we tried to squeeze them on stuff about modding, about the bugs, about the, all the Kotaku stuff. Like, we, we touched on that stuff in, in the yeah. first doc. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think once I go home and I've had a couple of weeks away from it, I'll see how good a job we did or how bad a job we did in relation to that. Yeah. But, yeah, totally. It's, that's been a whole fucking weird yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, I, I, the, the rules for a lot of things are just so up in the air mm. these days. And I, I think the, the lines are always moving and, you know, what the audience is into and not into and all that sort of stuff. I think, you know, it, it's better to try it and see how it goes. See how right, well, like, yeah. it's you or it's going to be an influencer mm. who is going to get right. first look at it yeah. in, in much more compromised terms, right? right. So and the crazy thing was we ended up, like, talking about the, the gameplay details of that game way more than they did in their own one. Yeah. Right. And, like, yeah. I heard that, like, the folks who were, like, the leads of that too were like, fuck, there's a lot of stuff in this video. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know, you know, we didn't know. Because no one else was talking to anyone else we were talking to. Right. Um, like a police interrogation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. Keep them yeah. separate. Yep. Yeah. I do Irish cop, Irish cop. It works out. <laughs> uh, so I, th- I think it worked out. Um, we'll see. Like, it's, it, yeah, it's a balancing act because the whole thing about this stuff is that, like, the minute we just be- end up becoming de facto PR, which, like, it's hard to step away from because we're making docs that are, like, celebrating games, right? Sure. So, like, how do you strike that balance? It's, it's like a moving target. Yeah, I but mean, I, mean, I think that's a, that's a dangerous thing. Like, I, I, I think there's a, like, people will accuse you of being a marketing arm. Right. But it's like, or I like video games. Right? Yeah, like, right. Like, there, there is a yeah. fine line there that is, like, 
I also prefer that they do challenge you, though, because that, yeah. that keeps you fucking honest. Yeah, well, you, know, yeah, you, nice you, to, you challenge yourself every day, right? Yeah. You stay honest about it, but yeah. And this is something that obviously you come up with every single month. Yes. With the yeah. cover story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like, right. This is yeah. totally new to, to... Even at GameSpot, we didn't have this level of early access. Certainly not exclusive well, early access to something. You know? We used to. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, maybe not that early, honestly, but there, there was a time when the web was king. Right. And, and you know, you, you got that type of stuff before publishers started realizing, like, what if we just started a YouTube channel? Right. <laughs> we could run our own trailers. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, we, we could just tell them to pre-order right there in the video, and no one will chop it off. That's the thing. We, we, they used to put out trailers, and it would, at the end it would have the, here's how to pre-order, and we would chop that bit off. Before <laughs> that's not what we're here to do. Uh, there was a whole 10-minute section at the end of the second doc about how to pre-order the game. Though. Smart, I just, yeah. yeah. I was like, this is probably totally yeah. that. 10, 10 minutes? Yeah. Good interviews. So what's up with pre-ordering? That's yeah. big, right? I think we put, like, no clip 11 into the code <laughs> into the checkout on Bethesda store Smart. so that Danny can, you know, eat, beat. get his bread. Eat. <laughs> eat, beat. So how's Waypoint going? Still around, huh? For now. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Cool. I feel like we're going to be twice the size we are in six months, or... Zip Davis. Zip Davis. Zip Davis 2. Yeah. We'll launch a competitor. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Zip Davis. Yeah. For all ex-Zip Davis employees. Yep. Just all if you like Zip Davis shit, <laughs> you just come through. They're, you know. wearing, they're wearing matching shirts, maybe tells you... Yeah, is that today. like a podcast? It's wardrobe, but listen, Vice has all sorts of rules. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have to clear this by legal. So. You, can't, you can't write stories about, like, I took a drug and uh, things were crazy, but you got to wear shirts ex exactly. explicitly the same. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. a non-traditional workplace. It is. Yeah. Right. Not anymore. We changed it. Oh, it is. Oh, right. like, we for real changed it. It's like, like, okay, okay, now, now it's a traditional workplace. That's right. Okay. Three articles <laughs> late. Three articles later, we're traditional. Yeah. Nice. nice. We smoked weed and got traditional. <laughs> I don't know why no one clicked that story. Yeah. God. So uh, how is the show going? Is, is it, uh, you know, like a ton of appointments? Or? Uh, it's like, so we brought the whole team out this year. Last year we came with like half of editorial, and this year we came with everybody, which means we are actually having, one, we're eating better than we've ever eaten. Oh, oh my God. God. We're eating like, so local food. good we're food so instead much. of like garbage shit for babies. Philippe. Yep. Uh, we ate Philippe's, we ate yeah. Bauhaus, Bauhaus, we ate like, like nothing but good shit. We tried to do Howling, 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 Howling Rays. It turns out, shop. like, the show ends, and you can go anywhere. <laughs> you can eat when the show ends. When the show ends. I got a bag full of Cliff Bars. Yeah, they're, they're good, too. Shit. Um, uh, we're but, also here with um, an iPhone and uh, yep. no, almost no what three meg three megs down. Mm -hmm. um, one, one, uh, one, one up, and one up. One up. Nice. So, so Airbnb, what's good? Yeah, one up, Zip Davis. One up, There it is. Okay. Trying to capture the flavor. We're doing, we're doing what we can. We're doing what we can with an iPhone. But I'll be honest, like I think we've seen some really great, like we've had some really great appointments. I think surprisingly good E3 for an E3 that came out with like fairly modest expectations. The amount of games that came out going like. Fuck yeah, like I'm excited for like the next one. <coughs> I think I came away from a lot of stuff going like, great games, weird show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Fuck don't it. pay money to come to this show. This show sucks don't if you're a fan. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Dollars. $250. What are you going to do? I this talked to someone thing. today, uh, you know, who, who was like, yeah, you know, I, you know I, I came to the show and was like, well, what'd you play? He's like, I went over to the GameSpot booth and played some Fortnite. Right. Yep. And I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. On Switch or like? No. no. In with, line to play with something. With Will Yachty or? No. I, I think they just set up some kiosks over there. Cause mm -hmm. Is it where his game is? Yeah. Is little Yachty working the game spot booth? <laughs> no, I'm just saying he was here playing Fortnite. Okay. So you never you know. Soldier Boy was here today, so like, no. you never know. No. <laughs> 
Soulja Boy was here. Soulja Boy was here playing Smash. He played Braid. Was Bill that Walton was there. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. my favorite today. Bill Walton just strolling through. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Yes, Bill Walton just strolling At through. At E3. Yes. Take him out of the crowd. I mean, you know. <laughs> he, I got he, to was, watch he was talking like, really yeah, loud like, yeah. over everyone. I got to watch Todd Howard meet Elijah Wood. Fucking, I've never felt so tall in my life. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a real eye to eye conversation. Yeah, yeah. That's the weather like that. Yeah. Nice. Just dunking oh, on both God. of them. Just like, oh, like, ah. Yeah, our Starfield docs never happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That game's never coming out. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy, so uh, what do you think of the show? You know, I think you and I. Of we a, talk every year. Of a breed E3. That, yes. that, uh, where both of us have been to every single one of these things. I don't uh, want to bring it up, but yes, we have. We've yeah. been to every single one. Yeah. Uh, so, so what do you think? Uh, well, actually, I guess to back up a bit, you know, being, you know, kind of the the last print magazine standing. What's the show like for you? Uh, it, it, EGM's got to be quarterly at this point, right? <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's EGQ. It's a whole different thing. Don't sue me. Yeah. <laughs> He'll find you, man. Yeah, he will. No, uh, he will. Uh, <laughs> I probably signed something at that point. <laughs> maybe. maybe you Don't put this online. Uh, so, you know, like, obviously... Obviously, GameInformer.com exists and was just redesigned. Yeah. I don't mean oh, yeah. to say, like, hey, all you do is this monthly thing. No, no, I get it. I get it. Um, that, that's our main thing. That is our main thing. Right. Uh, so having that be your main thing, uh, I imagine that dictates a lot of how you specifically cover the show. I'm sure, you know, when it comes to, hey, write stuff for the website, you got people for that. Yeah. Well, the best thing, back in the old days, when, like you said, when the Internet was king, you uh-huh. know, before influencers, is that we would go cover things and be like, well, we'll write it later. Right, and then right. go to the parties, and you would be like, we're working all night. And we were like, man, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> it, I but, mean, but it's caught up to us now. Like, we gotta, you know, you got to do, do the Internet. you got to do it all, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to be everywhere. Um, so we, we do that. But, you know, E3 is E3. I mean, I think, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. Like, it's not fun for a consumer right now. Yeah. It's yeah. not fun for yeah. journalists. It's not fun for retailers. It's not fun for it's anybody. Just not a, the, the, fun. I mean, yeah, I, 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 mean I, have, I have fun, but I mean, it's like it doesn't have a mission statement. And I think that's the thing they've been. You got to bring find. one. You got to bring one, right? Like, so, like for us, it's we found the angle we want to ask every developer we talk to, which is like we're all talking about crunch right now. How do you deal right. with crunch and, and work-life balance? You find the angle and you hit it. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, like that's just good reporting. Yeah, right? you know what I mean. Like, that's not like. That isn't the fine E3, right? You if know if you pay $250, there's not much to... I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like it's, a, it's a different thing. The Call like, theme is a good addition. It's like, like mm. Keely did a good job. Like, there's really interesting stuff this year. But, like, after hours, right? Like, there's no tabletop thing. There's right. no, like, arcade for you to go no, to. Karaoke. No karaoke. You're not going to go to any of the but parties. They should have had official E3 karaoke. Yeah. It's going to be slow, right? They're going to change slowly. We've talked about this at pre Right. Like, they're going yeah. to take their time. Like, we're two or three years away from it actually being what they want to be, right. it's a consumer show. You yeah. think it's going to be more days? They're yeah. going to keep adding yeah. days. Friday, oh, yeah. Friday's yeah. going to happen. It's yeah. Friday, right? Right? I feel like someone's going to do a press conference last Wednesday. They'll move it to right. a year. <laughs> do you think they'll just Gamescom it, though, eventually, where it's yeah. like yeah. industry first two days? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. Like, like a mix of Gamescom and Comic-Con. They need to. But like, they yeah. need to. It I don't, should I be a good experience. That's the thing that makes me angry, is that like people that love games come to this thing and like wait in line to see like a... 30-second, like, Kojima video. It's still right. a dream, though, right? You know what I mean? Like, it is. Yeah. And they have fun. Like, they don't hate it. Yeah, but it's a dream. It's an but illusion. I want video game events to be cool. I like, wish it was... I wish that the experience that the people that were paying to come here... Yeah. got the, the, the experience they had 
was the actual dream of kind of what E3 was yeah. when games were yeah. out on the floor, yeah. you know, and, and, and you didn't have a lot of stuff behind closed doors. It used to be, you know, when, I'm, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, whatever, covering the show with GameSpot, you know, we definitely had our, our appointments, but a lot of the times we would just send people to go play the games because they were out on the floor. Yeah. And then when the appointment time came around, it was like, well, I guess we'll capture some footage or maybe do an interview or maybe just cancel this appointment because <laughs> we just played the game and wrote it up already. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Even like five years ago, I feel like, when I my first ever E3, yeah. Yeah. it felt like that. Yeah, there were a lot of games just to yeah. play. Hmm. And now... But like, there were more games then, too, to be fair. Yeah. There were more yeah. games. There were yeah. less there, games. Everyone had yeah. 20. Like, we, we have a feature where we watch a lot of old B-roll tapes and some of those, <laughs> cap, those Capcom tapes from like 2003 and stuff, you're like, they had a billion games? They had a billion games. <laughs> oh, and billion and all announced yeah. and all coming out, and yeah, it's definitely not like that. I wonder if that's the thing, though. Do you have to demystify the show for the consumer so that they kind of get it? I think part of it is some of that stuff that would be out on the floor was a little broken. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah, putting, yeah. putting people at the show that don't always see a lot of rough builds of games... Yep. Uh, it really affects everything. I think the press conferences get affected by that. Uh, I think everybody's the, the worried about the misstep. Right. Everybody's uh, fully yeah. worried about like the, it could be the worst thing that happens that you become a, a, a meme. A meme. Right. Like someone it's was super easy to grab a phone. Right. Right. And, and shooting this game and going like, look at Kingdom Hearts. Ha ha! It's hilarious. I mean, especially yeah. with like all the yeah. streamers and influencers here as well. Yeah. They're right. catching all of that stuff. Yeah. Right. yeah. Not as many selfie sticks. Selfie sticks kind of out. You know, everyone's That's back holding right. their phones. Vape skins. And Danica's gotten a lot of swag every day. I've been day. free swag. Wow. That's Come my home. mission. Great. I'm an, I have a Twitch. See, I'm a Twitch partner. Waypoint's a Twitch partner, so I'm like, here's my name. It's on the account. Can I get a Twitch one? <laughs> wow. And they let me in, and I'm sitting around like 10 dudes who are like streaming to Twitch IRL. Yep. Just sitting yep. there. You what? Like, look, at, I'm in the Twitch. I'm in the not VIP, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, they're not losing. Dude, standing next to this dude. Right, but they're not losing subscribers. And that's Unlike the Ninja. point. Oh, yeah. That's the point. Yeah. 40,000. 40,000 subscribers? 40,000 dollars around I mean, that area. To be fair, that is a first world problem for Ninja. I mean, 40,000. <laughs> yeah, right. Just yes, to be clear. Yes, but yes. you can extrapolate, because for every Ninja, there are 30 people. Yes. Right. 300, 3,000 yes. people yes. who are hunting losing, losing that 10% yes. is going to push that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, from yeah. 2K a month to... Yeah. 1,200 a burn rate is right. Rough. Well, I mean, yeah. I think that that highlights the demand that even publishers face of, like, I want everything for free, and I want it now, and I want it the best way I want it. Mm. I mean, even, like, when Cyberpunk, like, we started talking about Cyberpunk. Like, yeah. everyone, like, saw it, and, like, this is amazing. And they were like, there's no third person? This is ridiculous. Right, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like, would yeah, be, like, yeah. like, and I get it. Some people would get sick from, if, like, right. first person. And, like, I don't want to make anybody sick, but, like, we immediately go to, like, what is wrong and doesn't, yeah. like fit my version of what it should be. Well, especially right? with that game where they've given the answer as to why they want it to be in first person. Yeah. yeah. Which makes sense, yeah. right? And yep. they've said, like, oh, it's about producing this claustrophobic effect inside, feeling of density, and then also to look up. When you want to look up and be surrounded by these skyscrapers of steel and concrete yeah. and make you feel small because Cyberpunk's about feeling fucking small. And you're underclass. And, and like, right. that's the... Yeah. Uh, that's right. the yeah, but you didn't give me what that. I want. I want to be third person. <laughs> right, right, right. Right, right. <laughs> So, I, I mean, we, we talked about that demo earlier. I didn't get in to, to see yeah, it. Yeah, please go see that demo. Go see it. I'm gonna, it's, I, yeah. it's the thing yeah, to do here. For you, you know, you and me are on this syndicate grime shit. That's right. <laughs> get in there. That's, that shit is my life, man. I know. I, I, I'm Dupin fucking Dupin. punching deck 24-7. 24-7. <laughs> she uh, hacks this guy so his gun doesn't work. You yeah. heard this already? Yeah, okay. yeah no. That's, that, but, and and she stands in front of him, and he's like, click, no, dead. 
That's she great. chops his head off with a fucking... It's one. Oh, with like the, the, uh -huh. the arm blade. Right. Right. And the thing that makes that yeah. game good is you finish that quest, you go outside, and then like the corporate landers come down, and the corporate CEO walks over with like a cigarette and is like, put that out on you. You're nothing to me. You killed that guy, you're as bad and nothing as... He is to you. That is you to me. Fuck off. You saved and that game is great. Right. Fucking yeah. The EMTs turn up with guns and they're like, fucking back off. Oh my god. Like we're here to fucking save this person's life. Like so. So yeah. in that world, there's a there's there's insurance, like in our world. <laughs> good insurance. You have a trauma team. In your world, aka America. America, which is a SWAT team that's also a team of paramedics. Yeah. I and thought you were saying America was a SWAT team. I was like, <laughs> eh, you know. Yeah. You know, mm. Have you seen ICE? I, I've seen have you yeah. seen yeah. ICE? Yeah. yeah, honestly. And like, when she you rescue this person, you reconnect her to the network so that her trauma team will come save her, there's a note that's like, oh, she has platinum, which means She'll, she'll have 90% of her bill covered, but 10%, <laughs> even uh, the hyper-mega-rich of, of the, the cyberpunk future will still be, still have the copay. <laughs> and then they, you get her outside, and they're like, all right, we're going to land, and this, like, you know, this ambulance lands, this flying ambulance lands, and then six dudes with fucking assault rifles come out, and they're like, get the fuck back, put her on the ground. I'm, I saved her. I'm yeah. a good person. Yeah. No, you're not. I'm here to do this for yeah. you. This no. Whole thing. It's and either the stuff. greatest smoke and mirrors yes. ever, or it's it's something really special. Uh, gonna it's a big up. check. It reminded me of the Rage demo, which is like maybe the worst comparison to make. But do you remember when that Rage demo was shown? Did the like, Bethesda pay you for that? No, no, no. Rage. They showed the race, and then you got out of the car, and you went in, and you talked to that really yeah. detailed face, and I was uh, like, this world's going to be amazing. Right. And when the game came out, it was like, oh, that was so guided. Either this is, I can't tell. But they shipped The Witcher 3. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Good, that's the thing. Goodwill puts me there. Yeah. Yeah. But they had shipped Quake 3. Right. Right, right. And Rage is not a game, or Quake 3 is not a game about a world and talking to people and exploring a, an environment. Yes, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's believable from no, those Oh, I talk to like, like, yeah. like, <laughs> this motherfucker I'm cashing my insurance a bit because I'm like... Yeah. This is either like it's it's what they're going for in terms of scope is absolutely incredible. Yeah, the, yeah. the the like the outdoor like open world elements I've never seen such a dense city in my life. Mm. It was like uh, like in real life. Yeah right yeah yeah. Um, I'm from like a very small island. <laughs> there, there was a, there was a moment when, after our demo where Austin was uh, talking to somebody. We well, were talking to the creator of Cyberpunk. I was somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of the yeah, one of the developers came. <laughs> Him. <laughs> One of the developers came up and was asking, like, well, what would you think of the demo? I was like, well, I don't know how you're going to finish that game, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And he just like... <sighs> <laughs> That's what we do when we go home. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to them. Yeah. No. That that sound like that that trailer looks incredible. Like mm. every description of the demos just sounded amazing. Well, and one thing about that demo, when the interview that Austin and I had afterwards is like, Witcher Three was a very like political game. Cyberpunk, like as a concept, as a board game, is a very political game, and like we've been asking a lot of developers during our interviews at E3, is like, hey, like you know, politics, capital P politics, is becoming sort of a toxic thing to right. talk about. The moment you say our game has something to say, you're like afraid a certain segment of quote unquote gamers right. are going to walk away. Are we talking sure. about Far Cry Five? No, no, we're talking a lot of things. We're talking about Division Two. We're talking about most okay. most video games. Yeah, games yeah. are imbued with creativity, symbolism, and and to pretend that Big Doug. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. You <laughs> dig Mac so much. Yeah. Yeah. You dig and then you dug. <laughs> then you dug. <laughs> what about the pukas? What about them? You inflate them. What's inflation mean to you? <laughs> exactly. Inflation's a real problem. What do you think when you hear the word? Is it good or is it bad? What? I, it makes me feel. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> but we talked to this dude, and he was like, yeah, of course our game has some shit to say. Like, it's a game about the underclass mm. being stepped on. Like, if we don't all agree necessarily. We all have different perspectives about this, but we're creators making a game. Mm. He was able to be like, yeah, Cyberpunk grows out of this moment where you're responding to Reagan and Thatcher. Like, he right. used real people. You said an actual <laughs> politician. Oh, right. my God. That's like, awesome. Like, it gets what? Pol- Polish millennial, 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 uh-huh. millennials? 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 Uh, yeah, they know a thing or two about fucking politics. It turns out. Like, yeah. You yeah. grew yeah. up in a fucking socialist state. Yep. Like, yep. You know. Pay attention to shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, the way, and the way he concluded uh, sort of that conversation was like, look, we're not going to tell you what our game says, but it says something, and like, you figure it out. And it's like, okay, like, Cool. That's like By the way, I say that yeah. to everybody who talks to me. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm a, not going to tell you what it says, but it says something. When it comes out, what we're saying is the truth is somewhere in the middle. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, the woke geez. gamer. I don't run that account. Okay, all right. We were asking recently. Uh, that person Alex actually is like, like, got kicked out of the country due to their immigration status. Oh. Like, yeah. Yeah, they like, got. You should set the, what is this? What is the woke gamer? The woke gamer was my, my deeply hungover going to the, the PAX East wrestling panels, like, texting Austin saying, so, like, the woke gamer, like, would that be, like, a fan? Like, I'm just, like, working through the character. I'm like, is this funny? And, uh, you know, I did my bit. You know, everyone is still with her, right? Yeah, we're all with her. <laughs> just, like, in a general just her gen- sense. Like, a general sense, yes. We're all with her, generally yeah. speaking. And... With the it, her in the room, with the her on the couch. Right, right. with her. Yeah, right. her. Yeah. I'm with yeah. Annika. Okay, yeah. good, thank you. Uh, and <laughs> my bumper sticker. I pegged you, oh. so. So uh, he's. I like, am with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Uh, don't tell my wife or daughter. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and so the, the woke gamer became this Twitter account that like then took this like this centrist position to a new level. But I. Uh, occasionally, we'll name search my name to see just like okay. what people are saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't got a problem with it. Okay, good. I'm glad you stepped up. Don't have a problem with it. <laughs> and then you'll see, and especially around the time when the Woke Gamer Twitter account started, people are like, motherfucker, like, he thinks that joke is real funny. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't, how many times I got to say I didn't do that account, but no one's going to believe me. But, yeah, that dude is like a really talented, uh, like, funny writer that, yeah, got fucking kicked out of the country because of all the shit going on. And he, yeah. found, he found his footing, like, he's over in, uh, in the U.K. somewhere. Wow. Um, and, yeah, he, like... Shout out to the woke gamer. Yeah, shout out to the woke gamer. Yeah, out to the woke gamer. He got supported, like, after yeah. yeah. about wow. ice, wow. I thought. <laughs> I mean, I'm not fucking British, but... <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> but still, I'll stand up for my, my British neighbors. Neighbors. <laughs> yeah. 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 He made an ice tweet. He did not get outed because of his tweets, but... <laughs> not like Matt Kessler. He started tweeting, he, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. He was so woke, they had to get him out. He was... Yeah, pour it out for Matt Kessler. Yeah. Killed by at Jack. That's, hey. Punished gamer. The punished gamer. That's, yes. that's how it goes. He went down swinging. He did. He went down saying what we were all thinking. Fuck Dave Wang. It's worth it. It's worth it. So how's the, uh, you know, like like Andy, what's the rest of the show for you like then? Is, I, I imagine, like, because the thing I'm hearing from a lot of people is that they're like, eh, we're kind of done. Yeah, I think it was kind of done. I think it was yeah. kind of done. I, I, I in terms of just like, hey, we've, we've seen everything. You know, like, like you and I and, and, and Austin, were, you know. We, we, we did pre-3, we, we saw stuff there. And, like, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the month leading up had Call of Duty event, Assassin's Creed event, yeah. Battlefield Five event. I'm going to forget events, by the way. Like, <laughs> there were... Rage 2. Yeah, Rage 2. Rage 2 Don't worry about happened. it. Yeah. Um, I'd go to it. So we saw a lot. Of, I mean, you know, everyone's teams went and saw games, got ahead. I mean, I think... Like I said, I think I think E three is changing yeah. and starting to be more about the last five months of the year. 
right, to be through December and, mm. well, obviously in February 22nd. Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, over and above that, like, I think it's, it's going to start to shorten and shorten. And so we're going to start looking at that, and I think it's going to make – I think it's actually interesting. I, I like the idea of, like, coming to E3 and having less games to see and having more time to spend time with the people in the industry and the decisions right. they're making and where yeah. they're going. Because I, I definitely – we've all done it. Like, you start running. You're like, trying to see every game at E3, and by the yeah. way, that's an impossible task. Yeah. I've tried it every year, and I've never been like, I saw mom. What's up? Right. <laughs> like, I'm out. Don't try it. Don't Look every try appointment. It. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. done. Right? It's, yeah. it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Right? So, like, I think that that change is good. I think it can change the way we look at it, change the way the show comes out. So, but, yeah, I, I, I'm doing I'm, – I'm moderating a panel tomorrow that I'll, cool. I'll screw up horribly because I stayed up too late here. But that's my, that's my thing, right? I yeah. screw things up. <laughs> Uh, and so, and then it's like, I make, you know, go talk to a couple meetings, see a couple games, that's it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's been, it's been the nice thing about doing this is, you know, because we, when we first started doing this, I was still also trying to see as many games yeah, as possible. Yeah, 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 So it was like, the days were just like, all right, I got to run from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing, and then I got to get here, and we're going to do the show, and then at one in the morning, I'll get back to a hotel, and then go, <laughs> stare at myself in the mirror for like an hour and a half until I can fall asleep, and then wake up and do it all over again. Uh, for three days straight, or three days straight, yeah, yeah, days and all that other stuff. Yeah. And I think you know, part of it is you know, we I have a, a few more people on staff. We can kind of distribute things around differently. But also, it was that feeling of just like, well, you know, we've seen a lot of this stuff before. And as the show changes to be less about, you know, always the, the big new announcements. Yeah. Like there's there are not to say there are none of those, but it used to be you'd walk into the show and like we would you know take our exhibitor badges and walk the, walk around the floor as they were building booths and go. Holy shit! Just like like making mental notes because you know they don't like it when you're like little yeah, yeah, writing yeah, notes yeah. on the show floor about. Oh, that, that'll get security over here yeah, in yeah. no time. It really like, will. Walking around like acting like I'm walking to my booth and walking past Nintendo and going, holy shit! And, and you'd see twenty or thirty games. You would like yeah, okay, yeah. these we didn't even know these existed. Sure. Uh, we need to get back and add them to the list and make sure someone goes out and plays them right. and plays them and all that other stuff. It's just not that show anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, the thing is too, it's not those games anymore. I think an interesting example of that is The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Evan, and I was like, oh, I got all these questions for you. And he's like, really? Do you want me to answer them? I'm like, no. I don't want you to answer any of them. I really don't. Like, I don't know why I'm asking him. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Like, like, I like, like the game, I already know I like The Last of Us, right? Yeah. Like, everyone here, like, do you want to play the next Last of Us? Yeah. Yeah, you do. You know what I mean? And, like, I think they're learning that, like, yeah. they're making more sophisticated games, right? And they're doing more sophisticated things that they know that, like, we don't necessarily need to show us everything, right? Like, right. we don't have to, like, have every detail explained to us. We're gamers. We okay, but it. how many guns are in The Last of Us? Can dude, you give me all the yeah. weapons? Uh, dude, how many check my Gun of the Month have. feature. Can I play yeah, that, that's, that's not what defines it, right? Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the crazy... Well, that's the thing, uh, like, the Ubisoft Division 2 demo drives me crazy, because they show that right. video, they're like... Yeah. This is apocalyptic Earth, and it's like I live here, man. Like every day, like I don't need a sizzle reel about yeah. apocalyptic Earth. Like I know yeah. that spot. I've been there, right? And yeah. like the games got to move on. They got to find different ways. But they also got to just like find new ways to entertain us at like inner three at E three because it's different. Right. Games are different. They change. Well, yeah, you know, with games getting just more and more of a, a narrative focus, even like there's just simply things that they're not going to tell you, and you don't want to know. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, especially with a game like The Last of Us, where you're like, no, don't, don't walk me through. Like, and, and then what are the questions? You're just like, how many ways can I strangle someone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't you know, matter. The, no, the yeah, yeah. you writing style of old. I, you know, like the, 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 we've negotiated with Rockstar to do <laughs> the the best 
rims in GTA 4. <laughs> uh, on this car, these rim, these are the sweetest rims in the game, we're pretty sure, but come back tomorrow because those might be even sweeter. Uh, and, you know, like that stuff just doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist, no. And it's great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's nice to be able to, you know, and I think like a lot of the, the larger publications, I think, you know, figured that out too. It's just like, you know, that style, like, you know, whatever. We, we spent years taking as many screenshots of wrestling games as we could. It was like, oh, the embargo's right. up. We put up a thousand shots of this game. You want to see triple but By the way, people love that. Back no. in the day, hey. like, that yeah. was the yeah. shit. You want to talk about shit. how to build a website into the leading destination <laughs> for gaming information? It's wrestling screenshots. That's it. That's all it ever was. We put up a hundred screenshots of Ocarina of Time when their embargo went up wow. with, with the review that I wrote. And I took all hundred of those screenshots, and that seemed insane at the time. And then it was, it was you know, less than yeah. two or three years later, it was like, we, we, a thousand shots of these wrestlers. <laughs> uh, and also, we already have a bunch of shots because we did wrestling entrance of the day features. <laughs> I read that. Those are watched it. Yeah. yeah, no, it was great. You were like, how does Scotty do hottie walk to the ring? <laughs> yeah. Load up real player. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. I'm more of a grandmaster wow. sexy kind of guy, actually. <laughs> I mean, you know, With... honestly, yeah. But you know how he walks. You know it's going to be well represented. <laughs> Intimately. <in the> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, are you still? Are you trying to see everything? Are you doing? Yeah, like, like that's the thing. Right. You know, I feel like we're like medium fresh. Yeah, they are well aged. And you, you're stat. Oh, wow. sure. We just kind of called well, well, well aged. aged. Like a wow. Like a fine wine. Like a fine wine. But you were like, like leather. You were like kind of like fit in a similar right. time zone. You're still very fresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you still trying to hustle? And how do you do that at this it, point? It's hard because the first show that I did back like five years ago, it was literally me. Doing right. the whole show, right? With no appointments, walking up at the Figueroa Hotel, like, hey, I'm sure that went really well. <laughs> oh yeah, they were, they were like, who in the fuck is this? Why are you here and why are you hovering? And because I, I didn't know how to do anything yet, I was like, I don't know how to network. I'm just gonna stand next to you and smile. <laughs> you do as it turns out. That, that's all. I don't, I don't know. How to do. it work. I actually think that doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Totally well, doesn't work. It's better than screaming at them. That's for sure. Do, totally doesn't work. Um, but yeah, we're at this point now. We're trying to still figure out how to cover the show in a reasonable way mm-hmm. with everything else that we're trying to fight because podcasting isn't really popping like it used to be right. in the same ways that the, you know the, the Twitch and everything else is kind of moving. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to fight. Not being a, a, in a bad platform in a bad media space, while also trying to figure out how to divvy up uh, work assignments and also trying to put everything out on everything at the same time, right. while trying to give Patreon folks something to look at also right. on the yeah. side. It, so, it becomes a lot of just like okay, we, we've got this many like production resource, you know, like yeah, like, yeah, we can and spend this much time making the content and then this much time seeing stuff to make the content yeah. and finding that split. Is, it's madness because the yeah. crazy thing is, and, and the interesting part about it is there isn't really a way to determine what the audience needs and how quickly they need it yet. Right. Ooh. Because you can get it from most places fairly fast. If you have a big team, IGN, GameSpot, those folks have a team somewhere else sitting in a room mm. cranking out stuff. Yep. Our squad is three, <laughs> three folks who have nine to five jobs, who have bad feet, who are trying to figure it out on the fly. 
and like try to walk as much as we possibly can yeah. so that we can finish to go the next day and do it again. Well, you're doing something right. You're here. Yeah, I'm. This is bucket list stuff. I'm checking. Also <laughs> <laughs> um, messed up your eye. You need to explain that. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I messed up my eye and I split my pants. That's the reason I'm sitting in the back row. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if he was going to say the the splitting his pants. I mean, I, I, but I he did. He explain did. your eye, though. I've been there. Yeah. So so Monday. I see your leg. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like. Oh shit! <laughs> so like Monday, <laughs> Monday, Monday we finish our EA. Uh, I'm sorry, our uh, Xbox uh, post show stuff. Mm. Uh, we go outside. We finish the, the recording. Um, I'm putting stuff in my bag, and there's planters outside the Staples Center. So they have like these kind of like spiky plants that are outside there. So I'm bending down. I have on glasses. I bend down to go put something in my bag, and boop, right in the eye. Right? So I'm like... I forgot what the story was. I was like, oh, yeah, he split his pants. He split his pants. I thought I was going to go with his pants, too. I was reading Why are we talking about his eye? Why are we talking about his eye? Why are you have that story on SpongeBob? This is Death Space 2 DLC. So this is like... That hurts. Yeah, it hurt a lot. So, like, I'm walking around with a weepy red eye. Looks like someone punched me. I look like LeBron. So I'm walking around like this, <laughs> hanging out, chilling, walking down the street. Break yeah. your hand, too. It like, <laughs> yeah, and it's like thumping, too. So I'm like walking around, and I'm like, all right. So people are like, what the fuck is wrong with Kaz's eye? Like, did someone, like, beat you up and, like, not, and you didn't say anything? You were, like, trying to play hard? No. Video games. <laughs> yeah, video games. Video games are rough. Um, and Heated gamer mode. And it was like that for about, <laughs> it was about that for three days. And I was supposed to host a thing tonight. Mm. And I told the folks, I was like, I can't do it because my eye is all bogged down and it's not doing well. I don't want to be on camera and it's not going to look good when you look like you just got into a fight. Um, You're on camera right now. Or it will look good. It's fine it will now. Good. Like, it, it turned out to be okay now. But for like three days, I was walking around. And the weird thing is like, you don't know that your eye is really jacked up until you look at it in a mirror and you're just like, all right, I feel like things are wrong. But when you see it, you're just like, no, that's wrong. Yeah. That's not okay. Like, you're not seeing the look of everyone in the face and they go, hey. Oh. Well, the weird, thing, cause the weird thing is you go through weird stages. So you're like, all right, so now it feels like there's something in it, so that's not good. Then you're just like, oh, it feels really dry. That's not good. But then your face just contorts and does things it's not supposed to do. So you're kind of just looking at people like, <laughs> You're kind of just like staring at people in a weird Give way. Yeah. yeah, you kind of give them stank eye, but it's okay. also stank red. They think like, that's your interest look. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they're like, yeah. he's really like, like digging this stuff. And I was like, no, I just, my eye really hurts. You should have just gone the cosplay route, get an eye patch. Oh, I was yeah. hoping, I was hoping Skull and Bones would hook me up. Yeah. Punished cop. Uh, get a Majima uh, eye patch. Oh, Have the yeah. Sega booth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a little bit rough for the first, and that was like literally the first thing that happened. I've had bad stuff on the past couple of. Of conferences that I've been to, it's it, yeah. a lot of pants splitting. GDC first night, <laughs> pants. I, I'm trying to remember which. Do you pack extras now? Have you learned your lesson? Are no. you like no. <laughs> no, no? I split my pants at something. I think it was it was like GDC when it was in San Jose or something. <laughs> I was down there to moderate a panel. Yeah. And I think I they got caught on something yep. and just Ooh. like tore like from here like the legs Ooh, all the way out like and like. Front. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that would have been the 90s. That was totally a look yeah, then. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. ended up, I mean, also, I was standing behind a podium, uh, so it was, it was a thing of just like, okay, I'm just going to, I can hold this together in a way that only looks sort of weird, <laughs> and then I can get behind this podium and be like, it'll be okay. Flash uh, the side. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. Need yeah. Need and extra just like, <laughs> peek it out from the, Let them know. From the side a little bit and be like, yes. hello. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like, ah. I guess that. we're talking about. Uh, you know, encryption techniques and anti-piracy techniques on the PlayStation 1, but hello. <laughs> I ripped panel. either the first time I was on this couch or the last time, the day I 
was like, oh, I gotta go, everybody, bye. <laughs> Huge rip, just crotch and open. Yeah. <laughs> so, I worked out. I don't know. You gotta let yeah, Good luck. Congratulations, yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs>